And we're live, PKA episode 337 with our guest Richard Ryan. Kyle? Yeah, three sponsors tonight, Dollar Shave Club, Squarespace, and a brand new contender, HelloFresh. So uh, link's down in the description if you want to check them out now. But yeah, let's get to it. Nice. How's hey, it do, does anyone want else kick off with fitness talk? I, I went to the subreddit. I even replied to two people. I'm a bad, I don't know. I, I'm a weak man. That's what it is. But I know that Richard Ryan did the fitness thing like a year ago and reshaped yeah. himself. So I thought maybe he'd be able to participate. And let's, let's I would love to. And you know, it's funny. You guys have such an engaged audience. I would love to hear like other people's feedback on it too, because I know it's constantly like an evolving thing. Yeah. Um, what, are you, what are you looking to do? So we all have different goals, uh, but I just wanted the subreddit right now looks like our fitness. Everyone is showing like before and yeah. after pictures, and these guys, some of them have before pictures that look a little like my target. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There are at least two on there because I went there today just to check up, see what was going uh -huh. on, and it did look like fitness because it was all like, look at my post, look at my post, and, which is good, you know, not ripping on it, but there were at least two there that were so impressive, it like aggravated me. Where it was like, oh god damn it! Like this dude went from like <laughs> where are, I was picturing, like I was like this guy had like a pre-picture of where I'm picturing myself in like eight months, and mm -hmm. then he's like, and yet four weeks later, he's like flexing. He's got like those shoulder striations <laughs> where it looks like a tiger attacked him. You know, like it's really intense. Like, oh man, good for you, guy. You know, it's motivating. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know, angry fans have told but, me, like, I, I've been playing a lot of uh, that, that game with fans and like several of them are like, I lost 35, 45, 55 pounds, stuff like that. And the guy who lost 55, he's like, I'm still a fat fuck, though. I got about 30. <laughs> I got about 35 more to go. But uh, but you got and they all they all think us. And, and that's uh, I, I don't know what to take from that. You know, it's just kind of a topic on the show. But I think that we, you know, we, we talk about it every week. Guy who lost oh, a lot of weight and you're still a fat fuck. I feel you, bro. I hear where you're coming from. <laughs> so here, I, I'll catch up. So last week, I, I had lost two pounds, which brought me down to a total of nine. And uh, I almost wanted to lie because I've been losing a pound a week, and I thought maybe I just got it early. But no, yet again, two more pounds. I am down 11 pounds toward my 30-pound goal. I am, I'm closing in on my halfway point. I've been eating good. I haven't had a cheat meal. Uh, I, I'm taking it Saturday night, I think. And um, I haven't missed a single kettlebell exercise workout. And uh, even on days, like I talked about this in the PKN a little bit, but on Monday, my wife wanted to buy like furniture. So if we went to this place that sold antiques and suddenly she sees three of them, I spent from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. doing like furniture buying activities, like hooking up a trailer, carrying furniture, from a storage unit to the trailer and then to the house and up the stairs and all this shit. And then when <laughs> that was done, kettlebell time. My wife's like, you're still doing it? And I'm like, yes, because there are hundreds of thousands of people who will give me shit otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's a powerful motivator. I did it today. What time of day was that? Uh, I did the kettlebells at like 4.30 p.m. or something like that. Because we were doing furniture until 3.30, and that's a headlunch yeah. and whatever. Yeah, but like Woody said, we've all got different goals here. I think Woody was at like 2.20, I think, right? Yes, and he's trying to cut down rate. to like some kind of 195 and, and strong kind of kind of thing. And Taylor has been definitely like he, – he cut his calories way down, but he added a lot of physical activity like three, four days a week. He's working out hard. And he's put on a couple pounds of muscle, it seems like. And I have been eating so many goddamn calories <laughs> that, that I had to buy a new toilet. And it's it, and I've gained about I've gained about five pounds of fat uh, so far, and I, uh, now I've started the process of cutting that off. So I'm 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 eating like 1,700 calories a day and working out every day. 
So you were heavy in liquid calorie calories, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots so, of lots of shakes. <laughs> Richard, what did you do? You you, how heavy were you at your max? How did you get down? What'd you do? Um, I I would say two thirty five was probably my 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 max. It was probably nice. like that was my fattest. <laughs> yours was probably better. Yeah, keep in mind, Richard's pretty tall, though. He's taller than I am. Yeah, I'm 6'3". Um, but, oh, yeah, we, I think we had that height conversation before. It's like, <laughs> you're not 6'3", I'm 6'3". I'm not 6'4". <laughs> 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 uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I think, um, you know, when you, you're kind of heavier than you should be, like, I think, Woody, how tall are you? About six flat. Okay, like like I I I was looking at like the BMI of what like I should be. They were like one seventy five, one eighty, or something like that. Like bullshit. No way am I supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one ninety five mark is is probably pretty good. But honestly, like for me, it's it's like a health thing. Kind of like I I, I go back to it and I beat that dead horse all the time. But it's like you know I I don't want to be. Uh, 70 years old, if I make it that far and carrying a lot of excess baggage around, I want to be that lean kind of mountain man, that that dude who's just like super lean, got got cardio for days and stuff like that. Seriously active. You, yeah, age. you want to yeah. be the guy that they look at and they go, can you believe he's 70? Not the guy yeah. that goes like, can you believe he made it to 70? Like, <laughs> that's genetics yeah. on his back right there. Like that's yeah, it. And you, If you get really big and bulky as far as muscles go, they always tend to like sag as you get older. You got to really maintain that stuff. And then there's there's always like the hormones and stuff. And you know what's funny is like I feel like the the things that people say all the time is like, oh, diet, diet's, diet's huge. It's really huge. Well, yeah, it is. And most people, that's like one of the, the more things that go neglected than anything where people are like, oh, you know, I'll just slide this in here or do this. And it, it adds up really, really quick. Was- but for me... The, the the thing, for, I think intermittent fasting has probably been the thing. And, you know, as far as the science and everything behind it, I, I don't know. I just, I just. Can you explain I, what that is, intermittent fasting? Like, how long are you going without eating? What, what's so, the cycle? Um, I don't know if I should do this. So, like, this is a big disclaimer before it. Um, but I fast from 8 p.m. to noon. Um, and so I, I'm constantly experimenting with what what different things affect my energy levels throughout the day. Um, and sugar is refined sugar is easily my biggest weakness. I love chocolate, like milk chocolate, not that dark chocolate crap. <laughs> like, not the good stuff. Yeah, I will, I will binge on some chocolate. And, um, but I found that because I get up early in the mornings, um, if I go to bed at like, um, 10 o'clock, um, I've already, I'm already full from the day's, uh, worth of food and everything, getting up early in the morning, no coffee, only water. It forces me to hydrate, which I'm really, really bad about. So I'm constantly drinking water. Um, and then, you know, I'm at, I'm at work from about six to, uh, around 10 o'clock. And then I'll walk down to the gym and I'll work out. I'll do like 30 to 40 minutes of cardio. Um, and then I'll lift for 30 to 45 minutes. And then, um, I'll go back around noon and then I'll make, um, <laughs> because of Dr. Rhonda Patrick, uh, like I did do the, uh, broccoli sprout, um, a shake and it's four ounces of Ooh. broccoli sprouts. Um, mm. so you've got that to look forward to from 8 Who PM needs on. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs That's that it. shamrock shake when you've got broccoli? <laughs> It's not Broccoli that bad. But stalks. Like my my little pro tip for that, if there if there is one for it, uh, it's super pungent, right? So uh, <laughs> I take I take 
uh, ginger and I slice it up like fresh ginger. Uh, uh, ginger, that, notoriously not pungent. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, the, the sharpness of ginger kind of uh, conceals the the broccoli, right? And I'll put I'll put blueberries in there and a quarter of an apple, um, and it seems to work pretty well for me. I'll chug that thing, and then about thirty minutes later, I'll have coffee. Um, and it seems like it, trying to fart to cover up someone else's fart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it doesn't give me gas or anything like that. I'll Richard, take probiotics. I, I um, got a lot in common with what Richard's going on here. Like uh, the intermittent fasting thing, this is the thing I do too. So I used to have, like I used to snack at night. That was how I got fat. Now I eat dinner and when I wake up, I don't necessarily want to eat. So it's not every day, but a lot of times it's like, you know, you don't need breakfast. You can go to lunch. You know, you've already made it to like 1030 an hour, hour yeah. and a half, and you can have your I, lunch. And it's just a whole meal I get to skip. It's fewer calories. Yeah, I eat, and I, I, I eat so few breakfasts that when I do eat a breakfast, it's memorable. It's like, oh, yeah, because <laughs> we were on that trip, and we had to eat early because we, we weren't going to be able to stop that day. Like, I just don't eat breakfast. Like, like well, I, I may have eaten 50 breakfasts you, in my life. Is it that you don't eat breakfast, or you just you shift meals to where you have no. lunch, di dinner, and then supper? You know, like... <laughs> Second two breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, there may be a little of that throughout my whole lifetime of like, you know, just got shifted. But the, the main thing is like, even if I'm getting up early and, and the, it is like breakfast appropriate time, like I just, the idea of like having like a breakfast burrito, like with my coffee or a biscuit or something, it makes me nauseous. Like I'd much rather like just keep nothing in my stomach or maybe coffee until like one or two or three in the afternoon when I'm really hungry. And then I'll eat. Like I, I, I like to like listen to my stomach as much as I can, and it'll be like, yeah, yeah. Why don't you eat? And I'll be like, nah, I don't want to. And he'll be like, okay. And it'll just stop being hungry. It'll just stop <laughs> being hungry. Okay. If you ever disagree with your stomach, you'd be surprised. You could, you can negotiate with it a little bit. You'd be like, nah, not today. And he'll be like, okay. Well, uh, you know, I'll hit you up tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see if we can. That's like that's see where your connect. other brain is. You know, you got your head yeah. brain, then you got your like gastro brain or whatever it's called in the stomach or some, somewhere in the mix. You know, my dick are always gonna conspiring. Be a dick brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, my I, dick brain and my stomach brain are always <laughs> conspiring against this guy <laughs> between the ears. And together they can take you. you Another know? thing, they can. like Rich, dude, sleep schedule. I'm like an ex-smoker with this sleep schedule thing, trying to get everyone else to have good yeah. sleep and reasonable sleep. So I had terrible sleep, awful, the worst of the people you know. I had this like sleep apnea thing, but way worse than most people with sleep apnea. I was waking up 67 times an hour, and uh, one the I have this BPAP machine. It's like a fancy CPAP, and it helps me sleep all night. I wake. I, I don't wake up till the next day. It's amazing to me. Beyond that, just the fact that, like, I go to that machine to sleep. Now, yeah. like, I never just sleep on the couch. I used to have to nap. I don't need that anymore. Uh, I might be like in the guest room watching TV or something, and just crash in the guest room that night. Uh, Someone. I was sleeping someone, all over the house. Go on. So, someone was listening to you talking about your BPAP, and they asked me in real life, like, what's a BPAP? And I, I was like, well, you ever see those old iron lungs back in the day, those, those big the, like chambers they would put people in? It's just like that. He has one of those. <laughs> it's, it's like eight feet long. It's $15,000. His wife locks him in it every night. It's hermetically sealed. It, yeah, it, I have insurance, so it wasn't expensive for me, but it's, it's like a $7,000 machine or something. Like, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, anyway, I, 
now I have to go to the bed to sleep. I sleep all night long. I wake up at like 7 a.m. every day, like between 6.50 and 7, and it's like clockwork. And I'm a whole new me, you know? Like That's great. And the, the energy throughout the day is like super important for me too. And I, I feel like the um, the meals and the fasting part isn't as – I don't know what it's doing to me metabolically or whatever yeah. that that's going on in the background, but mentally not eating and then – uh, going to the gym after I do that, like 30 minutes of cardio, cause I'm just trying to keep my cardio up. I'm not really trying to do cardio to lean out or to whatever, you know, I, I'm just trying to keep my, my cardio up because my heart rate, uh, between wingsuiting and everything else, like I, I just try to maintain that. So, um, but it's, it's weird. The mental, I guess, mental cookies I get, um, because at noon after I have my shake, um, it's like, well, I look back and well, do I really want this cookie or this uh, sweet thing or whatever? Not really, because I look at it, it's like, oh, 400 calories. Oh, geez, I, that took me 30 minutes to burn, and I'm constantly reminded that okay, this is this is what I had to do to get to here. And then I'm like, well, no, nah, I don't want, I don't want that. And and then that reinforces it throughout the day for me. And I found that my energy levels, just like constantly achieving things, makes me feel good. And and so by structuring my meals and stuff, I actually have two breakfasts, um, uh, one at two and like one at four. And then I have one meal meal, I guess you could say, because I like I like bre- breakfast is my favorite meal, right? So I'll have egg egg whites and um, egg whites and bacon and spinach. Um, and then I'll have another, another type of breakfast, be it blueberries and, um, um, morning oats. And then I'll move on to a a trouble with the egg whites ever, because those are, those are just a real, real difficult thing to muscle down. Uh, not really because, because it's the best part. I would rather drink them raw than cook them and eat them. Hot sauce dog. 100% 100% rather eat them raw. <laughs> you just douse them in enough sodium and spicy cayenne pepper sauce that you can slurp it down. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's so good. Um, I don't know. I just Something about breakfast. It just makes me... I, Kyle's I just really... point about breakfast, like you were saying, how you just skip it. Like, yeah, I've always yeah. felt like that. I watched, I think, part of one YouTube video like a week or two ago that was like, do you know that like the whole start your meal off right with breakfast is like not even true. And it was breakfast, most big, important meal of the day. big oats and big Quakers and all those, you know, <laughs> uh, lobbyists <laughs> oh, making it so that people were like, oh, it was those <laughs> belt buckle hat cunts. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, it's part of a balanced breakfast. You know, you, you, that's what it is. Yeah. You, so you, obviously if this is part of a balanced breakfast, everybody needs a balanced breakfast. So that's already accepted thing. Have the your Lord fucking orange and you your regular. yogurt. And no, and that's not true. And and I, I immediately accepted it without question. Like, oh, yes, right breakfast is bullshit. Two meals a day is plenty. I'm sure YouTube right? vetted it before they allowed it to be published. They wouldn't allow it to stay there if it was fallacious. <laughs> 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 well, juices are definitely a big misconception for a lot of people because they're like, yeah, I'll take that tall glass of orange juice or whatever right. it is. And, oh, it's healthy. I'll get that vitamin C. It's like, what? You might not want the, milk. You, milk is the same way. They, they they were those milk campaigns. Michael Jordan was pimping that shit. I was like, damn it. Well, if well if Michael Jordan, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's got a mustache while he dunks the ball. It's got to be better than Gatorade, right? Like, Mike's like, got ups. Yeah, it, you know. And it turns out, like, no, that's not that good for you. And there's not even that much calcium in it. Like, like it's don't be. You don't need a glass of milk every day. It's just, it's not that. It's not a health food. Taylor, how much have you lost? Do you know your numbers? Um, I I haven't weighed in a that, while. It I need to weigh I on weigh Sunday every day. Like I always know my numbers. 
Oh, cool. no, I, I do it like every Sunday. And this past Sunday was the middle of Memorial Day weekend. And I was like, well, I know that that's it's not going to be good, you know, because I spent all day, you know, drinking and eating like an asshole. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll just pick it up next Sunday. So I expect to be right at around like 207 on okay. this upcoming Sunday. And I'm setting so, that a little high. I'll, hopefully I'll be a little lower. So we'll see. So how does it affect you like mentally, uh, Woody? Because like if you're if you're checking every day, I, I mean, you can you can balloon just based off of, of, of water. I mean, like I like I could drop like when I was at 220, like, well, I, I was 230 and I dropped 30 pounds in. 27 days pretty easy and that was pretty much pretty much water well i'm like like i was was, my hormones and stuff were all out of whack whenever i was taking propecia and everything else and i i held a lot of water weight so whenever i cut refined sugars out stopped drinking and everything i could cut water weight really really well um but it's not it's not fat it's not muscle that i'm not losing that that dense weight, I guess you could say it's just the water stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'd be, you know, just like cutting weight for a fight. I know a lot of guys can cut several pounds in a day. Uh, yeah. how does it affect me mentally if I don't go straight down? You're saying like, you know, cause well, it feels yeah. like the stock market, right? Yeah. Cause like that, that one pound a day is like, that's brutal, man. No, I'm not getting a pound a day. I'm getting a pound or, a week. Yeah. Oh, a week, a week. Yeah, oh, I got you. Effect, I got you. But, but last two weeks it's been two pounds a week. It's better, I guess. But, um, uh, yeah, there are days, like there was one day where I was, uh, like a pound and a half over the previous and it's like, yeah, well you had a lot of salt that, that, you know, yesterday and you're just holding it and relax, Woody. And if it doesn't go straight down, I'm usually like, all right, well, were you good? You know, like you might be heavier than yesterday, but I know you ate right. I know you didn't skip your workout. The fat can't win if you keep up your good behavior. And, and that's, that's how I rat. That's what I do. Do you set any physical milestones? Um, that that's that's the things that I'm I'm kind of leaning towards now that I found a lot of positive reinforcement and keeping me in a rhythm of of doing things where like I don't I don't like I mean outside of wingsuiting, working out and stuff along those lines, uh, I don't do anything like the ninja gyms or free running or yoga or any of that CrossFit and and not having those physical milestones for the positive reinforcement is something i kind of struggle with so i don't know what, you, what are you working towards anything with I've, the fitness side or i've had a couple things that i got that got me excited one so when i at my heaviest when i sat in the car the lap belt i would have fat go over the lap belt i had a belly that that went over the lap belt and uh, i was in the car recently and it was just like this is undeniably better because I kind of deny myself any like actual improvement. But eleven pounds is a driving thing. is a super unflattering pose. Yes. And if you're honest <laughs> with yourself, when you if you hold it ten and two and you look down, you look at your gut, like it oh. never looks the way that you imagine it. And then you look over and you're like, oh, oh no. Oh, yes. how many passengers have I driven around? <laughs> oh, like <laughs> looking There's, over this look at this fat idiot driving me around. You know, I at least I won't get hurt in an accident. I mowed the yard. <laughs> I mowed the yard yesterday. And I'm you know, picture me just covered with grass clippings. The mowers kind of sucks that way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I am. So I, I did one of these deals to get it off. My chest and belly were just a lot less fat. And I looked Ooh. down and my chest all stuck sweaty out with his grass belly. clippings all over. Uh, That's a big win. Chest further uh, than the belly. Yeah, That's that cool. that was big for me. And I have a couple of like I'd get dressed in the morning and it'd be a large for me. Some larges fit and some larges don't. That's where I am. And the larges that don't fit much more flattering than they were. I wouldn't say I'm there, but uh, markedly better. 
So see, like the the thing I think with Richard's question is that you you've already you know, arrived at the summit of that first, you know, campsite, that first peak of fitness. And then you can see up to the next thing of now I need more specific goals. Now I need, Mm -hmm. you know, I've already achieved all this shit. Meanwhile, me and Woody and Kyle are, you know, wallowing, wallowing in the fire (laughs) down here. And our only barometer of success is to look at ourselves naked in the mirror and go, oh, that's marginally better. That is better well, than it was. Well, come on. I mean, here's the thing. There, you can like. I like setting <laughs> physical physical milestones and not necessarily cosmetic, uh, because cosmetic is one. Like, I'm not a sl- snowflake, uh, but you know, w- we consume a lot of social media, and your perception of things are skewed a lot as to what normal may look like because people are being very selective about the stuff they're putting out there and everything. So when you're constantly exposed to that, it's kind of kind of hard for that neutral to be like you to be acceptable or you accepting of you being that neutral, right? So and on. so I don't think accepting me is what I'm targeting. I should not so, accept current me. Current no, me still too bad, right? You know? I get that. I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. But when you say you're like sitting down and you notice like your stomach like creeping over the seatbelt. There lot like some of the most fit people I've ever seen. Like that that still creases when you sit down. I mean, it, it's like you you can't get yeah. Caught but those guys can maybe run like five the rock or butterbean. Set like physical physical goals. So you at least like have tans- my abs. They're just they're just rolling over the belt. Can you believe it? <laughs> Watch this. I'm with the belt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, kind of I, I think I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, that's that's the kind of things that I, I'll do is like, okay, look, I'll look at my my miles, or I'll look at something and be like, oh, okay, how, how did this affect me when I did this or when I did that? I geek out on a lot of that stuff. As uh, far as like supplements over the the years, whenever I was younger, I'd take like creatine and like all these like BCAAs and stuff along those lines, and. And now it's just like I, I I look more for the the performance side of things. So it's like okay, I knocked I knocked minutes off of my mile after running for you know just a a, a couple of weeks uh, last year. Whenever and I never really ran before. And it's funny I stopped running the last kind of six months because uh, I ran into some injuries on my my ankles. And so I started doing more elliptical stuff. Um, I, I get ragged on whenever I'm at the gym on the elliptical for 30 minutes. But, <laughs> Who but I hear soccer moms. You, you no impact. Just but, throw on Ellen and you know run away the day. You know. <laughs> the <TV> I, there. <laughs> really run. So um, and so this weekend I went to um, uh, one of my buddy's weddings in uh, Santa Barbara, and um, I was like I can't I like I can't get out of the rhythm of doing things. I don't have to work out every day, but I just want to do something active so I'm not just just like just wasting away, I guess. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to, we're right on the beach. So I'm going to do morning runs because I'm still on Eastern time and everybody's on Pacific and it's like five o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to do a beach run for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. And the next day I felt like somebody had hit me with a truck. I mean, I was like every little muscles in my body, like like my legs Sand had to sandal is hard. Be- beach runs are no joke. And I, I've only gone on one beach run ever, and it was with a friend of mine on a vacation. 
and he was in much better shape. But it was just like he's like, hey, I'm going on a beach run. You want to go? And I was like, yeah, you just run around, like see if there are any girls about, see what's yeah, yeah. what's going yeah, on. Like go, just yeah, let's, let's just run go there. run yeah. on the beach. <laughs> in, in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna be wearing swim trunks, and I'm not gonna wear shoes. I'll, if I get too tired, I'll just go frolic in the water for a bit, and and you know regain my energy. I got maybe six to eight paces into the sand run before I'm like, oh no. Oh no! This is this isn't what I imagined at all. I, this guy's not going to want to stop every hundred yards. And this ground—I don't—I don't, I don't know if it's because I'm retarded, but I didn't fully anticipate how much harder sand would make it to run because all of your push-off energy is just creating mm. sand divots instead yes. of moving you forward. So Man, you're running in legit sand, like the you're running in the beach. I was running on like the water-packed. Uh, harder surface so it's right there with the waves and everything so it's not nearly as bad as say running dunes or anything like that so like I, I'm not, okay. I'm well, not gonna run you. for an hour on like loose sand or anything <laughs> like that man, I, man I, I wish I had that passion to run because it always seems like you know it's the runners that live a long time and like, except for that one guy Jack LaLame who died when he was running right yeah. is it but yeah. move, remove him out, throw him Jack away. Lillane, but uh, you talking about the guy who wrote the book on running, who died while running? Yeah, who died mid-run. <laughs> it, was it Jack Lalane? It, it probably was. Jack Lalane was like that fitness guy from so long ago that you look at him now and you're like, "That's fitness, huh?" Like, <laughs> would, you, would you look at that? That guy looks like he has a six-pack a night. Like that's. <laughs> well, I got I got to find Fix. some hobbies. His name is Jim Fix. Because I, I feel like I feel like that's that's another key component is being able to incorporate that activity and I don't know something that you care about. 100%. Um, yeah, if there were like a uh, and it does, it wouldn't have to be like a running league or, or a weightlifting group. Mm-hmm. Like if there was just like a dodgeball league like nearby where there were a bunch of thirty something year old guys fucking slinging dodgeballs at each other as hard as they could. Oh, that'd be a crazy workout, and I'd totally be into it. And yeah. like I. I guarantee five rounds of dodgeball yeah. with grown men is an outrageous workout. Like, like basketball, all that, all oh, that's great. Yeah. Like yeah. paddleboarding, whatever, whatever you're into. It's funny. I I used to, um, you know, I used to race uh, superbike, super sport, and uh, I did a lot of off road stuff. You did that? You rode super? Yeah. We're talking about motorcycles on a track. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're a, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and cool. um, and. And and so I got into uh, pit bike racing way back in the day. We would get uh, little Z50s, and we'd take and put uh, moped tires on them so they had street profiles. And there was an abandoned go-kart uh, track in Chattanooga, and we would go out behind the mall, and we'd, we'd race out there. And that kind of progressed into um, the motocross, supercross-style little pit bikes. And we would go out on RC car tracks and, and little tracks along those lines that had these jumps but made for smaller-sized vehicles and stuff like that. And so we would ride our bikes on them, and they they started taking off, and people would let us come out there on like Fridays and Saturday nights, and we would have like legit like league races and stuff. And I remember <laughs> that wore me out so much far as cardio was concerned. It's like, man, I just got to find something something that I can have fun and be competitive in, and I know like my body will just like my body will do whatever Taylor. my brain tells me. Taylor, me and Taylor and Chiz went to uh, Colorado a few months back, and we did uh, indoor go kart racing. But they were really high end go karts. Very. After every race, we were all just like, "Oh my god, my arms are just dead!" Because the whole time you're fighting, 
you're you're fighting the whole time like against the against the car and like when you let go it's it's your your shoulders down are just numb and dead your palms hurt so bad yeah. because you're having like part of it's just the intensity of it and the other part's just you're having so much fun you're not thinking about how like into like trying to get your turns right and everything yeah. i i so much the first lap that we did on that course. Th these things, how fast did they go? I don't want to. Uh, faster 45, than any go. 55, like, like was, really yeah, fast. Wow. Indoors. It was an indoor, very quick turn, tight turn course. Like it, they were faster than any go karts I've ever been in. Yeah, I too. hit, I hit Chiz. I T-boned him <laughs> so fucking hard. Like not even like, uh, oh, I bumped him and he kind of like went, hey, fuck you, man. And I went, ah, right back at you. And then we kept going. Like I hit him so hard that I saw him in rage try and stand up out of the go-kart only to be pulled back down by the thing. And he looked at me with just fury in his eyes because when I hit him, he didn't just like, snap back it was like a violent racking motion like when you grab a chicken by the head and you go to snap its neck like it was it was and that kind of showed me that that shit was more dangerous than i had realized yeah. it didn't slow me down but everyone i hit after that wasn't chiz and i didn't know them you can yeah, trust you fuck about them yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with that. that that and it wasn't even that expensive it was, it was like like 70 dollars for like three for a bunch of races i don't know we raced for like an hour that was good shit that's yeah, that awesome good. Yeah, not nearly as intense as a bike. Like when you tell these stories, Richard, I have so much trouble when you're like, "We, I got really into changing the profile on souped-up mopeds and riding around, you know, the, the Target parking lot." I'm like, "Is this is this 28-year-old Richard or is this 14-year-old Richard? Like, were their parents around or was is he the adult? Perhaps." Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. That was like. Um, th those were the days where I look back, and I mean, that's like around 20. What? So. I, w I was I was I was really really fortunate enough that um, I didn't die. What CC I, I got motorcycles hit did you race? Like not the pit What's bike that? stuff. When you were going fast, what CC motorcycles? Superbike and super sport. So it was leader class bikes and six hundreds. So R six and R ones. That is wow so, wow. Yeah, you were I going so goddamn fast. fast. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, did you it's wreck funny. much? I'm sure you wrecked. No, uh, yeah, every I mean every now and then, but on the track, it, it's 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 it's. It's a completely different, a completely different thing. Uh, like I would, I would wholeheartedly recommend anybody who is thinking about buying a motorcycle or something like that, and they may may not have a whole lot of experience. Like go to a class and go to a track day, because the track experience and not even racing is just something where you're, you learn the profile of your tires and how far you can push it. It's just insane. It, it's, it's like it. It makes you not really want to ride on the road because there's so many more variables and hazards and things. Yeah, along we those were lines. talking about this just before, uh, like you came on the call, Richard. Like Woody and I were. I, I was. We were talking about motorcycles and 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 how it related to paramotoring when you're with other people. Like, there's so many unknown factors with the motorcycle thing. I could spend the next three years becoming the best motorcycle rider that I could be. I could get training and go to tracks and do all that stuff. I could make it my life's goal. But then one night a rabbit could run out while I'm taking a turn. I lose my traction and I slide in the guardrail and die. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the unfortunate thing as far as timing and everything, uh, Nikki Hayden uh, just passed away. He was like, in my opinion, he was he was like the, the Jimmy McGrath in, uh, well, I mean, that is World of Motorcycles. But, uh, you know, he, he raced MotoGP and he was like, there, for the longest time, Americans weren't really recognized in the, the MotoGP world and world, um, you know, motorcycle racing and whatnot. And he really just kind of like, 
he he made a name for well the Hillman and his family because he's got three or two brothers, uh, Tommy oh, and uh, he, Roger. He, he, he got young. hit hit on a hit on a bicycle like right. a couple of weeks ago or oh. maybe a little bit longer. I think he was uh, he was in the hospital for about a week before uh, he ended up passing away and everything. But I mean that was pretty heavy news because he was like he's like a, a freaking stud man. He was like in my opinion one of the one of the greats for sure. So and that's that's just one of those those things is everyone it's very cliche people say it's not if it's when um whenever you're riding motorcycles enough that's why i got rid of my bikes when i i moved to la um i just saw it saw it an, as an inevitability i mean i got hit by a car in chattanooga i was at a red light uh i was on uh one of my r1s and um they just hit hit me stopped at the red light going like 40 miles per hour and uh so they were running the red light they didn't yeah the foot peg went through uh my my left foot up into my ankle severed all the nerves on my left foot and um uh, i didn't walk for about six months and uh you know luckily i didn't even break a bone on that it was really weird uh yeah. the what an, what an odd weird injury though like that foot peg going in like that ah What's, yeah because there's so like many long tendons. term impact yeah foot, or are you pretty it's much kind of like mr deeds in in some ways yep. where i can't can't feel <laughs> my uh, dad had a ruptured disc in his back and like the treatment for that was to go in the back and cut the nerve but it was also the nerve that runs down his leg to like the left or right side of his foot and yep. the whole thing's been numb for like the last 20 years now he didn't care he's like he's like at least that pain's gone like, <laughs> crippling pain he was like he was having to take shower he had like put like a chair in the in the in the in the shower he had to sit down to take his showers it was it was just excruciating pain and then like one he went in for this surgery and they made they made an incision about an inch and a half long you can i've seen the scar and you know they they go in was it orthos orthoscopically right and yeah, uh, and they they, right. they cut yeah they cut that nerve and uh, I think they actually put an implanted uh, painkiller of some kind like they put a a tablet the release of, yeah 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 and uh, the next day he walked out of the hospital and was like you like do you need any help get he's like no I'm good. <laughs> And then, like, and then, like, like, the, from he, he's like, I'm gonna put the the truck away. I'm gonna walk from now on. And he started like walking like every day, like five to ten miles a day, because he gained Jesus. weight. And it was it was it was a whole thing. But yeah, yeah, they, it, that, that must be weird not to be able to feel your whole foot. Yeah, yeah you know, it's funny, like, you know, talking to you guys about that and everything. Like, like, it does seem like a long time ago. And I, like, I, I, I constantly have this conversation with people because I'm I'm very aware of the fact of like. The impact of social media, action cams, and things along those lines. I am so so grateful I grew up when I did, because uh, I, I I had a high eight camera mounted to the gas tank of my R1 uh, nice. to film me doing wheelies and stuff like that. It's a it's a process. It's a process. <laughs> like three sec suction cups and all that other stuff and. Uh, had I had GoPros and stuff like that, I'd probably be dead, man. Like you would have killed yourself <laughs> for two reasons. One, you'd have had the ability to like really step up, like like what you were doing and putting it on video. <laughs> but but two, you wouldn't be alone in that. You there, you'd have other guys raising the bar. So even if you came up with the coolest shit you could do and you can master that, and not die, you'd see some other jerk across the country who like did it backwards on his camera. And yeah, you, like you, within 15 minutes of you posting it, the you know Montana Crazy Boy crew uploads a better thing to their channel, and then yeah. then you go back to the drawing board. And Dude, you speaking, man, that's a good thing like to say. Like all the jackass sports, guys would have died if I, they were born. A paramotorist died last weekend. I think I had really to say, right. Yeah, and um, it, I. 
I think he was out of practice. He hadn't flown for like nine months. And uh, so he went to this uh, event where a lot of people were flying together. There was an instructor there. He kind of, you know, he was instantly kiting really well. He launched perfectly. He was ready to go. The thing is, I forget there's a term for it. It's not Kodak courage, but it's essentially there's, you know, there's people watching you. Ah. I, I think that tempted him to go above his abilities. And uh, from about, I'm, I'm, making, I'm filling in some details. Some of them just aren't known, like, like what his motivation was. But from about 1,000 feet, he got into what's called a locked spiral. So um, the wing and the pilot just kind of like go around each other. And the Gs are so high that um, they think that he blacked out. They don't ah. know, we'll see. But they think that the Gs made him go unconscious. He spiraled all the way to the ground and literally exploded. Like there was wow! Yeah. What did he hit? Oh, the gas, the fuel tank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not nearly as. Oh, Kyle was thinking like a water balloon full of paint. Because, <laughs> yeah, because, stick with me here. I like, I, I can totally picture this. Uh, this what do you call it, a locked spiral? Yeah. Uh, where like I imagine them as horizontal, you know, mm -hmm. almost completely horizontal, where they're spinning like that, and I imagine he was like slung into something. Oh, right. Yeah. I can see why you were thinking that. I think though it was yeah. just a field. And okay. The, the paramotor itself. God like, damn know, it! Exploded. And heat and stuff like that. That's the word that was described. He for me. was so he was burned. Because uh, now is, the scenario he I'm probably wasn't that, conscious. Yeah, when I, he, he, hit. he was unconscious. I don't in the think. air and dead on impact. Yeah. I, I bet it was painless. I, what if he was alive yeah. and then he, he burned? It's a he very small community. Thing. I don't want to be disrespectful in it. I'm not being disrespectful <laughs> at all. I'm saying, what if I, he burned alive? Like, like that's so all. a real risk of the of the hobby. You know, yeah. like if it, it gets right down to it, it's it's an extreme hobby, and extreme it, shit can happen if it goes wrong. If you do, and it hit me because I've been learning acrobatics lately. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's been I my thing. Why. Right? And because like, I also soar through the skies. <laughs> no, I just like, had gotten a I bigger do gas spirals tank, and I'm thinking all the time. Like I think I got. I've been uploaded a video of me doing spirals. At least as cool as that guy's. And and uh, I'm like, how, like I'm doing them like this morning, and I'm like, how close am I to blacking out? Like I think I'm. I'm fine, right? You know, there, there are yeah. exercises for when you're in high G's to, like, try to arrest that. I try to keep your consciousness. Toes, foot. Breathing and, exercises yeah. and the, stuff. Get and the blood into their so, brain. And, and so what's I, funny so is big. this. I, I want to slip this out. Like, the, what happens when a pilot dies, like, from the community, and it happens every so often, is suddenly that, like, that person's just gone. It's not like we've got a dead pilot in the community. All paramotorists are still alive. You know, like the whole community is still alive. Just one person left it. And it, it's like even one week later, it feels like it. I mean, I wasn't there. I'm sure the people that were there have a bigger impact. But to me, it feels like it never happened. Like in the ground. I didn't know him yeah. beforehand. I was scared to death for like a day or two. And now, well, shucks, it's been like seven days. No one's died. That's the nature of like any <laughs> any hobby or interest where yeah. something else happens. Like you know, it could happen to you. like when that lady got hit by a puck at the Columbus game and died. Like I never am sitting in the crowd at a hockey game. Like oh man, it's gonna be me. It's that gonna be me. That lady molested like, children. She's or gone. Something. You know. That, that shit does not happen Jesus. randomly. That is fate. God himself guided that puck. You think like, that woman was God a molester? Was like, <laughs> like, like, so, like something happens when those freak accidents take people. I firmly believe that. Like, and you might be like, oh, well, look at this person. He was an upright member of the community. Not He wasn't a bad guy, but I guarantee if you dig a little yeah. deeper, he was in some kind of secret society sacrificing babies, vivisecting Japanese men or something. Like, or like one of those nurses they find out at like age 72. It's like Susan, you know, Smith had been a 
uh, a nurse for 60 years here. Only now are we finding out she killed over 600 children over these years. And it's like, oh, my God. With what? So have like, you, have you done any, like, um, emergency procedures for something like that where you've – have you worked on blacking out, like, the like what to do in an event where you're, you're graying or anything like that? Um, probably not to the level I should have. So, so here's the deal. What I do do – is I, I've started mentally rehearsing my grabbing my reserve share, parachute and that yep. and that routine a lot. I've been reading about it. I've read that if you start going gray, you throw the reserve. Like that's like totally makes sense. Yeah, I I I, I um I, I it's so weird because I I don't know anything about um the the para world, but right. um um. Speaking to wingsuits, um, it's it's progressed so much in the last five years that the the emergency procedures and the instruction that people give you in those situations has evolved. And about a month ago, I got into the worst flat spin I've ever experienced, um, and I about blacked out three times. And uh, like I think my emergency procedures were the only thing that kind of kept me in it. Uh, so you have to bear with me through this, yeah. but, uh, we're doing a wingsuit rodeo. Um, and that's, you know, where, uh, uh, skydiver, uh, rides, uh, wingsuiters back, right. By holding on to the rig and everything. Uh -huh. And the chick, uh, like kind of was off a little bit. And so when we exited, it threw us into a, a spiral, but she hung on. And so it initiated it and then accelerated it. And then when she let go, it just, it flung me. Um, and so the original uh, emergency procedures back in the day was is to do like what you would do in a skydive arch and put your arms behind you and reach for your your handle so that you could deploy your 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 pilot chute and hopefully even if it comes out into a mess and you have to cut away your main and sacrifice it you at least have your reserve there well Whenever you arch in a wingsuit, all that fabric and everything ends up turning you into a top. And as soon as I arched, uh, it accelerated it to the point where it, it, I have this this thing, um, the Alti Force that goes on your GoPro and it measures your G's. Uh -huh. I, I told myself I wasn't going to film myself jumping this year because I felt like it was becoming a, a job instead of something that I enjoyed doing. So I was going to stop filming. And this was like a dozen jumps into this year or whatever. And I was like, oh, fuck, I really wish I had that on to know how many Gs I was in. But yeah. the second I started feeling myself graying, I had my hand on the handle. So you go toes, toes, squeeze, the, the bottom of your foot, squeeze, your calves, squeeze, your, your quads and hams, squeeze, and just keep pushing that blood and like flexing that as much as you can to try to get as much blood flow back back up to your brain. And um, and then I came back too and tried to figure out how to work it out. And the uh, the latest evolution in, in those emergency procedures is if you're not flying the biggest wingsuit that you can fly and you can shut it down, get into a cannonball and you're gonna flip around and you're gonna fly around and stuff like that. And it's gonna take a little bit to sort out but give it a, f a few seconds, and then once once the rotation slows, then point your head uh, in the direction you want to go. For most of the time, if you're flying some of these bigger suits, you want to go head down, as scary as it seems, uh, and accelerate down and then fly out of it. And that's what I did. I was actually on my back, and then uh, I flew it out. Um, but I burned 
I burned close to 8,000 feet on that. <laughs> so had that had that happened um, a close to the ground? Yeah, I mean it was right out of the right out of the um, the the right. door because she she Damn. exited with me and everything. So I had <sighs> of that entire time, pretty much the entire skydive was spent trying to get that sorted out. And uh, afterwards, everybody's like, oh, my God, I've never seen a flat spin like that before. I just knew you were going to toss. It's like, well, I have my audible on, so I, I still kind of know uh, what altitude I'm at and everything. So, um, you know, I, I, I've been so terrified of getting into a, a situation like that that I'm really glad that it happened and nothing went wrong. Why because you just throw your chute in a flat spin? Like, what, what's bad about that? Well, um, you run the, especially at a higher altitude, um, if you, if you don't try to sort it out, um, it's fine. I mean, you can, you can do that, but, um, there's a very high probability that it's going to end up in line twists that you're not going to be able to recover. The, the canopy won't pressurize. Right. And so you're going to have to cut it away, which again is fine. And unless you're flying a smaller canopy, which, um, that canopy could accelerate you into another thing that you're going to have to cut away from and everything. So, um, and then there's the financial aspect, your, your life and death, you know, your, your, your health and safety should never be dictated by financial decisions. But if you're at 10,000 feet and you cut away your main canopy, that thing is going to go a long ways. Away. <laughs> and you're probably, you should, you should sew into it somewhere. If found, please return to <laughs> <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Number and yeah. <laughs> How much is a canopy? Two just, grand? Uh, around 2000. Yeah. yeah. Is there any yeah, chance scary. if you if you had gone all the way from gray to black there is there a chance that you might have in that free fall like snapped back to it in enough time is that something that's happened to people or is it like once you're out you're kind of kind of done so there's a lot of lot of scenarios that play out and that's why they say to um, you know before every skydive wingsuit or whatever at least kind of remind yourself of what those emergency procedures are and at what altitude because in the event that you were to come to at 3000 feet and you deployed your main, um, you would, there's a high probability that you would still be maybe at terminal and your AAD would cut uh, your reserve pin and deploy it. And you may end up with two canopies out and an entanglement, which, which would probably kill you. Um, so you have to be very aware of your altitude, especially whenever you're cutting away and, and stuff along those lines, because you do have, uh, w what's called an AAD that's measuring your fall rate. And if at a, a, a predetermined altitude based off of whether you're a student, uh, swooper or whatever, it'll, it'll deploy your, your reserve, uh, if you haven't already. So if you do get knocked unconscious, uh, especially in a skydiving situation, it, it could be extremely advantageous. But the, the thing with wingsuiters is all that fabric can throw you into so many different directions if you're unconscious. So oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I oh, know. man. I'm a little confused. Still. Did you ever <laughs> just like, did you? So Richard, did you ever like play baseball or <laughs> or football or anything? Or did you like have one day of regular sports and be like, oh, this, this I, I need to jump out of something. I need to soar through things. Uh, it's weird that you 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 like because like even like that makes me feel like oh wow was I always in no um I, it, like baseball was politicized for me growing up the it was very 
like very much the community was was all about baseball and politics where they were you know this dick guy's dad does this and so this kid's going to start and everything football football and basketball were more performance based where like you had the really fast guys you know running wide out or cornerback and stuff like that and uh, you know, I, I played I played football and basketball. I played soccer year round. I played school um, school uh, in the spring. I played uh, readout in the summer, indoor in the winter. Um, and so, I mean, we, you know, as, I stayed pretty active. I was really fortunate in that that way. My mom, she was she's like a, a freaking a saint. Uh, like I, I I I tell people like like. I look back and I feel so guilty because I know she worked so hard, like so many jobs and everything. Somewhere and there's I, a play it again sports that's fully stocked. Yeah, you it, and your mother. <laughs> she, she she she's working like several jobs and stuff, and then I I think back that I'm I'm playing like you know a sport, two sports a season, and you know like you know I didn't I I wasn't rich by no means. I grew up on a farm, and like my my first car like didn't even run. It's like you got to figure it out by the time you turn 16 and everything. But I look at those things like you know uh, uh, entry fees for uh, playing a, a team sport, and then your cost of uniform is like freaking a hundred bucks, man, like 150 bucks. And when you're, uh, you know, like a, a, a single mom and, uh, you got like three kids, two kids or whatever, it's like that, that shit adds up. So, um, you know, I, I look back on that stuff, but I didn't really get into, um, she didn't, she didn't want me riding motorcycles and, and things along those lines. And, um, I didn't really start until I was 17, 18 riding bikes. And then uh, I didn't start wingsuiting and skydiving until a few years ago. And honestly, I never wanted to. But you look at like the big cumulonimbus clouds like we have right now and Tennessee and, and everything with all these storms coming in. I'm like, oh, my God, I would love to be up there flying around them. They're so epic. <laughs> but, uh, you're, oh, I forgot you're in Tennessee. Yeah. I bet, I bet you're all about the predators. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. And like last night, I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah. <laughs> so I told Chiz, I was like, "Dude, I'm like, I'm I live I live downtown, right uh right next to Nissan and Bridgestone. So, um, the, any of you guys ever want to come to a game? Uh, definitely not the Stanley Cup because apparently those <laughs> tickets are like a thousand bucks a pop. I'm like, wow. uh, we we like, but we have a really cool community though because you, we have like the um the grass outside and the the big screen and everything. So like. Everybody walks down there. It's like it's it's just a big party. I love it. It's so much fun. How's the series going? Is it two zero? It's awful. Um, it's two zero in favor of Pittsburgh right now. But uh, yeah, Nashville is having a nice resurgence there. Everybody's really liking it. Like they're having. They expected like thirty thousand people downtown outside the arena watching yeah. Game Three or, or Game Two, I guess, because it was in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah. New news on that guy who threw the catfish. Uh, he got, they let him off. Good. Yay. So the guy Good. who threw the catfish on the ice during the game got let off. I, I read more details into the story and I actually jotted a couple notes because the level of craziness of this guy was so much more than what I anticipated. <laughs> so he, uh, he didn't just bring the catfish to, to throw to the game. He realized that would be silly. They're going to catch me. I need to fillet the catfish and then remove the spine and then run it over with my truck so that it's mushed, it's nice and mushed, and then you can put it between two layers of performance underwear, so that it's really just tight against your legs. He gutted and you the can fucking catfish and flattened it out and yes, put it on his he, ass he, in his he, underwear. Yes, and then did. halfway through the game, he pulled out this hot, 
sweaty ass stink catfish and hurled it at the ice. But he wasn't Dude. confident enough on off the bat to just take that approach. So apparently, purportedly, he did the same thing a few days before, before he went to his in-laws' house to see if anyone would notice a smell because he coated it in, in cologne and like Axe body spray. And after, and he reported after no one alerted him to the smell of fish, he thought it was good enough for Bridgestone Arena. And so he, so he brought would? it in. And, Can you imagine that scenario? Like you're hanging out with someone and they smell strongly of fish. Yeah. Like, like who's going to tell him? And he wanted, he wanted, he knew the answer he wanted because if he went to his actual family's house, They'd be like, dude, you smell like an old fish. But he went to the in-laws' house knowing that they're going to be, God, why is Susan with that horrible fish man? You know, like, <laughs> is he a fisherman? Is he, is he a man of the sea? We live in, we live in Nashville, though, honey. You know, like, <laughs> dude, the Cumberland, Cumberland can can smell in some places. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> I guess it's that, catfish. Yeah, definitely. That's such a weird thing to do at a sporting event. Like we always talk about how rowdy fans can get and the traditions that they have, but throwing like dead animals onto the that's the playing field is is yeah. is kind of a different thing. It, They're requiring you know, I don't, I don't ID in be... Pittsburgh to buy catfish. You can't be from from Tennessee and buy a catfish in in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yes it is. True. I saw it. Yes it is. <laughs> that's got to be horseshit. Like you remember around <laughs> Halloween? Like like I don't know if you you were ever old enough to remember like but around Halloween they st they, they won't sell eggs unless you're 18 or older uh, in a lot of places. Wow. You cannot purchase or, or toilet eggs. paper. Yeah. So what did and they call the remember... night before Halloween where you lived? Um, we didn't call it anything. In the Jersey, it's a big night thing. It's called Mischief Night, and a lot of people... don't want anyone to throw catfish on. Oh, I'm the, sorry. The, <laughs> yeah, dude, I would say like half of the people participated in Mischief Night. I, um, I personally never really participated. I did go around with people who were destroying, not destroying, but like defacing homes and such, but I didn't participate. I, just, uh, I did. I was a big fan of that. Um, uh, we mostly egged <laughs> and uh, mostly eggs. Um, and, and, and I'll be honest, we didn't egg the kind of houses that I thought it would damage. Like you wouldn't egg a painted house. It takes the paint off. But you egg a brick house or a, or a vinyl siding house, especially if it's someone you know. Now, if you're getting someone you know, there's no guilt because a random egging is kind of shitty, I'll admit. But if you're egging someone you know, Especially someone you dislike. That's a different story. Aren't you also, just really punishing the parents of someone you know. I'm pun that's, that's that's even better because <laughs> like because the parents will <laughs> the parents will be will make the kid clean it of course and they'll be like what the fuck did you do that people are showing up here and throwing tomatoes <laughs> that is, that is a quarter pound tomato that someone hurled at my birdhouse like all right here I got a plan I got a plan hear me out so we're gonna get Mark the house and then his parents. <laughs> will assume that Mark is responsible for this through his Who bad else? behavior. And they well, will make him works. clean the house. They could have many kids. And no, yeah. I know this guy. I, I, <laughs> we, if they did, I would also go to school with those kids. These aren't strangers. I know this guy. <laughs> we are getting his house because we know it will cause problems for him with his parents, and he will have to clean it. It's it's they'll, very hard. How much you hate him too, because they'll yeah. be like, oh, they didn't just throw oh, eggs. Yeah. Your friends must really hate you if they sprung for this many tomatoes in the middle of February. You know, <laughs> see, that's <laughs> the thing. Scott's grandfather me. owned a produce stand, and he would give us the rotten tomatoes with a <laughs> wink and a smile. With a <laughs> wink and a smile, he'd say, "Have fun, boys," and give us a basket of them. Because he because it's a tomato, right? Like I guess if you had a car with it, it's a little acidic. Maybe it'd take the paint off. But we're Throwing tomatoes at Kyle's, and shit. Kyle's like, hey, I got an idea, guys. Let's go out on mischief night. We'll go to Mark's house. We'll burn his house down with his parents in it. And we'll 
If he gets home, he'll find out he's an orphan and homeless. <laughs> and then we'll get him with the tomatoes. Round two. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we like to go out and have but a that, like, There's nothing wrong. I mean, eggs is definitely worse. I see the lowest level of that as teepeeing, which I think you kind of grow out of a little sooner. And it's you don't just, get as much into if you live in a rural area. Have you I ever forked think. someone? You ever fork a yard? Uh, I've never forked a yard. I've been there post-forking at a friend's yeah, house. Yeah, so forking a yard for the uninitiated is when you see plastic forks are very cheap. You can buy like 10,000 of them for like $30. You go in a yard and you stick them in the ground in the yard. And that means someone has to come and pick them up. Every huh. single fucking one of them. And they're a lot easier and a lot more fun to stick in a yard <laughs> in, I, the, I, in, the, in the dead of night. I, I, don't, I don't buy this. I, I bet it's an equal amount of effort to put them in. Yes, um, but you're like a laughing 13-year-old. So you're like, <laughs> We're low to the ground, Woody. We have to get on our hands and knees and like stab the ground rapidly with handfuls of these things. And you're 13, about... you have nothing to do. There's yeah. no opportunity cost for time. You just you don't have anything better to do. There are adults who will have to deal with this. Yeah, and we throw fireworks a lot. We'd uh, we'd get a big roll of fireworks, like the the ones that pow 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 pow, pow and they like roll them up into like a cylinder, and we'd zip that <laughs> on a doorstep. And sometimes you take a cigarette, use that as a fuse. You know, you smoke the cigarette a little bit and uh, tear the butt off and stick the cigarette burning onto the fuse, right? That gives you like 45 seconds if you understand how cigarettes work. Back then, they hadn't changed the paper yet. Can't do that now. The paper stops burning. They did that so people wouldn't burn themselves alive in their beds. But anyway, you're all the way sprinted back to your car park down the road right as you hear. <laughs> and it just roars because you know it's 500 fireworks going off on someone's doorstep. It's you like to get up to mischief. I have Kyle's 11 years old with a cigarette. <laughs> 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 I'm 16 at this point. This is this is a 16 or 17 year old story. I was a more mean spirited like, prank. I remember that I didn't do, but I knew friends who did this at least a few times. Is they would duct tape cars. And it's not what you think. You wouldn't put the duct tape on the cars. You'd take giant strips of duct tape and you'd lay them sticky side up across the road. And then when people drive across the duct tape, it sticks to their wheels. And inside the car, it sounds like it's super, super fucking loud. And then some poor asshole has to go up there fishing. You know, that that texture of duct tape that's so compressed, it's become rock, you know, yeah. like like that kind trying to pick that out of there. But I always thought that was too mean spirited. So I, uh, I stuck to tackling Christmas ornaments and uh, things yeah. that weren't like action. What is tackling a Christmas ornament? Uh, you know, like those big inflatable uh, Christmas men oh, uh, or for um, Santa Claus, like that would just be enormous things uh -huh. as we would just drive around and jump out of cars and go and, and tackle those. <laughs> and, yeah, get the three-point stance. Make Obviously. it take a while if it's funnier. Because <laughs> you know, all this stuff, those, stuff, when you're 16, this stuff is oh, hysterical. You know, yes. tackling you're somebody else's so property. You're so many old memories. All right, so, and, so uh, as far as with the, uh... bats and breaking people's pumpkins on their doorsteps late that night where uh, I one of my friends... Uh, was either you know was was being retarded and was going around with a bat smashing people's pumpkins on their front stoops, which is fine. It was after Halloween; the pumpkins yeah. were needed no more. But there was a tin pumpkin that was used to like keep a big candle in, and he smashed that thing with a bat and made the most resounding just bang like a gong, yeah. summoning all the adults to wake and see the the mischief we had wrought on their front uh their front porches. But yeah. It, 
But at the time, You're bringing up so many memories to me. Like yeah. you mentioned, duct tape in the car. We saran wrapped the same guy's car who we we would also egg and tomato <laughs> and firework. Um, and, and because one of my friends, his mom had like a business where they did screen printing and a bunch of other stuff, and she had that that device that has like plastic wrap on it on a handle, and you oh, can yeah. quickly like wrap something. And so you get two guys, and you go end over end of the car, like like not long ways, but like around the doors. You mm -hmm. saran wrap the front door and the passenger door to the roof and undercarriage of the car, under and around and over and over, and you just stick a whole roll on there. They no, they can't get in the fucking car without carefully razor blading it off. <laughs> it's uh, it's lots of these pranks are just ways to waste small amounts of others' time. I and and I... our time as well. Like like you, we would never use bats to like smash pumpkins. Um, we would use and at first we started smashing mailboxes with bats like out the window of the car. And I can remember I was always the driver. We didn't do and, that. Uh, That's a crime. It is a crime, but, it, but stick with me here. So I drive, and Scott would <laughs> he'd hit these mail these mailboxes with a wooden bat. By the way, always use a wooden bat, more mass. And it's just funk, 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 and then oh, there's a cedar one. And then, oh, here comes a good one. And, and I could still remember the noise. It went, dong! <laughs> he had hit a solid steel mailbox going 45 <laughs> miles an hour with, like, both hands gripping. And when he came back in, he had dropped the bat, and he just went, oh! <laughs> I was like, you dropped my bat. He's like, fuck the bat. I think I got nerve damage. <laughs> and and see, so I from then on after, we lost the bats. And we started doing, a, you know, our, we... we we got to a point in high school where physics was being taught, I suppose, and we were like, wait a minute, the car is going 45, that means we're going 45, that means this rock is going 45, and we'd hurl, like, a boat ramp <laughs> 45 miles an hour, and when you hit a mailbox with that rock going 45 miles an hour, and I mean a rock bigger than your head, we go down the boat ramp. I don't ramps, know what I was expecting when you started to lead into that saying, and by that time, we were learning physics and science. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, are you going to set up a pulley system or some fulcrums? No, 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 no. We learned that rocks thrown from fast-moving vehicles continue quickly. You know? <laughs> Got all that polonium. Um, so, so, no, these mailboxes would fucking explode when this piece of granite that weighed 15, 20 pounds hit them at 45, 50 miles an hour. And after a while, we had our lead down perfectly. So it was just like shooting a bird with a shotgun. Like, it might look like, oh, he's moving fast. But it's like, yeah, but I'm going to aim four feet in front of him. Boom! And every mailbox we wanted would explode. And we kept going faster and faster and faster until we got to the point where we go 70 miles an hour and, and fucking hit a mailbox with that rock. And it's something to be seen when a, when a, when a boulder hits something at 70 miles. It's like a cannonball. We had a, I mean, we had a lot of fun. seems like a prank that you really can only do once every maybe couple of years since people have to replace those mailboxes. Because I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations is up. When I, we did that shit every fucking night. And, and we kept score on a marker board uh, hung from my air conditioner vent on a marker board. I would fill the whole floorboard up with these rocks and we would go like out in the middle of nowhere where there weren't likely to be patrols or anything. And if someone did report us, you know, we could... We'd be gone, you know. We'd hit an area, and then we'd go to a new county. Um, <laughs> we hit so many mailboxes. Uh, but, but I regret that now. Shouldn't have done it. Those were people's mailboxes, and since then, I've had to purchase several mailboxes of my own. I realize how expensive they are now. <laughs> I how feel much is a, a mailbox for you? Like $150. Yeah. If you want like a, a regular, just okay, that's not a piece of shit mailbox kind of mailbox. I had an, it, it, when I lived in a subdivision, there was a homeowners association, and... We had to buy a new mailbox, like, I don't know, every four years or something, because they get old and ratty looking, and you get a letter saying, you know, 
you're not good enough to live here anymore. Fix your goddamn mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> and and there were like approved mailbox suppliers, and these things would be like $200 for a mailbox, and it was outrageous. And it, some people would try to like buck the system and get a mailbox that was very similar to everyone else's mailbox. But no, it, I mean, it was totally a buy it nice or buy it twice situation because they'd just be like, nah, do you see how your gold straps over the mailbox are seven eighths of an inch and everyone else's are one inch? You're out of, you know, like you don't conform. And what, what do they do then? Like, what's the procedure if you're like, well, I think it looks pretty good and I think it's good enough? Like, are they like, oh, well, we're going to requisition the board and get, make this happen? Like, what, what's the next step for them to make you do it? Ultimately, they, they can take your house away. Like they for something that. like a mailbox. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, so it didn't happen. Like, I've read about people who've lost their houses for refusing to change the color of their paint. Uh, flying flags or something when they weren't supposed to. Stuff like that. So, Or maybe even like a flagpole too big. You know, yeah. like like ever like you're allowed to have a standard flag or something, but this guy's got a 50-foot pole and old Glory's up there. She's so big when the wind blows, you hear it. If I recall, yeah, I can understand you're that. allowed to have the kind that went on an angle, like off your front porch, but not like yeah. a standalone, you know, out of the pole. ground flag, yeah. pole. Yeah. Like you got to go out there every day. and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought about getting one of those tree. so I knew what direction the wind was coming from all the time. Dude, and I you, was should, like, you should get it. You should be like a business, though. You don't just get one flag. Like, uh -huh. like what kind of noob gets one flag? They always have three, right? They got three flagpoles. They got the American flag, their state flag, and then something more more personal, right? Like, like a you university got or a sports team. You Crosby got like the sucks. Jolly Roger running up there or something. Like whatever it is for you. Yeah. I, I thought of it. The thing is, I need a, a flagpole that's sturdy enough to hold up to like all everyday wind. And I need one that's fragile enough that if I hit it, it falls over. It. And those two things kind of contrast. So uh, I don't want a yeah, flagpole. I, I just have a fiberglass little windsock pole. I was picturing that. I was like, what if he hit it? But I was like, nah, I ain't going to hit a flagpole. Dude, I mean, he's steering around houses and I've stuff. Had, like two other people ever launch from my yard. One of them ran over my windsock and broke the pole. And that guy was a good pilot, much better than me. But Man, that's a, that's a bad track record. One yeah. for two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, he was launching toward it, and he was kind of at this like committed phase. And he's like, I'm going to hit this flagpole. Well, <laughs> it'll be what it'll be. And, yes. uh, at least I didn't spring for the really nice flagpole. <laughs> like that, you know, like 10 feet into the ground, reinforced. Yeah, get that. I bet a... I bet Rush Limbaugh sells those. <laughs> this flag will last like for generations. Yeah. <laughs> Let That's the commies funny. know what side you're on with the 150-foot flagpole. Um, this what isn't have you guys been watching? Uh, I've been watching oh. a lot of House of Cards and, uh, and Fargo, of course. I watched the newest episode of Fargo last night. For some reason, it released then. You got their Texas oh, I'll have to. Yeah. I'll have to. Two oh, episodes into Fargo, and I am... Okay. I wish I liked it more. I love Fargo. I, I, part of it, I think, was me. I was exhausted. Part of it is this show can just be a little hard to follow. Like, and this is not a spoiler. It opens up with a Nazi accusing someone of killing his girlfriend, right? And he's like, you're 22 years old. Your girlfriend is Helga Amschmidt or whatever her name is. And you killed her. And he's like, as you can clearly see, he's like over 40. I haven't been 20 in a long time. Uh, my wife's name is Helga, but that's not her last name, and she is very much alive. And they're like, this is impossible. Are you saying the state's wrong? No, 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 not that. Just, like, she's alive. I didn't kill anyone. And uh, does that have anything to do with the rest of the show? Does that ever come back? Um, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. 
Yeah, the, um, I, I think that was all about that, like, the truth is what people say it is, not what actually happened. I, 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 and so, and, I and so you're going to see that. Meta, meta meeting that, from that. I, I, that, that. That's what I took from it. I, and that was, um, that was in, like, uh, it was a Soviet, right? I don't think it was the, a Nazi. Oh, but, um, I could be wrong. But it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that's what I took from it, that, that, like, the truth is what the people in power say it is, not necessarily what the facts were. And, uh, and, and and that's kind of what the female officer is kind of fighting against the whole way through. She's got these superiors like her. Her superior was like this uh, guy in Iraq. And he's like, things are simple. You know, coincidences happen. All right. It's, it's just you, you got cause and effect. You know what like happens when you mash potatoes? You know what you get when you mash potatoes? Mash potatoes. All right. Like it's, it's, the world is made like that. And she's like, look, I got all these. I got this graph here, this chart, like Charlie Kelly with like mm. Lions Connection. And he's like. I don't want to look at that. Get that the fuck out of here. You don't have a job, you know. It's, it's. Huh. I really like it, and and things have been accelerating. It it it's it's definitely on a uh, on a tilt. Like like I, things are get get crazier as you go. I might rewatch uh, the second episode because I think I was just about, you know, fading off. I was waiting for uh, the rest of the family to go to bed. So and I'm really digging House of Cards too. Uh, this uh this I think it's the final season of House of Cards is what this is, and uh, I'm. I don't know, eight, nine episodes in, I would say. Wow. Uh, it's uh, it's very, very good. Huh. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, they have another one of those talks, Frank and his wife, the same way they did in season one, where they're like, we have to make a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, now, if this doesn't go well, I can't protect you with that made-up southern accent, like it's antebellum times or something. That's not how we sound. In any case, though, he, he tells her this, and then they kind of, like, close the doors and a plan is hatched, and then you start seeing the plan take place, even though you don't understand the moving parts of it, because, and no one does. And a lot of the moving parts also don't know how the plan works, so you see characters acting in weird ways, and then it all comes together, and, and, and big moves start taking place. He's just, he's just reworking the Constitution and fucking everybody over every step, and the public screaming, and it's, it, it mirrors the, the Trump situation in some ways. You got people outside the White House with the signs, not my president. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's a good season. I'm digging it. I, Trump pulled out of the Paris Accords. He, he, I don't think he... Well, I, 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 the news I, is happening as we speak. And I see how they keep wording it. But I don't think... I haven't read anything that said Trump has pulled out. I, I, I see that I he's expressed his intent. The, he keeps saying he's going to. The people around him say that he's let them know he's going to. It, and I, I suppose I suspect him to. But I haven't read that he has. I want to say he has. Like ABC reported, he has Elon Musk. Uh, he threatened that he was going to do it. Uh, but but he hasn't left though, right? Like like he I'm did. waiting for the. He already quit. Musk Musk quit. Yeah, Musk quit. Um, right. And then, that happened like in the next few last few hours. This morning I was reading, and it, it just seemed ago. like yeah. they didn't know. Um, Trump withdrawing. This is on ABC News. Um, apparently, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for the the everyday American uh, that that we are uh, not that, that we've left this uh, this treaty? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if you ask someone looking through their red lens, they say this is going to another be, campaign oops, promise kept. This is going to be jobs and money and things like that. Uh, another campaign promise kept just came on this autoplay video. Uh, if you look at it through the blue lens, it's like, dude, who doesn't like clean air and water? Why, like, you you have to mandate this stuff. What if we're looking at it through the red, white, and blue lens? Is this good for America, but bad for the rest of the world, perhaps? <laughs> because a lot of people seem to be very much against this. 
Yeah, like although like, I hey, think if Trump came out and said he liked vanilla ice cream, it would be turned into a white supremacist thing, and 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 we'd be throwing vanilla ice cream in the streets. It's very popular to dislike Trump and anything that he's for, right? So even if he did have a good idea, you'd have uh, people. I don't think so. It. I, I, think I don't you're know really anything about looking through the red lens. I I think that the the notion that Trump is just being unfairly treated by the press for things like vanilla ice cream when he's really firing his you know the, the head of this, oh, the sure. cia so that all, all you those know, things are that true that he's done bad ends. things but what i'm saying is i don't think he could do a good thing in their eyes uh, i agree i fully admit he does plenty of bad things but if he did a good thing would anyone admit it i don't know i'm thinking his supreme court nomination went over pretty well if there was any fussing it just had to do with the fact that obama was kind of screwed but no one really gave trump a hard time over that yeah, it's not like Trump really picked the guy anyway, you know. I mean, I mean, he signed a piece of paper that yeah, it's this guy, but the Republicans picked that guy. I give Trump credit. He for was from a, the approved list that Trump got from the Republicans. I I, I hear where you're coming from, and I, I agree, but I, I feel like ultimately Trump deserves credit for that, you know. Oh, and no spoilers. This is the last thing I'll say about House of Cards. Hmm. It gets a little out there at one point, you know. Like like you think when you're watching a show, you really understand the boundaries of that world, you know, like, and, and all of a sudden they, they expand those boundaries a little bit, that there's another thing out there. There's another aliens. <laughs> it, aliens wouldn't <laughs> in the, in, in the realm of that, to be quite honest, like, like in the realm of, of like almost as crazy as saying that there are aliens involved is the thing that they're actually involved with to some extent. Bigfoot's running for governor. Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> I Unfortunately, like I've already served a bunch of slack jawed faggots. <laughs> that guy's great. I, 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 yes, I, like Jesse, I've watched Predator so many times that like, I, I, whenever I see Jesse Ventura talk, all I can see is like that guy getting old painless out the bag. Like, like, so I, <laughs> I, I want to listen to what he's got to say about politics. Just because he says it in that voice of like, sounds authoritative, but he doesn't, who's to say if anything he's saying is fact. And he'll he'll admit that sometimes, like when you really back him against the wall, he's like, "Well, who's to say, Howard? I'm I'm just I'm just here commenting on what I see, what we all see in front of us." <laughs> well, I don't know, Howard. I'm uh, just a former governor, not some radio hotshot. Uh, During my time in the seals, of course, I was privy to quite a bit of top secret intel. <laughs> he was privy. Yeah. Man, you guys are pretty on point with your impressions there. Those are awesome. As long as you don't fully know who Jesse Ventura is, we both sound great. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you have a cursory understanding of who that is, you're like, yeah, that's, that's, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your inflictions yeah. and cadence and everything is mm -hmm. pretty good. That's well, awesome. Yeah. Mexico. <laughs> Just your emphasis with your your mouth and like how he does that stuff is just yes, hilarious. Yes, that Minnesota thing, that Mexico. You know, it's it's <laughs> yeah, a, and that's why I like Fargo so much. I've been watching Fargo, and of course, the whole point of Fargo, the movie and the series, is that people up in that region of the world are a little dumb, right? Like, I, I think my lucky star is that Fargo isn't called Atlanta, right? Not dumb. Could, they're just they, they just have silly accents. Is like no, that's no, like half of They're dumb. Okay. They're, it, it's all okay. about these ridiculously uh, naive. And uh, and ignorant people who 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 are completely uninitiated with the uh, with the I don't know if I'd go that culture. far. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> and they, they they don't get it, right? They think that they can that they can uh, talk their way out of these situations, or that like, then all of a sudden, literally, a man sticks his dick in your coffee cup, you know, and you're like, what? 
I'm not built to handle this, eh? You know, like they, they yeah, don't. Well, get I don't it. know they, where you're from, but that's not something we do around here, buddy. Oh, you know? <laughs> no, my wife gave me that cop. You know, and, and that sort of shit happens. And they don't, and they fucking break down. But but the main thing is they're dumb, right? Think about the Fargo, the movie, the guy who's running the car dealership. He's a moron. He's he's just bumble, bungles the whole thing. Niggered from from season one of the show. He's a dummy. He bungles the whole thing. Um, and, and there's always like one or two guys oh, who. Oh, Doctor Richard Nygaard. Nygaard. <laughs> and there's a few characters in there that are like smarter than than the average duck in the real world outside of the. Right. Fargo, you know, and, and they can clearly see that, like, everybody else is just too dumb to pick up the pieces. There's a guy in this current season who's, like, a retarded policeman. He's I literally always... a retarded policeman. Woody always talks about that scene where the, the cop pulls uh, mm. Billy Bob Thornton over, and Billy Bob basically talks him down, like, get Love the fuck it. out of here and let me go. It's a great a similar... That happens again this season. The cop forgets his gun in the station, goes back in to get his gun, and there's the bad guy standing there reading a book. And uh, he's like, uh, sir, you're not supposed to be in here. And the bad guy's Russian, of course. He's like, some people would say you're crazy. You sit here in the room full of books and talk to yourself. Because I am not here. <laughs> he just keeps flipping through the book. And he's like, now you've really got to leave. And he just starts walking toward the cop with this, like, blackjack-type device. Like a leather-encased lead thing. And he's, he starts talking some kind of crazy Russian shit. And at the end of it, he's like, I see you forget your pistol get it and he like gets his gun and he's, he, now the cop's armed and he's like no go and the cop fucking goes he's just terrified he walks out the russian guy in this show is like the he's the muscle the scariest of them all and when he goes into battle to like go kill people and do some hardcore shit he wears a wolf head he's got a wolf head that's on top of his head with is this teeth. what year is this fargo 2010 in? that's the best part we moved up to like a an age of cell phones and technology that we're all pretty comfortable with and like no who, longer. Are, who are the big actors the in this season, if there are any? Uh, Ewan McGregor. Uh, uh, he wow. plays dual roles. Um, and you don't recognize, I didn't recognize that it was Ewan McGregor playing both roles until like the second episode. I'm a little slow, I guess. But to be fair, one character looks like Ewan McGregor except with kind of a curly afro thing. And his brother, who he also plays, has like this hillbilly, completely bald up front and long, stringy in the back, like a crooked nose, a cleft chin, and uh, and he's got a belly. So they look wildly different, uh, and they're, they're kind of opposed against one another. And we've gotten to the point now, I guess, where it's seamless when the same person is talking to himself in a room with digital effects and everything. Um, I, I really like this season. Of yeah, it's not like uh, the nutty professor. Is that no, what it is? No. <laughs> Although they did a pretty good job. Too. Where it's just clearly just Eddie Murphy sitting around a table with Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy and then Eddie Murphy. And he like Man, it gets like halfway go. through that movie and it's like he's not even trying to do the voices anymore. <laughs> like he's just like he's just that's just Eddie Murphy's voice coming out of all. <laughs> like you could see him in real time losing interest in like the how the premise. <laughs> hey, pay me enough for this shit. Yeah, so the, who would have thought the scenes would get less funny when you do them the 600th time as the fat character who doesn't say much? Good job, Eddie. I just need one more take, except this time, try to sound like an old woman. Fuck this yeah. shit. I'm going back to Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> Shrek fool. this bullshit. We'll let Flo from Progressive take that. Oh, I, yes. She was kind of cute back in the day, but I noticed that as she's aged, they've been very nice to her and that they started animating her and let her voice the animated character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh that was a decision not made independent of her aging and looks. And wait, yeah, but the the latest one she did the Eddie Murphy thing, right? 
Oh, I'm not... she, she's playing like seven characters oh, on like a fam, that. like on a family camping trip or whatever. I haven't seen that. <laughs> so she's playing, she's that playing grandpa. She's playing like herself and like the young kid and everything. Yeah. All right. I didn't know Flo had that kind of talent. She's been, <laughs> she's been slinging fucking car insurance all these years. I didn't know she was a trained actress. Would you know? I'll have to watch that commercial. Let me uh, let me do an advertisement here. Tell everyone a little bit about HelloFresh. I really like HelloFresh. New. This episode of Painkiller Ready is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is the meal delivery uh, service that makes cooking more fun, so you can focus on the whole experience and not just the final plate. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take about 30 minutes. For everyone from novices to seasoned home cooks, uh, short on time. HelloFresh currently offers customers a classic box, a veggie box, and a family box. Customers can order three, four, or five different meals per week designed for either two or four people. New recipes are created every week, and they source the freshest ingredients measured to the exact quantities uh, exact quantities needed, so there's no wasted food. HelloFresh employs two full-time registered dietitians on staff uh, who, re- who review each recipe and ensure that it's nutritionally balanced. Delicious ingredients you'll love to eat, recipe, uh, simple recipes you'll love to cook, so get cooking now. Get started today and get $30 off your first week of deliveries by visiting HelloFresh.com and entering PKA30 when you subscribe. Again, that's HelloFresh.com, promo code PKA30. I got the, uh, the kit a few weeks ago now, but it's definitely fresh on my mind. It's, uh, it's really easy to use. Everything's there in like the exact amount of mayo or olive oil or like sprig of whatever herb you need is, is, is right there. And the, the, um, the portion sizes were perfect. I, I felt like I was eating a healthy amount of food. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. Uh, and it was really easy to use. Check them Big out. Big fan. HelloFresh.com. Yep. Yeah. I wonder, you know what just occurred to me? Richard buys something every time we uh, have him on the show. Which one is oh, he going to get? Is he going to dollar shave it? Is he going to set up a website? Will he HelloFresh? <laughs> it's going to be something. I think I'm going to try HelloFresh. <laughs> Honestly, like, so the thing is, like, I've been on a, um, uh, the the food kick far as convenience is something that I can kind of backslide when it comes to uh, my diet and everything. So if I don't, it's such a first world problem, uh, but because I'm I'm juggling several jobs, I don't really have, you know, the the, the whole thing about like Steve Jobs wearing a uniform, you know, his, his and and a lot of successful people that that's kind of what they do. I totally understand it. It's like I don't want to make any more decisions in a day, right? And and so whenever I, I would hang out with a friend or you know I go on a as bad as it sounds a date or something like that, I'd be like. You can make the decision on this or something because I just don't want to make the decision on food because I feel like food is 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 an opportunity for me to enjoy company with you know like friends, family, or significant other or something. I just don't want to think about the details of having to go figure out what to buy and everything. So I like the 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 meal delivery kind of option. So if it's it's you know HelloFresh, you know you get is it like one of those things where you get to make the stuff or is yeah. it like you get oh, all the ingredients cool. for like the whole meal uh like like and i mean like it's the perfect amount of everything so like if you need mayo to mix with something else and it's going to make a cool sauce like there's the perfect amount of mayo perfect amount of everything when you're done everything goes in the garbage and you're just done see that's great because then it's an activity too right so it's you get yeah. like as, as cheesy as it sounds it's that bonding time right with whomever like you get to you're doing an activity you're not just like or you do it before they get there and you act like and you throw all that hello fresh shit away <laughs> bag that up and throw it out but you're like look what i made 
Yeah, yeah, fresh arugula and blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's I a this. 0% Scratch. chance that I would give credit to any ordering service for a <laughs> meal that I make if I'm trying to impress someone. Yeah. Like, but they'll find out soon if they ever like watch me cook. They'll be like, you don't know how to. Yeah, but by slice then they're hooked, ginger. right? You got them. Like, yeah. there's a point where you're like, oh, by the way, um, I'm not a professional runner and uh, I can't cook for shit, just so you know, going forward. Those were lies. <laughs> those were lies. Yeah. It's funny, is like I my memory I bought those is shorts shot. just for you. I, I don't even. I, I'm like I can't remember anything from like a day ago. It's just like like so much information overload on a day to day basis that I'm just constantly emptying uh, <laughs> the cash on whatever. But uh, I can I can base where where I was in my life or what point in time by when I was on PKA and based off of what I bought. So I remember, <laughs> I remember whenever I, I moved to Nashville, you guys had Casper as a sponsor because then as soon as we, we got off the podcast, I didn't have a bed. So I ordered a mattress <laughs> for it and everything. So it's like, I have like all these milestones <laughs> based off of like PKA ad reads. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you Richard's just living PKA to PKA. Richard, your you know? jobs are always fascinating, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I've got this like multi-million dollar coffee enterprise cooking over here. It's about to go viral. And I've got this, like, I don't know, Discovery Channel series. What's cooking? What's new since the last time? Did anything hit big, miss? Um, well... We well okay. We'll talk about work first, then, um, and then just remind me of uh, hits and misses. Um, yeah, uh, things are great, man. Like uh, rated red uh, with with complex and and everything. It, that's that's what I do here in Nashville. Uh, is doing really well. I'm like, it's weird because last I think the last time we talked, I was kind of like uncertain of like. You know, there's a lot of people involved. There's a lot of ways a ship can go. And you just, you really want to make sure that like, you know, if you're a part of something, everybody's kind of like aware of, of I don't know, I don't know how to put this, but it like, if there's anything I've learned over the years when it comes to digital media and everything, it's like, just don't burn your audience, right? Like you can do things here and there and everything but just be don't don't lie don't try to be something that you're not necessarily or mm -hmm. don't patronize people it, you might get you might get success really quick by doing that but the long term is 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 going to be non-existent it'll be very short-lived and and so like a good example would be like gun bunnies or something like that in the firearms industry yeah it's fun to look at for like you know a few days or something like that. it might get you a lot of instagram uh likes or followers and stuff but what's the what's the long term on that so it was like i really wanted to make sure that we we did things that people could kind of hang their hats on and be proud of and it, it's just it's hard to do when you're doing like six to ten videos a day and everything and i can't in no way shape or form take credit for uh all the great stuff going on but you know i like to you know being part of that and being able to choose things here and there and and some of the directions and the ways we incorporate stuff is just what, it's awesome what are we talking about you have a youtube channel this is rated red videos a day rated red yeah this Rated red, yeah. So that's what I came to um, to Nashville to uh, be executive producer on, uh -huh. um, and and so we're doing about uh, eighty to a hundred million views a month, um, mostly on Facebook wow. and everything. 
Um, and we cover everything from 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 firearm stuff uh, in our guns of the week to, to automotive. Uh, I went to Ford and did some uh, stuff on their RS and drifting. They they Ford let me go to uh, the Utah Motorsports Campus mm-hmm. and their half million dollar supercar, the GT. We're like, take it out, hot laps. We programmed a three-hour drive through the mountains. Have fun. And they brought like their um, their Le Mans driver out and uh, to give me lessons and stuff. And I'm I'm like going 150 miles per hour on this thing, and they're like constantly pushing me. They're like, faster, faster, don't break, don't break, don't break. And I'm like, I I have to break. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I have to break. This like I'm not I'm not used to it. Uh, and I felt so, um, I, I don't know. I felt like it's weird, but I felt bad being there. Cause I'm like, there's so more deserving people in the world that should be in this position driving this car, but I'm so grateful. It's so much fun. Um, and then, uh, I took a red eye to, to New York or to Boston and I drove up to, uh, New Hampshire and I went to rally school for four days and, um, and we just we just get to do all kinds of cool content um, with them. Uh, still doing stuff with Full Mag, just not as frequent because of the whole adpocalypse thing. Which I'd be curious to hear y'all's thoughts on uh, potential solutions. Um, but like I just I just did a a thing with the Air Force that I'm I'm gonna have go up next Tuesday where I did a wingsuit jump out the bomb bay doors of a B-17. And and then <laughs> really cool. Then we did like a uh, like a, a a proximity flyby of the American flag uh, with my buddy flying flying it under canopy and everything. Uh, that was terrifying, super super scary. But uh, you know it's 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 all good stuff. Uh, and then the coffee company, I stepped into uh, the marketing role there and uh, really doubling down on that and the analytics and everything and really trying to draw lines between. Uh, causation, correlation, and everything else, and and how to scale things up from from there outside of just the the organic social reach, um, and it's it's uh, it's all fun, it's all fascinating. It's uh, seem like full time jobs. Like you, they are. It, they're, it they're can't like, be that you're giving them all the attention they need. So here's the thing. I feel like I I don't know um, my personality type uh, or what, but. Um, I feel like if I am left to my own devices where I I focus on one thing, I'll crush it. Like like not in a good way, I'll kill it. Like just squeeze it to death because I'm I'm just OCD. Um, I think stepping outside of the box um, on a regular basis allows me to look at things objectively so that I don't have time to to focus on things that may not be relevant. And a good example of that is I used to used to pick college football and uh, I would never actually bet money on it. I would do like the ESPN Dr. Pepper challenges and stuff along those lines. And I was exceptionally well at it. But the second somebody tried gambling on it or I, I went to gamble on it, I started overanalyzing it and looking at things that just were not really things I should be looking at. And I feel like it's the same way. I think a lot of people can get bogged down into distractions or what we like to call squirrels. 
um, we, you know, somebody comes in the room and releases a squirrel and you get distracted. And it's like, before you know it, the end of the day, uh, has, has already come and gone. Uh, we also call those people idea fairies cause they just gonna let you, you say, this is what we need to do or whatever. Uh, and then somebody chimes in, Hey, I got an idea. And then before you know it, there's like a lot of other people, this, this kind of forces me to be more, um, more managed with my time and how I allocate things. Uh, unfortunately, it means I say no a lot um, to opportunities and things along those lines, but I definitely prioritize things. Um, and it, it's just, it's it's really good. I think they all complement them, uh, themselves really, really well too, where it's like, you know, the the, co the coffee company works well with Rated Red and vice versa and, and, and Full Mag. It's just like, it's just a really, really good, like perfect storm right now. That's true. You wouldn't want to sell like your own brand of sleepy time tea or something like you need it's coffee yeah, or yeah, energy sure. or some pill that's like uh, <laughs> no, no more fear of heights. That would sell for you because <laughs> I'd buy some. I'd give it. A, I would. Well, I'd, I'd let you send me some. But, you know, that would that's a good idea yeah. for you. Well, as well, I mean, I, I think PKA needs maybe to transition into uh, the weight loss arena with some products, right? I just feel like we got this. We got like hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people listening to us losing weight. Like, what if PKA had a pill we could sell that worked? Of course. Why don't we make our own it's sort of like supplement? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. It'll be ours. What can ours be called? You know, leave a comment about that. We you have a good idea for our PKA like, that's brand. PKANT. And see if anyone notices. Can't. No, no, no. I just thought Joe Rogan copy, but we changed. Oh, I know, but we we like what well, all those supplements. It's my understanding like are the same, <laughs> it right? Because it's, it's just it's just whey protein or casein or or something like that in a big jar, and you can put a different label on it. That's what right? we do. Yeah, yeah, sure. We need our own brand of protein powder for sure. I, and I'll, I, and I'll, I I just look at it, like everything um, very mathematically. In, in a lot of ways where, um, for example, um, you take T-shirts um, and, and like I, I don't want to bore anyone, so please feel free to jump in at any time. But you look at the, the known size of a market, right? So what, what's, what's the potential uh, for something if you're wanting to sell something? Uh, what's your demographic reach? And then uh, realistically, what do you think you can take of that market share um, organically and by advertising? How many middlemen are you going to have in that supply, either manufacturing, logistics, and and things along those lines? And at the end of the day, if you're not if you're not seeing a a significant margin for one, then it's it's just going to be a distraction. So you should probably focus on something that's either going to a bring you more money or allow you to. Um, or not do it so you have more time with your family or friends or something along those lines, um, and and prioritize those things for sure because like you can you can spend how many people sell sell t-shirts right now it's a it's a very saturated market to some to some extent right and so if you're only getting like a two dollar margin on it is it really worth your time or is it just an ego thing to say hey I got this shirt with my name on it um, and you gotta and go full Kanye right sell like thousand dollar <laughs> plain white t-shirts. Yeah. How many people are buying those though? Like, like I'd like to know the like profitability of that version of Kanye Enterprises or whatever the fuck. Like, like is that just something? Is that a lost leader? Is that something he's putting out there so he can add like fashion designer and and like, fashion mogul to his credentials, and and that's why it's valuable to him? Or is that a successful fashion line? And there are just fucking morons out there spending thousands of dollars on something that's worth oh for sure pennies. For I, sure. I saw his shoes and they but you they need a lot of morons to, to to deal with the advertising cost and the the production and everything because 
where's it even being made? I all, all I know is like I've seen those images of his uh, shirts and stuff, and oftentimes the people wearing them look homeless. It'll be like a shirt that's eight times too big with a neck hole that's four times too big, like hanging off you diagonally. It, it, you look like a peasant. Yeah, it seems from the like Middle it's ages. a lazy way to like just be like, oh yeah, the style is big, poorly shaped crew necks and you know <laughs> ill-fitting tees. Looks like Rob that, Stark's that don't underwear. Don't quite go far down enough. <laughs> and it's like, well, that that's a stupid style. Well, no, you know, it's really cheap, and so that's the style. And so, so I'll, I'll let my picture get taken in it, my goofy ass T-shirt every once in a while. I think with Kanye. I don't know shit about this, or I've never bought one of his shirts, but he seems like the kind of guy where he would just keep something like that, you know, present so that he can keep fashion mogul as like a little tag at the end of his title, you know? Yeah. That's what I think. Well, I, I, I don't know, like, like, please feel free to like, be like, well, or like stray on this if you want, but I was really curious as to y'all's, y'all's thoughts between the whole YouTube thing where it's like, I was looking. I never really looked at my ad revenue before, um, uh-huh. but now I'm being uh, now I'm being forced to because because my time is kind of stretched thin. Where I need to bring people on in certain areas to help facilitate certain things. And like, dude, my Tennessee blasting license, oh, getting insurance for that annually eighty thousand dollars annually eighty thousand dollars to be able to to shoot Tannerite into. Tennessee. It's crazy. Um, and so I'm like trying to figure out ways to, to, to keep the, the company that I, I have with my YouTube channel and everything, um, not profitable because I never really was. I just spent all the money, uh, on the channel, making videos whenever it would come in. Um, but now it's like, Oh, I'm going to be at a significant loss now. Um, and I see people like Phil doing um, his Patreon stuff. I think you guys have Patreon too, correct? We do. And so between the podcast and everything else, like my my only like idea is 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 kind of like what we did with the coffee. It's like how do you have a consumable or a merchandise or something where you just focus on on getting views and connecting? Because like in my my big thing with with merchandise and consumables and stuff too is I don't want an inferior product like. Whenever I sell something to a viewer or a uh, somebody who appreciates the stuff I create, I want them to be not only excited about getting it, but when they get it, they're like, oh, wow, this is great. This is way better than what I thought. I didn't just throw 20, 25 bucks away on a piece of crap that has your name on it. This is like legit good quality. I like mm-hmm. this or whatever it is. So I'm just trying to figure this whole thing out where it's like, okay, how can I keep somebody – on staff to help me make sure my YouTube videos still go um, without putting all my personal money into it because it's it, I mean that thing is a money Kyle you you know probably better than anyone how big of a money pit it is just your 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 um, your ten destructive device license is three thousand uh, dollars to renew and it's like these little licenses and training and all that other stuff just to be compliant adds up to so much. And that's not even on top of the ammunition and everything else. And I've never had an ammo sponsor, never had a, a gun sponsor or anything like that. So I'm like, well, um, so now how do I pay for all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the the core of the issue is that ads don't pay for it anymore? The yeah. Thing? Yeah, because for me, I noticed my my um, monetization went from about thirty five percent to about ten or fifteen percent. So it's more than cut in half. Um, 
more than cut in half. Hmm. What do you mean your monetization is a percent? Like this is something I don't understand. Uh, so, so the number of ads being served on my videos. So, sure. say hypothetically speaking, out of just out of ten million views, before uh, three point five to four million of them would be monetized. Mm -hmm. Now it's like one point five million are monetized. So it's like and you know eight point. The adpocalypse backed off. No, not really. My monetization is still super low, super low. Hmm. Yeah, I don't mind. I, I I don't really look at it that closely, but I, I just figured like, oh, you know, May and June must suck. Okay. That's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, the, the, I mean, it is a very like yeah. like August, uh, July, and August. People are always on vacation, and it dips really, really heavy and stuff along those lines. But I don't know. I just been trying to sort that stuff out uh, because I really would like to amp it up and. Um, and and do more videos along those lines because I feel like it's a big waste. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like an idiot saying this because Kyle's Kyle's got this channel with millions of subscribers, <laughs> and, and I'm like I'm like ah man, I, I feel like I feel like I should be like be creating content for it, and I'm just I'm not. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really frustrating that with the ad thing. I think the the replacement is going to have to be some kind of a product, or and then sponsorships. But sponsorships that make sense, of course. Like, I mean, yeah. that's the. I mean, most of the shit you see was given to me, you know, and, and you know, with cash along in, in hand, and that that's what it's going to take to like make a video of that that has production quality. You know, if if I'm going to fly five people to Texas and then we're going to, you know. Uh, spend money on ammo and explosives and and permits and stuff and, and don't even start with the licensing you've got to have some kind of sponsorship on the way driving the thing yeah well just the uh, another good example would be the um the wingsuit video right so oh, yeah. a lot of people see they see oh you you jumped out the bombay doors of a b-17 cool nope uh that's not that's not everything that went into it i had to pay three pilots uh i had to have three rigs uh on on standby in case there was an emergency um you know i had to pay crew and everything but the salt lake municipal airport um whatever that organization is i have to pay them the uh, like anytime you do something legally it costs generally uh a good amount of money if you're like you look at some youtubers i won't name any names but um they've they've been in the news for not necessarily following regulations and um it's like well yeah Did we've been saying this the name <laughs> uh, <laughs> it well, looks like know. kyle knows yeah <laughs> this play yeah, people like, oh, I, mean, I know what you're talking about yeah i mean they're like I still don't. yeah and so there's there's a lot there's i mean I mean, there's a lot of people when it comes to um, different things uh, where they do a, a, a legal stuff. This is not yeah. What, he, what are you talking? I'm going to say it unless you stop me. No, I mean it's fine. There's like a dozen yeah. different people, so it's, you can say whoever. Oh well, the one <laughs> the one that he typed in there, Casey, which I assume means Casey Neistat in the drone thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So uh, they, yeah, Casey Neistat flew drones over New York, and you're allowed to fly drones. Is it a congested area? Is that what they, is that how they define it? Yeah, and the, I mean, they're, they're, the, the thing is, they're very, they're very, they're very ambiguous about the regulations, right? So, like, anytime it comes, any anytime it comes to the ATF, the FAA, and things along those lines, it's always better to err on the side of uh, do 
every everything that you can dot every i cross every t um and and i think well, you the, say the, that but you dot so many i's and cross so many t's that you can't make a video anymore and then you start wondering if it's always better wow you know it there are yeah. worse things than not being able to make a video i agree <laughs> <laughs> well i know with the drone thing i think the maximum penalty is fifteen hundred dollars right so really? if i know that's what it is with paramotors um, if you're commercial, it's higher. So he might be commercial, which is 10 grand. He is. He but, absolutely is commercial. He's earning a revenue off those. I, I hear you. Um, but the FAA defines commercial, right? It, it, and they, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I, and they yeah. will define it to commercial if it'll yeah. give them an extra 8,500, I would think. Yeah. But the, the problem, the problem is, is if, if like he, he was probably way safer about it than, um, the people watching his videos. And the, like, if somebody say somebody was flying a, a, a drone in, in LA or something like that, and which has happened where it's like crashed, hit cars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there it's, it's unfortunate, but like, there's, there's a bunch of different scenarios out there. I mean, even the guy like in Georgia who, you know, like blew his leg off with the mower and everything. It's like you have you have a lot of instances where people are 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 filming is there that a video stuff. of this. Their video of the yeah. Oh, yeah. lawnmower man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right, I'm gonna invest a little bit of time in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the Casey thing, what I was saying is, like, so I don't think he's commercial. I know Kyle's concerned that they're gonna start redefining commercial, but commercial is like Delta Airlines and cargo. Well, it depends who you stuff. They um, ATF redefined for profit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Even if it's commercial, but let's say that it is, and the maximum fine I think is eleven grand. I'm not positive on that, but I think it is. Um, eleven grand. If if Casey's videos did even like two percent better, because he was able to lead with those cinematic shots of drones over the city or tour boats or things like that, then it was a fantastic investment. Yeah, it's just it gets weird whenever you like you're dealing with sponsors and stuff like that, and you're you're not getting those like because I know a lot of agreements they'll they'll require you to have the the insurance and the permits and stuff along those lines. But um, I, I'm I'm just talking about uh, from a cost standpoint, not even like what what it is that everybody's doing. It's just like if you are going the permitting route and all that other stuff, if you're trying to do everything by the book or you know at least mitigating that stuff it's 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 super expensive it's super expensive so yeah if you if you do stuff guerrilla style it it's real easy to do you know you just pretend like you aren't about to show it to a bunch of people including law enforcement but <laughs> what what you have to do because you are doing that is you have to like dot your i's and cross your t's 100% because and, we're, it, we're, and the sponsors are as big of a concern as Johnny Law coming a knock in you know it's I think I think Kyle and I are little little exceptions to the rule. Whereas, like if I were if I were making motorcycle videos and I was doing GoPro videos in a fifty five and I went fifty six, I'd probably upload that. I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, Do you follow the but, moto vlog community at all? A uh, little, little bit here and there. We just I mean, did a doc. Fifty-five we and fifty-six. Holy smokes! These guys are doing wheelies in front of cops. They're running. Oh cops. no! I, totally. They're but they're I, going ham on it, and I suspect they're like, you know what? I make a whole living off this. If I pay two hundred dollars a year in fines, that's a reasonable expense. Totally, and I, I I completely understand that. But whenever you're dealing with the ATF and. Um, and and federal law, it's it's like you you can get buried really quick, especially if somebody's got a um, 
an agenda for you or anything like that. It's like, uh, that's, that's where it's like, if I, if I mess up with the FAA when it comes to, which I have had some run-ins with <laughs> in wingsuiting and some of the stuff that I've done and everything. And I had, I like, I legit had to get attorneys involved. I had to say, look, you know, we went through the regs on this. Uh, everyone felt that we, we did everything by the book. Um, if you guys want to litigate it, we're ready to go. And what was the accused violation? Um, so, so when I did a wingsuit video, uh, where I dropped the iPhone, we went through the regulations and it says to drop anything from an aircraft, you have to, um, take reasonable safety precautions or a reasonable safety precautions must be considered to drop anything from an aircraft per FAA regulation, blah, 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 blah. And so, um, and you keep, it keeps going through through it about different things here and there, but that was really the most specific uh, line item about that. And so we took reasonable safety precautions. We had a pre-flight safety brief. We didn't fly over any open roads or any buildings or anything along those lines. In the event of an emergency situation, I flew with a phone in my left hand so I could deploy my parachute with the right. Um, and and we thought about we, all all of those different things. Now mm -hmm. there are a few things that we didn't we didn't do or whatever, but um, you know they pushed back on it and everything. And we're like, look, you know, it says uh, to uh, drop anything from an aircraft. Reasonable safety precautions must be considered. Well, I wasn't in an aircraft, and we took reasonable safety precautions. So I'm not under FAA. All you wanted to do was get a sky selfie of yourself and your prized award-winning pumpkin. I think it was the way it was and the way you I accidentally the dropped it because the wind is erratic. Like, yeah, the way I edited the video did come across as, um, you know, a, a little more drama than there was. Like, uh, you know, I, I parked on the side of the road and then I was there. I walked over to it. Boom, I'm there. It, it didn't show the 30 minutes of looking for the phone in the field on Find My <laughs> iPhone or anything. It just it seemed like it was right by the road. And I think that's what they got upset about. Um, yeah. But and, and again, like, like you know, if if somebody like uh, Casey or Jesse or somebody along those lines, uh, you know, they, they went through that stuff and they had some type of you know argument or whatever, where it's like, hey, no, we're like not flying in this class airspace, you know, we did this or whatever. I get it, I, but like I'm surprised half of those drones even fly uh, in those those areas because they're based off of uh, GPS and everything. And I think I think that's a known thing between DJI and. Um, 3D robotics, and I think they've already started restricting how, how would they certain know airspace. Who's uh, so if uh, Casey or whoever is flying their drone in New York and they're not allowed to do that? How if like a cop sees it, do they have to like snapshot it? Is there like a special kind of cop who like can see a, a number on the side, or do they just no, have to, like follow it back the video to, to the internet? <laughs> oh yeah, that probably gets them in trouble right right quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the commercial part. Yeah. See, if he hadn't uploaded the video, it would have been a much cheaper fine. Of course. And, and I would imagine, like, if you're going to fly your drone illegally around New York, I would, I, I think you got to register those things. I don't know a ton about drones. You're supposed but, to. Um, Not yeah, anymore. yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, but, but I wouldn't want anything on it that tied it back to me. Cause, like, I mean, you, maybe you're filming the Statue of Liberty and then it goes erratic and hits a lady in the head and she dies. Let's say that happens. Like, that's not my fault. That was a that was a software malfunction, despite the fact that I wasn't supposed to be flying it here at the Statue. Yeah, of you don't want Myers Mobile in a decal no. on the side. <laughs> like carved my initials on the side and the last four of my social or something. Or what, this is what would actually happen. Like when they go and play the recording, it starts off with like me looking at the GoPro, like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. 
it's off now. <laughs> and it's like five minutes of me talking, thinking it's off or something. Yeah, that, that's what would happen. Yeah, I wouldn't want anything that tied that drone back to me necessarily if I'm flying around. But even smarter, you'd hire someone else to do the illegal flying, yeah. right? Yeah, it, yeah it no, you can do that. Kid on yeah, like, a I purchased this footage. I had nothing to do with the flying. Uh, uh, this footage was brought to me. I purchased it from a third party. You'll need to find him. Uh, Mr. Gregory, I believe. He, he said he was going back to Canada last time I saw him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just put an end to it there. All right, but yeah, that, a, that, that's, uh, my, that's my long way of saying stuff's expensive to, <laughs> to make. <laughs> I think it's time to tell everyone about the Dollar Shave Club. Oh, please do. Yes. Of course. Because the Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. Get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's an awesome life hack and a no-brainer choice. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that gave you a cheap shave or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech that you just don't need. And when I use my doctor, uh, or excuse me, my Dollar Shave Club executive razor with the Dr. Carver's shave butter, the blade just gently glides, uh, giving me such a smooth shave. Their Dr. Carver's shave butter is transparent for a more precise shave. And it helps prevent ingrown hairs and fights razor bumps. So join us and make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. Uh, for a limited time, new members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only $5 per month. In the first month's box, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their Shave Butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. There are no hidden fees, no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. You can only get this offer at dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Good stuff. Yeah, I feel Bam. like at the end of ad, I always say the same thing. I'm actually a happy customer of theirs. That's how we pick our adver advertisers. I have a yeah. drawer full of those cassettes, <laughs> full of blades. I can save a monkey man if I needed to. Like, like, I have dozens and dozens of those blades. I will never run out, uh, and, and they work really well. I'm a big fan. I like, and and he, in the ad read, it mentioned that weighty handle. That really is a thing. I like that. The, uh, the handle to the razor, which is the part you keep, of course. The executive, I think, is the, the, the weightier one. Um, so it feels like you got something in your hand, whereas like a little Bic razor feels like you, you, know, you snap the thing and throw it away. Yeah, you feel like you have a little more control, more traction. You know, with that weight dragging across. I mean, Richard's looking a little scruffy. Maybe maybe he doubles down <laughs> on the sponsors for this this show. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've had this 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 white trash stuff going for, for about a year now. I'm kind of kind Working of keen on you. it now. <laughs> it's oh, funny. I I just wear these different faces and the different things that I do, I guess. I was clean shaven forever, so maybe I'll use it like start shaving shaving my head. <laughs> <laughs> before too long <laughs> that's something i've thought about like i like as you get older you watch lots of your friends start to go bald and sometimes it's way sooner than you think where you're just like oh shit like my buddy's going bald now? and we're both yeah it's about 26 and so you know my friends in that age group of like 24 to 30 or whatever like a lot of them are starting to lose their hair and i'm waiting now to see when some of them decide to make that leap Mm -hmm. to get rid of the island and just go whole shaved head like when for you guys would that be like Dude, Woody it, this is hypothetical for you because it clearly <laughs> it's not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel like an island is a terrible look 
I don't think there's much you can do with an island. It's, it's what's an island? That's when you've got hair here, but like you know, like as male pattern baldness sets in, it can kind of oh. move forward. So you've got this unicorn horn. Maybe you just style it. I don't know. Just a thought. Just throwing it out there. But yeah, really it, long. If you have an island, yeah. fucking <laughs> go bald. Go bald. Go yeah. just cut it down. Yeah, I at least it, like the the middle ground there, where if they have that patch that's like this, mm-hmm. and then there's nothing, and they have the hair further back, it's like just get rid of that front patch. Like you're, you're holding on way that's too a hard. If any, look, like, then then you've got the bald center with the the horseshoe male pattern baldness thing. But nope. then I look at them and I say that person is is balding. But if they have that little soul patch that should be here, but it's up here, <laughs> you're like you're like this 19, guy really 25. is overestimating. Yeah. yeah, he's really overestimating the girthiness of these strands of hair and how much acreage they're covering. Because mm-hmm. like you can almost see the denial as the the comb strokes I'm... get longer, and you keep going. Maybe I just didn't put as much gel in it today. That's why it looks so thin. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm told going bald is really traumatic. Like people make a I big deal, out of it, but it's really common. Right, it's super common, and to other people, like they see someone going bald, and they just they go, "Whatever." Like that happens to half of men. Like, don't care. But to people losing their hair, like it's it's a big deal. It does age them. Oh, yeah, I can tell it's, for sure. What if your teeth like, fell out like that? Oh my what if God, all of a sudden, like everything was going fine, and one day, you know, fully healthy? It's not like you're doing anything bad to your teeth. You brush them twice a day, mm-hmm. and then one day oh. you're you're eating your morning cereal, <laughs> and one of them's in the fucking bowl, and you're. That's a million times worse because your teeth yeah. have like yeah. they do stuff. <laughs> just yeah. came right, slid right out. Hair is purely decorative. Yeah, well, I, 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 I totally get the hair thing because like that's again like the jump back from that conversation was like that's why I took Propecia for so long was like I I didn't want to lose you didn't want to lose there, the hair. Richard? Show it off. Yeah, a little, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, kind of, okay. kind of, kind of the hair hairlines kind of retreating back there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. You know, I and so I took that. I took that probably for a good eight years, maybe mm-hmm. nine, uh, nine years, and it worked. I mean, it, it definitely worked. I mean, the idea is that you you prevent your body from creating DHT uh, so that it doesn't start hair loss or accelerate it. And the way they sell you on it is it needs to be preventative, right? Because you know you can't go backwards. And so, mm-hmm. so I, I, I took it preventatively and it, it seemed to work for a long time. But when you're screwing with your body's hormones, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're stopping the, the testosterone from doing what it needs to be done. And, and so that's why I started retaining water, started gaining weight. I'd still work out and still exercise and, and, and eat somewhat healthy. And I was just gaining weight like crazy. And, and, after a while, I, I started thinking about. It. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not really doing the Hollywood thing like I thought I was going to do. You know, I I no longer was doing stand up. Um, I was no longer really doing the comedy stuff with Totally Sketch and and everything. It's like I don't really. I mean, I'm I'm fine with being in the entertainment industry, being a host or a personality, having a good time. But uh, I I I don't want to try to be something that I'm not. You know, like I, I get people, you you do have hair or whatever, and you're you're just trying not to lose it, so you're not necessarily being somebody else by getting implants or whatever. But um, I just I I couldn't justify my health for my looks, and I know some people will. I mean, but 
at the end of the day, I, I saw how my health was deteriorating. I was like, yeah, you know what? I, this is this is my executive decision on my health. Like, am I? Do I really care about the other people's perception of me, or do I care about how I feel? And- Accutane is the is an even bigger. Uh, side of that. Uh, Taylor's a big proponent of Accutane because he was one of the lucky ones who didn't either kill himself. I took it, <laughs> I took it once and I heard about like all the suicide and stuff because of acne. And and I, I was probably like, I think I was 15 or 16. I took one pill and you're supposed to take like one a month or something like that. And I was like, man, I just saw changes in my like behavior and body and everything. I was like, no, you, you take you take one of those. You get like a week into your Accutane regimen. And first of all, the package that they gave you these, I took this and like took Accutane in, like eighth grade. So like, 12, 12 layers. Yeah, like it was like a big and all it had was pictures of pregnant women, like probably 600 pictures of pregnant women on every package with just enormous X's through all of it. Like, do not even get this pill close to a pregnant woman. You fuck. It'll kill that little kid. It'll kill it. Like, not even close. It's it's going to kill it it or it's going to make it a little children of thalidomide with a third arm or like some Uh mangled mangled nose. Like that one eyed goat. Within one week of taking that stuff, like your whole body is just crispy. Like your skin is just so dry, it's flaking. Like your lips, you have those Frodo at the end of the movie lips where he's on Mount Doom and he's just, you just are, are, are going, screaming that at the screen, going, just, just so fucking lick your lips. If anything, let Sam lick your the lips. The sound of water, like, <laughs> the, the touch of grass, the taste of bread, you know, the, the whole thing. The, the whole thing. But that, uh, you start getting nosebleeds. Uh, my nosebleeds slowed down probably five years ago. But from the age of like 14 to 21, it would just be like, oh, it's winter time, so I'm gonna get at least like three out of nowhere nosebleeds that are bad throughout the nosebleeds. course of this. I'd just like, be is sitting that tied around. to that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It may cause chronic nosebleeds because it, I you, used to you get them all the time, and I had no idea why. But I only took one pill. Then it shouldn't be from that, but it 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 definitely dries you out. But uh, as far as acne is concerned, it delivers. It, wow knocks that acne out like i'll be i'll be paying for it in i don't know 40 years we're not doing a good job we're not doing a good job like we're like look don't take that hair loss stuff it totally works but it'll fuck you up don't don't take that acne stuff it totally works but it will cook your body True, but guess what? Nobody can see on the insides what sort of shit's going on. They just see the outside and so it's always important to make sure your outside looks like what you He's saying something funny right now. He's Go. saying something clever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that was a it was a good pill though. Like the doctor when I was getting it prescribed to me literally said uh, to my mom, he was like, you know, this would this like it's gonna get rid of his acne, but it's gonna be like dropping a nuclear bomb on a 7-Eleven robbery. And I was like, uh, and they were like, do you really want to go through with it? Like with the potential side effects? And I'm like, yes, I'm fucking 14 and I, I hate having any pimples whatsoever. And I can't get out of my own head. Just like every kid at that age. Like you you always like think that every other like eighth grader is looking at you judgingly. But every other eighth grader is so deep in their own head because you're all in fucking eighth grade. You know, yeah. like you don't know, you're not paying attention to anything. You have no, maybe, no awareness. Maybe though you were the only eighth grader with big pimples because you were like 16 year old puberty at the time. Yes. Yeah. If they could have just said like, it's fortunate there was no rumor started. Like Taylor's actually four years older than us. You know, he was he was adopted from Romania, and then he was in a bear circus. Yeah. So, 
I have this police shooting video here and a little background. I, I don't know if this is the video that, that I watched last night. The one I watched last night had a, uh, it had a host, if that makes sense. And he was kind of describe, describing to you what went on as it went on. But um, this is a, a very bad man being chased by the Oklahoma State Patrol, I think. And uh, the man has killed several people already, people he didn't need to kill. Um, he, he, when he carjacks a car, he killed a, he killed a woman. Uh, like every step of the way, he's killed like four or five people already. He's armed and dangerous. He has an AK in his car, and the Oklahoma uh, State Police is chasing him. And he employs a method that I have always wondered why it doesn't happen because I've contemplated it myself. Why don't you just throw that AR up on the fucking dash and let him have it through the windshield? And now we get to see what actually happens. Is there a timestamp we should be at? Or um, see how it I, goes. Yeah, I, I think we, we need to watch most oh, of this. <laughs> most uh, of this. Just a second. That's not bad. All right, you guys let ready? me find you a bit. Let me find you a better video because there's another version of this that has a man explaining, and he even like puts a timer yeah, on the bullet. Like like when the as the bullets are coming out, he's like got a counter. He call, hmm. I think it's the justice counter. <laughs> the justice. Oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this is an interesting I'm, thing though because I think we've all wondered why they don't do that in movies or in real life. Is like just prop the gun up there and start start firing as you go. You it's know? loud and there's a lot of uh, dust when you shoot a windshield. It makes a lot of a lot of dust and it's not a happy kind of dust. But other than that, but he's a guy like running from the law, so it's like you got to pull out all the stops or you're done, right? I, he he pulls them out and it works just fine. <laughs> Man, I wish I could just... find. He's Michael Vance. I guess the one Look, I sent will work. I'm looking around this video. You can see the the clip starting at like 24 seconds. Yeah, are we going to queue up and watch? Or are you playing it? Or I'm flexible. I'm, I'm waiting. Camera got um, super dark. But anyway, yeah, I'm just waiting for you guys to call the ball. Yeah, I'm trying to find a spot in this video where it looks like it gets bananas. Yeah, let's go to... Right, here, footage. Here's the spot. Let's go to uh, a minute and 40. Okay. All right, I'm good. Okay. I'm there. Are we ready? Yep. Yep. Ready, set, play. So the top part of the camera is the suspect, of course, and then there's a rear-facing camera. He's gra the, the officer's grabbing uh, his AR-15 from the back seat right now. There are sparks shooting off the back of this... Uh, Fleeing Crim's car. Yeah, it's already hit road. spike strips. Oh, spike strips. Oh, the cops shooting forward. That's what you meant. Oh, yeah. I thought the the criminal was going to be sh doing the uh -uh. shooting. No, oh, no. This. You see All the right, glass well, dust filling the smoke filling the car. He's yeah, he, he should. His own front windshield. windshield. Yeah, he's he's hitting the hood. He's hitting the glass. He's hitting the inner dash. He don't care. Now, does this could deflect when it does that? A little bit. It looks but like the, now the, the, the car like, is further away. Perhaps yeah, the bad guy car. Roll down <laughs> the reloading. window, bro. Mm -hmm. It's so dusty in yeah. there. Yeah. All right. I, I imagine this being more badass and less oh, clearly for, dangerous. Oh, this is this is awesome. Oh, no, I don't think this is this is what I would do if it were me. This is exact. Like, I don't see any harm in this. I wish he had eye protection on because of all the glass that dust and shit. Oh, this is that's pretty badass. He's uh, it's, gonna be, it's so goddamn loud in that car right now. You have no fucking. You remember idea. that? Uh, uh, that you Jurassic. Can't hear it anymore. That, it's like mouse farts. <laughs> you remember that Jurassic? Uh, that Jurassic Park game 
at where you'd sit there and it would rock around and you'd be shooting forward at all the dinosaurs. This is the real life version of that. Yeah, trying to hunt that brachiosaur. Did he see sparks every now and then? Oh, he's hitting him like every time. Oh, oh yeah. Driver himself, How can you tell? Uh, because it's hard to miss. Right at this point. I would think I it'd feel be... like if you hit the driver in the head, he would stop driving. Oh, of course. You kill him. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, he's shooting a car. <laughs> oh, he's just shooting, yeah. like, the car, the trunk, the taillights. Yeah, I mean, like, like, he's not a sniper. He's like, like he's let's blasted. see your signal right now, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> left turns only. What happens only. if, like, if there's a car oncoming? Or stop if there's shooting? a child three miles down the road? I, I hear you, but look at this road. I feel like he's making a... Uh, uh, Calculated. All right, so now the top view is a different officer's car. The car, the car you see, the lights you're seeing in the top view is the is the car that the bottom camera is in. Ah, I see. And it looks like they've got him. Um, they've got him stopped. He's in the front of the hood of his stopped truck. He left it in neutral, so it's rolling back toward the police officers. He's out in front of his own hood with an AK, walking and shooting back at the police. The police are forming a shooting line right now, and they're about to kill him. Michael Vance. There's uh, there's like six, seven cops shooting with a mixture of handguns and ARs. Who knew the refrigerator? One of the cops has full rock and roll on his AR. What is full rock and roll? Automatic. Man. <laughs> yeah, you need to hold off for crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to go to a helicopter view at uh at around uh 54. And you'll see the bullet impacts. Oh, from the initial chase? No, from what they're doing right now in that firing line. Because you don't really have a good view of anything, right? Just a bunch of cops' backs. So here's the here's the suspect's car. He's about to get out with his AK. Well, this looks and like this a was, good shooting. This was oh, a suicide yeah. This, is, a this is an absolute maniac who's riding the countryside kill, killing half a dozen people with an automatic rifle. Like, they're going to kill this guy right here in the street. Just a second. This is, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. They said we're going to try and end this. It feels like they, what I hear is we're going to be judged during an executioner. Um, he's yeah. not really surrendering. Look at him. He's returning fire, crouch walking with an AK. Yeah. He's on the, he's is that what he's doing? Yeah. He's he looks like an, uh, a, a sand Jabba, whatever's from Star Trek, Star Wars, I mean to say. The sand oh, it is rolling backwards. Yeah, he left that bitch in neutral. It's rolling back toward the cops. I don't think, and now he's going to try to retreat. Lost his cover, and yeah, what's about to happen? Dead. Now they continue shooting for the rest of the video. You gotta be sure. Now for the next forty seconds, they pump lead into him and the highway. You can see the specs hitting if you look closely. See those black spots? Yes. So it's hitting the highway. That's awesome. Yeah, all around him, like popcorn going off. I could miss that much. I shouldn't do. Oh, things. in the dark, like blasting, like who knows? I, maybe not with a rifle. You but said those one guys guy was full auto as well, so you know he's. Oh yeah, they're they're fucking pumping rounds into from handguns and and ARs. He's he's very much riddled. So so this guy really just he really tried to fight off that whole platoon or squad or whatever of cops by himself with an AK. Yeah, that's someone who decided cop, they're right? not going to go. To, I don't think so. I think it's someone who's decided that he's not going to go to prison. And he's willing to do any, if, it, if he has to die, then he will, but he won't be taken. 
and he's willing to kill as many people as it takes to get away. I'm on the same page. I just called that suicide. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I doubt he wants to die. If if he could be like, hey, let's let's take a breather right here, like when he's in front of his own truck and he's already been shot twice. Like you're right. Have you're right. To, uh, yeah, suicide by cop. I guess is a kind of person who wants to die without hurting you. He might even fake got a fake gun. Guns. Yeah. This guy is is. This guy's got fucking mags guy stuck was, uh, together. He's out there yeah. fucking <laughs> reloading, like getting some more. He's like, 99% <laughs> chance I'll die, 2% getting, oh, that's 100 more. 2% but, yeah. chance? And I, <laughs> 2 he's chance like, I'll get away, I'll go for it. I know how this is. <laughs> There's a 3% chance I'll figure math out on the long way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can still get out of this. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder when the last time he thought that was is. I can still get out of. Like, do you think it was as he was going down the highway, or do you think it was as he was crouch walking towards the police officers behind his rolling truck, and Dude, he was he going fuck, fuck. That. There's got to be another second here. He There's got to be an option. That. Nope, nope. He just could have clutched by. that. I'm Who not among even us kidding. Has no way. Five v one once. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I I I clutched a similar scenario last. No, night. I had I had grenades. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And the, the, the funny thing to me, and I guess it's not funny in real life, is like I play that game Battlegrounds. It's the battle royale game. Uh, you know, 100 people drop in on an island, you fight to the death on like this huge, like 20 kilometer square island. But uh, when you get out of a vehicle in that game, it does the same shit. It rolls backwards. And I've literally done that, like bailed out of my car, got in front of the grill, and it's rolling toward the enemies. And like I've done that before. So it was interesting to see him do that in real life and see how it would pan out. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it often pans out the same way in the game, if I'm being honest. Uh, usually just die. Yep. So I know, person. I know we usually you know, have to go on about how America is so great and the other cultures all suck, as yes. we do. So, uh, obviously, seriously. You know, <laughs> clearly, no, no joking in our hearts. with regards to the Irish. But, uh, to long. Ireland, yes. But I was thinking, I've found, I was watching YouTube videos about, like, it was like Japanese and Slavic and German cultures and shit. Like one of those weird, like late night, you're watching shit and you're like, what's, what's happening? What am I doing? And I was finding, I'm trying to find examples of other cultures, shit that we could adopt and mm. make ours better. I found one from Japan that I'd like to get your feedback on. I think it's very good. Mm. So you go out to eat in the United States. You sit down, you look at your menu. Everybody's got to make sure that they know what they're going to order and you fold it up and then you just wait. You just wait until their convenience to walk over and say, are you ready? Oh, you've been ready for nine minutes and we haven't got your waters yet? Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Same thing when you get your check in the U.S. You sit there waiting with most of your food finished, and then eventually they find their way from talking to their friends and come over and go, oh, are you done? Are you done? All right, let me get that for you, and they do it. In Japan, they don't do that. In Japan, it's polite and correct that you announce loudly to people when you want to order ah. and when you want to pay. And other than that, the waitresses and the waiters stay out of your business. They won't come over and bother you. You just will go, you know, it was like a video saying like Westerners often think it's rude, but you'll see a Japanese person going like, waiter, I am, I'd like to order now, or uh, we are ready to leave. Please give us our check. And they bring it over and it's not rude. And it's fucking just do like just, you're getting it just do like the um the, what are those meat meat places where it's like red or green for yep. meat or yeah. like bubble yeah. gum like gum shrimp co where you have the <laughs> tag that you like flip yeah. you know I like exactly. that one I, it, it, like that. along the lines That's of what, what Taylor's saying i 
I wish that lots of places, whether they be barbershops or restaurants or whatever, you could choose how interactive your waitress was. Do you like a waitress that comes over all the time? Maybe tells a joke, sits in your booth as she takes your order? No one does. Yeah. No, no, that's not my cup of tea. I would like you to be more or less a robot, right? And and by the way, if, if I'm talking to someone and we're like actively engaged, could you fucking observe that? Right? I don't want your fucking 11-year-old social interactions, you know, the, those of an interrupting child, to just be like, hey, hey, how's your meal? Yeah, we were on a different topic, asshole. Why don't you wait? How about that? Where they do everything but come over and pull on your shirt. Hey, <laughs> yeah. how, how, how was it? Was it? Are you like, hey, is it good? Is it good? It's like, no, just like, observe, read the room and walk away. Japanese waiters and waitresses apparently do that. I've never been there. But it sounds like a really good system to you implement. You know, Olive Garden has a superior system where they've got a little iPad at your table and you order and pay it. And, 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 and oh. the human comes and obeys whatever you put into the iPad and you don't have to make eye contact with them. Like, yeah, but they try and get you to pay like six bucks to play Snake for 30 minutes. And it just, you know, always there's one person who gets distracted <laughs> by that stupid uh, game platform on it because they have it at Applebee's. I think they have it at Red Robin too. A lot of I didn't know it had that feature, where that functionality. You get it and yeah, you can hit games on it. And so no matter where you go out to eat, if there's a group of more than one, one person will be fiddling around with their, you know, their iPad of sorts because we were addicted to screens. So I prefer the direct Jap- Japanese style approach. Mm. Now, I- I've also seen, I think it's Japanese, it's definitely an Asian culture where they have that system where you're sitting at your table and you order and like digitally input it and then like a tram a food-sized tram comes from the kitchen stops at your table and you just fucking take your food right there like, like a little choo-choo train basically is driving your food to I've, your table i've always seen it as uh the way they do it at some like sushi bars or ca- sushi cafes whatever they, they are don't. where it's not like you order something specific but they just keep it on like the, air- the airport conveyor belt like oh, luggage cool. thing and yeah. you just kind of go up and you pick and you eat what you want, and then at the end they come by and they go, "Oh, six a plate or like whatever it is, and then they, you you pay for it, and, that, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. You have like red <laughs> plates, orange <laughs> plates, and they're all like different dollar values and stuff, and they count your I, plates at the I end. I get kind of grossed out by buffets and anything where I'm going to a common source of food that others go to, and I'm taking from it trough. just like they would, like a trough of food, basically. I now now the so so when I'm at like uh, and when I'm, when I'm at Vegas at one of those big gigantic buffets or whatever. I'm always hard scoping, watching for them to like bring a new tray of shit out. Cause I want to get, I want to get first dibs. I want to get in there before anyone's breathed on it, or like picked through it, or like touched too much of the tongue and then put it back in there. And there's a little shit under their fingernail, oh, and that yes. shit is now on the tongue. And I'm gonna eat their shit, cause that's what happens. Most food poisoning is when you eat someone's shit, you know. Or if well, you, you don't eat their shit. Yeah, yeah that, that's that uh, that's E. coli. Absolutely true. Yeah, E. coli. Are you going to any of the grocery stores that have those 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 food bars, like especially like the olive bars and stuff like that, where it's like the it's kind of like a buffet thing, but you can kind of make your own plate. You go in the grocery store and you see some jackass will like walk by and just grab a couple and then just keep on shopping. You, (laughs) dude, dude, come on, man! Did you just reach bare fisted into that macaroni salad, sir? And he's like, (laughs) nah. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do I that. Like about buffets. And I, I definitely make my way through a buffet at almost walking speed, maybe half walking speed. Some people are paused, making their decision for a minute. What the fuck yeah. takes so long about scooping slop onto your tray? You know, it, I'm it identifying them in advance. I'll take one of these, one of these, one of these. <laughs> off I go. That's all it takes. And it's Is it rude to pass people? When you- Cause I'll pass no. a bitch. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not rude you to pass. pass people at a buffet unless it's the kind of buffet 
where there's an established queue and it's yeah. like people are waiting for the roast beef guy at yep. the end. Like then you got to wait. But yep. if it's just like some old bitch looking at macaroni and you want the chicken wings next to it, just I say hop on by. Fucking check her and get in there and get that macaroni. Check her. Get the last of the macaroni. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, if, if you do it, you know, you can make like a quick hard movement that would deck an old lady and nobody oh, would even notice you did it. She just didn't a, just want a to quick, be dead. Boom. She wouldn't have Like that's old. all it takes. Yeah. yeah, they're brittle. <laughs> like bird bones. By the time the osteoporosis had kicked in, she should have been reaching for something with calcium in it. Yeah. You know, another good... I, I only have two on the list of cultures of <laughs> things now, but I will find more. I was hoping you, this would brainstorm and help you guys. Don't you have a too. Bible story for uh, us? I do have a Bible story for a, a bit Ooh. later. Okay, uh, let's, let's hang the, on to that one then. The uh, the Slavic... Oh, uh, for the tease of the Bible story, I think I'm going to tell the whole story of like Isaac, uh, Esau, and Jacob. And I'm like that whole series over the course of the next, like, next week or so. Um, <laughs> but another good cultural thing that I saw, I was against it at first when I first mm. discovered this. Mm -hmm. And I was a, a, a bigot, a xenophobe at the Slavic squat, which is Slavic people who squat in their long Adidas track, track pants because they don't have benches. Bench Lenin was notoriously anti-bench. People don't know True. this. I and so no you would get down in a squat. And that's what they do to rest instead. Look up yeah. Slavic squat if you don't know what I'm talking about. I thought it was stupid until I tried it. And you know what? It's it's not as bad as standing. Stalin it's actually a little, all of World War II squatting. He probably did. You yeah, can't disprove they, they, that. They squatted. They squatted in a circle and, and then they, and they no planned that. There are pictures of Stalin squatting. As he's got like his elbows <laughs> up on his knees as they do like that. <laughs> yeah. What is it called? The sorority squat that the chicks take? No, oh. the, the, the chicks do those photos like the sorority squat or something. <laughs> it's like Stalin and all those dudes just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the sorority squat sounds pretty great too. I bet I'm in favor of that. That's another I, good That sounds culture. like a move that I'm very familiar with. I, I, I enjoy the sorority squat. <laughs> the squat. It's better than so, the duck face, It I sounds guess. like a sexual position. It, it sounds like a good it's, time. It's not just Slavic people. I'm like, uh, I'm like 70% I'm like sure I'm not making this up right now. Parts of Asia also do the squat. And when you ah. aggregate those numbers, that's, there's more squatters than non-squatters. Oh, shit. That's like when you like figure out what the average human is, and it's like some... 33 year old Chinese man who doesn't own a car. <laughs> yeah, when you and then you look at like the global breakdown and you're like, well, I'll be damned. I'm in the global minority of like yeah. white guy or the average tall human people, has all that one stuff. testicle and one boob. Yes, very specific minorities. I don't think Some that's true them. anymore with the transsexuals. I think a lot. I think a lot of. Well, I maybe. It, I think a lot no. of men who are, although a lot of men who were born men have lost the testicles, so now they have zero testicles. That's so you got to factor boobs. that in. But you also have to factor in the amount of fake tits they're getting and the amount of mastectomies that that you know going back the other way. Maybe we I, could I, I just don't it know. As the average man or the average person has just under one testicle and just under one boob. No, the okay. easiest way to do it is to say that the median person has two testicles. For if you're male, or the median person has two boobs if you're a woman, you know, because median makes it easier than me. At all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was known. <laughs> you know, it's not until you combine the people that it gets cool. No, Woody, we're going to do third grade lesson where we go through median, mean, and mode, and we talk about it. You know, just, does, does everybody remember that lesson from school? I yep. think that was, that's one of the thing, ones that seemed to stick with everyone. I'm trying to remember what mode is again. Is that the, what's mode? 
the one that appears most often, if I recall correctly. Ah, thank you. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. And the median is the middlemost number of the range, right? So yes. It, yeah, and the mean, of course, is the average, which they could have just called average. Yeah, this is No, I'm not podcast. Googling it. It's Way on. Come on, the, come on. Come on. I, 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 first. I, I need a refresher, quite frankly. Can we start with chapter one, page one? <laughs> what, are your, what are your favorite parts about Imperial versus Metric? Go. Oh, my God. Well, there, there is the... Our penises are bigger than everyone else's unit-wise, of course. You know, we, we've got that right no, off the start. No, they'd be bigger you know? still in centimeters. Ah, that's true, right? Yeah. But nobody knows what a centimeter is. Yeah, I guess you're true. Guess... 38 huh? centimeters. Huh. <laughs> that, I think, is a very big penis. I, I mean, not as big as mine, but this is still really big. Oh, my God. I'm glad Richard's here. And, and this came up. Richard, this is kind of funny. Like, like, a, like a month ago, like I, I was on Amazon, and I saw I was buying condoms for myself because that's where I buy my condoms. And I was like, I saw that there were different, you know how Amazon is with the shopping. You can categorize in like a dozen different ways. Sure. And I saw that there was a category of condoms called Japan. Like they had their own kind of condom. And I was like, what could this even be? Like, why would the Japanese need their own tiny, tiny finger condoms? <laughs> no way. <laughs> why, would they, why would they need to keep their thumb? This is for when you're hitchhiking and it's raining out. No way! I that is hit hilarious. The bomb is a so big, a penis is never regrow to form a size. <laughs> That's the Japanese Magnum. <laughs> it's awful. There's like Dude, nothing. I it's still like, like, am not convinced you didn't order like a parody condom thing. No, this is Japan size. Japan. No, size. stretch it out all the way. Well, I even so, like that looks like it's a thimble in girth. It'll go. It, it's about as long as my finger. It's it's all sticky from the loop. That's a Japanese loop. Yeah, that's maximum. That's, that's <laughs> all she's got right there. If you give your your uh. fist a good pumping, are you sliding out, or is that pretty grippy on your finger? <laughs> and that's how baby. You would think the been. Japanese now. Now, if anyone is now, I'll tell you why this condom broke. I, I bet that's inherent in the design because I read that the Japanese have a real problem with uh, with their population like going down. Right? They're not making new Jap Japanese people at the. So if you were smart and you were in government, you would really lower the fucking standards of the Japanese condom, right? You'd want those things exploding left and right. Yeah, that's the explanation for those. Yeah. Ooh, Make them so small, no one can even wear them. It's stuck <laughs> to the wall. It's, to the wall. it's like crawling down like a dead caterpillar. Um, I saw this documentary about the fact that like millions of Japanese men and women, like 20 to 35, are just not fucking like there's a huge number of Japanese virgins, Why? virgins in their 30s. Um, I, I don't get it either. Like you think the, the biology would just take the documentary over. literally talked about the fact that so many Japanese men are more into is it manga? What whatever those whatever the cartoonized uh, no, it's Naruto, hentai, something like that. They they said they're more into fucking animated chicks and staying in their apartments all day and never ever going outside and socializing. That they're now in Japan have these classes that teach 35-year-old men and women how to, like, couple, how to court one another, like, like what relationships are like, because they don't fucking know. Somebody sign me up for that. Right? Immediately, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go to the fucking land of pinky condoms and, and just have a fucking I just meant I just meant dating classes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I could tell they were coming with this from different directions here. And Richard yeah. is like, wait a minute. They teach you how to talk to people like off the screen? Yeah. <laughs> I would love to slide. I, I was like, like oh, check this out. I'm, oh, bitches, bro. <laughs> I'm on Kyle's page of, think about it. If you go 
into this world, apparently, like, and of course it's not anything like, you know, the, the extreme, the documentary said, I would think, cause it seems like all documentaries got to like amp it up or play something down cause they're making a fucking documentary. But if you go there and there's three times as many girls at, like out at bars and shit, cause guys are just at home playing with their pillows or whatever is happening. Like think about that ratio. That's already a killer ratio for you. And These you look different. Awesome and so you pillows. stand out. Think about those pillows. Like, I, I don't like, know. Yeah. Am I the only one that's like, what do they have at home that's keeping them away from women? And they can got I sex get one? robots. <laughs> They're keeping them to themselves. <laughs> See, but like even that, like I, I agree with Woody. I don't robots. get, I don't get the thing because I would think that like by the time you're in your mid twenties or whatever, even if it, for a long time you were into your pillow and your uh, manga, then like eventually you'd be like, all right, this is really kind of starting to suck. I'd rather you know, get laid for real. And then you'd move away from it. Like, it's shocking that there's a bunch of people in their mid thirties mm -hmm. still like sequestering themselves. It seems like a whole cut, like the huge problem of agoraphobia. Like yeah. you're afraid of all the social interactions outside your door. Let's Wonder play devil's is. advocate though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love doing that. Or you get into your thirties and then you try dating people and you realize the field is not the same as when you were in your teens. Because, like, say you're 18 years old, you get out of high school, level playing field. Pretty much everybody is on the same page. I just graduated high school. Maybe I'm going to go to school. Maybe I'm going to go to college or something. Maybe I'm just going to go straight into work. Cool. We're all kind of on the same page. Get in your early 20s, get in your mid-20s, shit starts changing. So-and-so gets married, they have kids, so-and-so gets into meth. Somebody goes and somebody goes to jail. Somebody get, goes after a career. You know, like so many different paths that people go. And by the time you get into like say early thirties or something like that, it's like the route that people could be in are vastly different. So when you start dating people, man, I have met some crazies. I have an inherent ability to attract crazy, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can kind of see somebody being like, yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> It's not worth it. No one attracts I'm... crazy like I attract crazy. <laughs> you're not in my. You're not even in my league. You seek it out though. I don't. I love the crazy. You get the crazy on board. You can have some fun, man. They don't give a fuck, and they'll do some crazy. You're always on your toes, right? You come home and like, you know, they. they I don't even go into it, but it's crazy shit. I won't even go into it because that statute of limitations is not a no. <laughs> like uh, this CNN article. You and I are different in that you you're like crazy is awesome because crazy in the bed, and then I'm like crazy is awful because crazy calls the cops. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm, I'm talking about. Crazy. I'm talking about real crazy, not sex crazy. I'm talking about crazy too. I'm talking about like, like ridiculous crazy shit that, that that people bring into your lives from from theirs, and and now it's part of your problem, and and just people who act in ways that are completely counterintuitive, you, and and you can't even put the fucking equation together after they've done the thing. You go back to them and you're like, there was A and there was B, and then you went to Q. What the fuck? How do you we get are, to Q? You're being so broadly specific right now that you have mm. to give us an example of the, the one uh, of the. <laughs> I can't tell that one. I just can't. I, I so, got some that aren't mine that I can't tell. I, just, just bad stuff. You know, bad stuff. Just, just all kinds of bad stuff. Um, you know. Just, it, I, 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 I'm not going to go into it. Well, when they, when they start having conversations time. with themselves via text message, that's <laughs> definitely a problem that I, I've, I've ran into where it's, it's, it's kind of scary, where it's like, I, hey, I work, and uh, sometimes I'm in areas that don't have cell phone service, and 
Uh, I really like I'm a guy who juggles like three jobs, so I'm not really looking to play the field with like five or six chicks. I'd like to be in like a monogamous monogamous relationship with one person because that's enough enough work as it is. And uh, so because I'm not answering the phone does not mean I'm out with somebody. It means I'm working. (laughs) And so so you don't need to go down that crazy thread of talking to yourself uh, in, in text, I just can't deal with it. Oh, she's you messaging you, but having a convers- a totally one-sided conversation. I guess yeah. you're, well, I guess you're just too busy yes. right now to pick up your phone. Yeah. Wait, or maybe you you're too busy funny? fucking some whore. <laughs> I wouldn't it? expect you to answer, but it's not like I made you dinner last night. Or like, I whatever, feel like, 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 is this just the text equivalent of like the cell five? Or, you know, like, it's the text equivalent of like you come in on your own and- of one person is just arguing at them. So basically, Rich Ruby saying he'd leave his phone out, and three hours later he comes back, and there's a litany of messages, like twelve yeah. new ones, all the same side of the conversation. All there's fifty different questions in there now. So where do you begin? You see like the the regression and like the evolution of the conversation within itself, where it's like it starts out with a question. I don't know. It could be like, hey, you want to go get dinner later, and it ends up like regressing. Well, I guess you don't want to talk right now or whatever. And it's like at the instant security starts coming out and all this other yep. stuff it's like oh okay and then like and then it, it and it, it just goes all the way to anger I think and i'm like standards are crazy or quite low that doesn't sound that crazy to me that's no. something that i might do i i, I don't want to especially I don't, like, if i'm going for thing. humor right where, here's the thing where i can start answering your side and you know like oh when he reads this he's gonna laugh what kind of no, but he's, he's doing immediately he's the whole time i'm hearing that story about this crazy person i'm like well what kind of weapon was she holding <laughs> yeah <laughs> here's the thing like i know crazy Crazy will research and find just about everything that I do. So they'll probably reference this. So I don't want crazy to understand <laughs> that I was talking about them. <laughs> she already does. That's what part are, of my... Oh, no, but, no, but if they're crazy, no matter no. what, they're going to think they're talk, that you're talking uh, about it. Yeah, I, I could say something like uh, like crazy girls self-harm, and I could be talking about four or five different girls. It's not, <laughs> you know... <laughs> exactly. It's uh, yeah. it, it, it's a it's a whole thing. This CNN article was pretty interesting. It's it's forty percent of millennials are virgins, men and women. Yeah, this um, stat says that between the ages of eighteen and thirty-four, Japan, forty-two. Right. Yes. Per, yeah, in Japan, age is of eighteen to thirty-four. Forty-two percent of males are virgins, and forty-four point two percent of females are virgins. That's eighteen to thirty-four. Like that's. That's that an enormous a percentage giant of people. Number. But if virgins it, are your fetish, holy shit! Talk about right? like a target-rich environment. Or a lot of liars. That's also a possibility. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Know. It's Why weird that that, that that society that's completely full of virgins, it seems, is also the one that makes all the weirdest porn with the tentacle stuff and bitches snorting like eight loads of cum out of a is bed. Is it weird pan. to be expected? Like I, I could go both I'm ways a, on that. I could see where you're coming from. Like, why are these virgins going so I think hardcore it's weird. with their kinks? On the because other hand, I think about the Germany, like, 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 you know, it makes sense for the Germans to have all that BDSM porn. Like, like, it's a role they're comfortable with. They've been getting beat up on for fucking generations, right? I, I love Bill. I, uh, just raising it as to- they've been getting beaten up on, I think, <laughs> is an unfair representation of the wars that they started. They have been <laughs> We are tired of being victimized. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all of uh, all of all of the uh, you know the the reading I've done really frames it that way. Um, so so I, I just have to look for some outside sources, I guess. That's like, to your point about the porn thing. Like I know it's like a thing that a bunch of crazy tentacle porn and whatnot comes out of Japan. But at the end of the day, do you really think that's an enormous group of their population? Their young people watching that like crazy yeah. cartoon porn, or is it yeah. that 
or as most people watch in normal porn, even though they have like pixelated genitals, like the normal, the people porn. Well, they yeah, probably have statistics on and analytics. Right? I always so assumed they, like even I think in Japan it was more niche. Popular. I think the live action porn is more for us, and the uh, the animated stuff is what they're into. I just don't get it. Like, what you could have the real thing. That's on the internet too. But the real thing isn't good enough. The animated version is perfection. It's it's mm. literal superhuman perfection. That's an interesting way to look at. Or it, it. Yeah, I or guess it could right. be something like if that. like tie into like different points and times in their life, like 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 cartoon porn or whatever in general, like where um, you know might resonate. Yeah, when you're with just somebody. a boy. When you're a kid, <laughs> yeah, right. Where it's like you're, maybe. Maybe oh. you're into like Snow White getting banged by seven dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I bet rule thirty four on that. I bet, I you never heard of me, did you? Yeah. Come here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the eighth dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> the eighth dwarf Spanky, who's just like all all like geared up with BDSM and leather. He's got that fucking motorcycle hat. Comes waddling in. He's two foot eight. He's got the fucking. Ow, like the Stay away from herpes. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is herpy and itchy. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! My process slow. Uh. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, but see, that's not fair because you just made a very, very interesting like c cartoon porn that you might just want to watch just for the sake of seeing see what a bunch of cartoon one. dwarves look like going at Snow White. But at the same time, I need I need to see research on the breakdown with these Japanese people of how many are watching the cartoon porn and how many are watching the pixelated genital Does porn, porn get gayer when you add more and more guys to it? Depends uh, what kind of guys. It's a, what's the ratio? Well, apparently this is seven to one. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, or yeah. eight to one if Spanky's there. Well, they're dwarves, so it's only technically half of a person. Oh, yeah, it's right. a, maybe three, three on one. one. <laughs> three and a half to yeah, one. Three and yeah. half. <laughs> Fucking math. Four I know, right? I First it was me. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't add 99 plus one. 99% yeah. <laughs> chance this is going to happen, but there's a slight 2% that, <laughs> that an outcome could go awry. <laughs> That's because we here at Woodworth, you know, International, we give 101% effort, you know? <laughs> You're trying to redeem oh, wow. yourself. Oh, you want to skip to 45 minutes. I'm not sure what kind of root vegetable that is that midget just pulled out of her snatch, but I'm interested. <laughs> That's hilarious. What did you say? How long into it? This is an hour minutes. long? It's a fucking movie. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves who fuck her. Oh, There's a lot yeah. of sex. It's not all, they're, 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 you know, she's, she's, she gets around. I don't I'm recognize this root vegetable either. I, so I can't show you this video. Um, it's long and... But you can't see it in the reflection of my golden play button, so that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like all you can see is like this. Like yeah, yeah. Just very briefly, it's it's this one here that you want to be looking at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you want to do, go to Pornhub? Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. There you go. You got like an hour long. What is that this is vegetable? So, she's she's sucking on like the end of a, a an unripe rutabaga or whatever the fuck that is. It's like, like a an, three and, foot long veg bad dragon couldn't come up with this. She's shit. she's oh, being no. instructed on what to do with it by this dwarf. Um, <laughs> actually, his he's, does not. He has a small head, so he would be a midget, not a dwarf. I'll be writing oh, I, about I wish, that. I hope. I hope there's some. I would like to see some midget fisting, right? Because I, I would imagine that a midget's fist, not. What, I, I get them mixed up the, between the dwarves and the little people, or maybe the two different kinds. Like which one is the ones that? Oh, has and the, the other six of them are fingers. just there watching. Oh, you, <laughs> yeah, they're there. I think I'm a little ahead of you, and she is struggling with the size of this vegetable. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so weird. 
Those dwarves are not this. very uh, very hung. I mean, she's got to go to that that tuberous vegetable. Tuberous. Tuberous. I like that word. Yeah, it's I'm a, confused. It's if you go forward, did we skip over to the evil witch's place? I think we did. I, I'm not. Look at now. Now all of the dwarves are moving around in slight unison, clapping as she's trying to penetrate herself with this vegetable. And I'm half expecting a deer head to poke in through the window and start singing about <laughs> about what's happening here. This who made it 45 minutes into this? <sighs> I um. I, oh, I've seen it like what eight times. What was the budget for this? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, he's really getting in there deep, eh? Look at his nasty teeth while he's eating that pussy. That's the worst <laughs> visual ever. He's got, like, these yellow teeth with gaps between everyone. Uh, if you skip to 51 minutes... Ah! Is that the dwarf eating your pussy? Yeah, he's wearing the, he's wearing the little red stocking cap, Kyle. Ah, that's funny. That's really cute. Ah, oh, man. It's just like the I've other ones are there. Do you know what you want to do? This would be so fucked. What if you... What if you what, there aren't video stores anymore, but, like... What if you took an actual copy of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs and you just snuck like eight seconds of this in there? <laughs> just eight seconds right in the middle of the real Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Like just the part where the dwarf's like, he's got that tuberous thing and he's explaining to her that she needs to put it in her pussy and it'll feel good. And she's like, in my pussy? Yes, in your pussy. And then she and he like sticks it. That part. Oh, they don't. Dude, this program continues on disc two is how this video ends. This is oh, only yeah. the first I... half of this epic. Oh man, it's a whole fucking series. You got to get the box set, and and then you can really enjoy. It's you you want the oh, behind the scenes. There's another so. one that's 111 minutes long. I think it has the whole thing. Jesus Christ! Jesus, <laughs> I have. This a... is like how many times as as these dwarves and this woman are making this video? Do you have to just like project yourself out of your body? Like you're a soldier in battle, you know. Like <laughs> there's, there's just no way that that I'm woman is sitting there. I'm just doing what I gotta do to get me going, home, my friends home. That's all I was there yeah, for. She's gotta you know, have like, like, having like flashbacks, like those, psh, like an image of her at like eight <laughs> years old when they're like, "What do you want to do, Samantha? I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna be the first woman mayor of New York or whatever." And then now she's sucking a bunch of dwarf dicks, a bunch, like she, <laughs> and she hasn't made it up to that first. Man, this that made me more sad than interested. I she doesn't speak English, Taylor. She was never going to be the mayor. Well, actually, no, it was it was muted. I didn't I didn't actually listen. Oh, to the it's not in English. Uh, oh uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't listen long enough to like zero in. But if I had to take a wild guess, I would say Germany. But you know who was stoked about this? Seven lucky dwarves. Damn <laughs> right. <laughs> One. The other six like, were like, "This is this is lame." He <laughs> <laughs> Spanky over there eating that pussy for twenty minutes. When do we get in there? <laughs> the other ones are like, hey, can I go to craft services? Get like I'm something. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to become an Oompa Loompa like Larry. Late, late. Carnival <laughs> wages have stagnated for far too long. <laughs> we need to wages. find new work. Don't have feeding us in kibble and elephant meat. You know? <laughs> yeah. oh, this is dark. I've got nothing against little people either. I have a new hmm? topic. All I don't of this need... one is fantastic. Like... Have you guys seen this video, the <laughs> alternate ending of Toy Story 3 prank? Yeah, I've seen it. It's kind of like I what I was not. suggesting the Seven Dwarves thing. Yeah, a little, yeah, little edit. Yeah, that's what spurred it. Can we watch a bit? So I have it timestamped to a minute and 19 seconds here. Yeah. And, uh, is or is this going to break it down? Pretty. Uh, so for people that don't know, there's a scene in Toy Story where all the uh, toys are in like an incinerator. And it looks hopeless. Like the, it, it, it doesn't look like there's any way to get out. They're all in this like sea of garbage going towards a... It looks like a, a pit of lava belt. or something. I'm sure it's an incinerator. And uh, 
Um, and you don't know like how there's any way they could get out. In the real movie, they get rescued. But in the prank, it goes like this. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ready, set, play. So they're showing it to their mom, who's never seen this movie before. <laughs> the toys just kind of hold hands and accept their death. <laughs> and then it cuts to the credits. <laughs> Was that it? Yeah. That's not it. And the mom can't believe that Toy Story 3 ends this way. Yeah, isn't that sad? <laughs> isn't that the saddest thing in any Disney movie ever? That's the end? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> isn't that sad? It's the, dude, this video goes on. The next morning, she still hasn't been let in on the prank or anything. Friendly and friends are coming around, and they're, they're talking about it. I, I paused it, but it's the greatest prank that I can think of. And like Taylor says, it's one of those pranks where at the end, you're just like, yeah, you got me. You know, now I know the truth. Yeah. You, you, really you know what the scumbag going. version of this is? It's mm -hmm. those fake lottery tickets that people give people. It's like they give you a lottery ticket to scratch off, and you think you've won $20 million. Better not give me that shit. I'd be able to like, 20 million. Well, I hate all of you. I hate you all. I've been wanting yeah. to say this for 15 years, you <laughs> cunt. Like, like this. They're like, whoa, 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 slow down a minute. No, no, no. I'm letting it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never coming back into this piece of shit shell station ever again. You know. <laughs> like, I'm Jim, hold, hold on, Jim. Hold on. <laughs> hold on, Jim. You actually <laughs> look at the camera. You're on Channel 5 Evening News. Uh, oh. like, the fuck I'm, uh, I want to apologize right now for that 18 minute rant about the Jews and the Zionists <laughs> I just went on. Uh, I really thought that. Uh, I wasn't going to have you to be in work tomorrow. So, 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 Mr. Friedman, if you're watching this, I'm just <laughs> very apologetic right now. Like, yeah. I, I don't, like, this prank is good because it's fair and it's funny and nobody's hurt in the end. The lottery yeah. ticket one is also fair in my mind because if yeah. you, like, you, if someone gives you a lottery ticket out of nowhere and you scratch it and you think you won and you believe them, you're a rube. You're the kind of person that would have given away a cow for a hill of beans. You're oh, that idiot. You're no, that, no. You're that now, stupid. Stick with if you me take here. your lottery ticket and you go, oh, hunky dory, it looks like someone's not having These to work anymore. These pranks are elaborate. They're elaborate pranks. So what they'll do is they'll record the news reading off the numbers. And they'll buy those numbers and, and <laughs> for you. Like, like, you know, there are people who like, they're like, yeah, buy my lottery ticket. And, and they like, get a ticket every week. So here's their ticket in hand. And they watch the newscaster say seven eight nine and they're just like yeah 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 and they think they've won like one of those mega millions or something because you know they just bought a ticket with the same numbers the day before because they're idiots because they're stupid oh come on like, you wouldn't you believe it like if, like if you like, had the ticket in hand no, and the newscaster read it off no no i would not believe it if i had a ticket given to me and then there's like some rigmarole of like hey now uh, you, you watch the news and i'm gonna be right here I'm gonna be right here filming you I don't inconspicuously. Know if the news is playing it. I, 
It's on TV. Yeah, yeah you're, you're picturing a scenario like what happened to you because you don't regularly purchase lottery tickets, but poor stupid people Never. all the time, man. Like every week, like dozens of them. They spend all their money on these things. It's, they, that's why they call it the stupid tax. And they're waiting every week. They know the guy who reads the numbers. They're sitting there waiting, and you know the numbers come up. They think they've won the Mega Millions, and then somebody's like, nah, Dad, you're, you're still poor. That's a shitty prank. Is, is there is any it, purchase more dumb than a lottery ticket? Well, it's funny that you were you were talking about that because I was going to bring this up earlier, and it was a weird weird segue into financial stuff and and everything. But um, so, do you guys keep up with crypto? Any? Yeah. So oh, I stop. I stop. I oh, stop. Kind of gambling, gambling. Uh, I guess you could say like blackjack and um, and football and stuff along those lines. Uh, several years ago, and then I was like, "Well, uh, like I just—it was just too too weird for me, like to spend money in like ten, fifteen minutes and be done." I like the kind of longer term kind of, "Ooh, let's see what's going to happen," like the the playing aspect of it. So I started uh, getting into Bitcoin and stuff like that, um, you know, over the last few years and everything, and I am blown away in the last couple of months and just how everything's went. Through Did you make the a lot roof, of money? made made a pretty big chunk. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and and Good for you, man. Uh, well, the, the funny thing is, is so my buddy who got married last weekend, um, he he does like real life trolling stuff, and and so he's he's very very um persistent about not faking pranks and stuff like that he's very outspoken about it and just just as uh an idea of what he does and everything like he streamed his his wedding reception live and everything and he's like oh i'm so thankful that you know you guys could be here with me and experience our 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 happy day together and everything and blah blah blah, blah. like five seconds into the stream like he like people set gifts there in front of the camera, and so the stream you're just barely hearing everything going on. So he's blocking it and everything, but he's really big into cryptocurrency and stuff too. And he's like, man, Ethereum is like he's like he's like it's it's doing so well right now. Um, he's like it, it, it's like it's it's gonna shoot up. It's gonna shoot up. And I was just gonna troll him. I was like, all right, well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my entire savings into it before your wedding and if it goes up during during it then it'll be a good sign for your wedding uh, and if by the end it's gone down it's a bad sign which they wouldn't let me transfer a, a large portion of money into the the wallet but uh i did a little bit here and there and uh and it's like in just a few days, it's super scary because how volatile it was going up. But it's up like forty per, like maybe uh, 20, 25 to forty percent in just a few days. Um, and you have five. Good digits sign in for this. the wedding. What's that? You have five <laughs> digits in this. Four digits in this. Uh, I don't want to say. Seven. <laughs> I don't want to say. Like I just like uh, like I'm I'm weird I'm weird about money and stuff so like six, that because like, that's crazy. No, <laughs> not even close. Not even close. Uh, but hard to gauge whether you just made enough money to go out drinking or enough no. money to buy a bar. No, right? it, no. Like <laughs> I'm going to use that expression someday. That's made funny. That's I funny. Mean, no, I made it. There, there is no fuck you money in this, original. and 
That, that's for sure. That's for sure. But it's it's just always interesting because the way way I look at especially different types of like cryptocurrencies and stuff like that is like where I don't want to I don't want to ever invest um, a, a big chunk of money into something that I would be um, hurt by losing. Right. Where it's like you if you feel it, then it's like, eh, maybe I shouldn't yeah. have done that. Where you it's like, like Furio, yeah. just like Furio said in Sopranos after that club owner bet on the football game and then lost his club to Adriana. Bet with your head, not over it. Yeah. <laughs> so if no you bought if you bought like bitcoins for ten dollars no yeah, five, five years ago and you're like hey i'm just gonna play around uh you know every month i'm gonna put 50 bucks in instead of uh, i don't smoke or something like that so maybe the average smoker maybe spends 50 to 100 bucks a month on that all right i'll put 100 bucks into bitcoin that's 10 bitcoins well if you had bought 10 bitcoins for ten dollars then you're looking at around twenty five thousand dollars right now that's a risky way um, to, to, to break up your funds, too, where you're like, all right, well, I don't smoke, so that's an extra $100 a month I have. I don't do heroin. That's an extra 300 <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, I'm not an no, alcoholic. No, no. That's an extra 200 I don't, I don't have. I, I oh, do I don't have this and that. You know? I, I rarely go motorbiking. I'm a kid, so I can definitely afford this ride. The, the way I look about um, gambling money and stuff along those lines uh, is more entertainment expenses and not investment expenses. Is, is a lottery ticket still a dollar? I don't even know. Yes, like the, their advertising campaign used to be like the most fun you can get for a dollar. Yeah. And uh, it's like, yeah, so if, if you're doing it as an investment, obviously it's not a good investment, right. but neither are the movies. No, I see yeah. it kind of that same way as far as like, you know, if, like stockings, a lot of the time in your stockings, you'll get lottery cards, or at least I do oh, in my like stockings, you'll get like the. Yeah, like the Christmas stockings, like, like $5. I haven't worn stockings or... since I was on the swim team. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not, not those stockings, Christmas stockings. But you get those like $2, $1, $5 scratch-off tickets, and it's fun for a little bit, and then maybe you win a little bit of money. But you're right. There's a difference between that and being like, all right, today's the day. You know, I got my, my you know, fucking Social Security check, and I'm going to parlay yeah. this into a bunch of money through this, you know, wacky seven hearts. Do you know what? anyone who's ever won a significant amount of money in the lottery? I don't. Do you? So my neighbor, when I was growing up, she won either five, five to eight million, somewhere in there. Dang, and, wow. uh, and she was pretty, pretty poor lady with a bunch of kids, so many kids. And it seemed like her kids had kids and they were just everywhere in this big house they owned. And uh, I remember it was in all of the papers. The first thing they did is they all went to Walmart and every member of the family got a cart. And she said, have fun. You know, and this is like 30 kids just running through Walmart, like whatever the fuck you want, it's yours. And uh, she didn't get crazy with the money. She donated her house to the church, um, and uh, it became a church. And then they moved like 40 minutes away to like a normal house. And, and, and as far as I know, she's still okay. Um, and then my dad won $5,000 on a scratch-off one time. And once at work, I, I had two co-workers who constantly uh, were buying lottery tickets. And, and uh, they actually asked me if I wanted to go in uh, with them when they were buying these tickets. Like, you want one too? And they won like... $15,000, and uh, but one guy did, couldn't claim the money because of his, his ex-wife was going to get it, I think. So yeah. like he had the other guy claim his money, and they did some kind of splitteroo sneaky business. But but yeah, I've known a few people who won. It's, 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 when you see somebody win, you're like, ah, did I just miss that investment opportunity? No, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. No. 
<laughs> yeah, you got to look at it as entertainment money because that, that yeah. definitely like that's I think how people get caught up into uh, gambling addictions and 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 things along those lines because it's like oh man I could have I could have bought this or could have paid that off and it would have been like a good a good a good thing if I did that and for me I always look at it as like I just lost this money let's have some fun um, you know like let's play blackjack for a few hours when it's gone it's gone then great if you know we're ready to call it a night or something like that then we walk away with more money great you know but uh, i never look at it as as something that i'm going to get back so uh, having said that i won't i won't spend a significant amount of money uh to the point where i would i would feel it yeah i've only been yeah. to a casino once ever like to gamble and i only brought like 50 bucks and i did the roulette a couple of times and then i did or not roulette whatever the where you or maybe it is roulette the thing where you do like black or red yeah yeah i did that a couple times and i did blackjack and uh and at the end of it i just kind of was like playing like i'll just keep going until i have no money left because this is my 50 dollars entertainment for the night and on the like it got to the point where like i just was almost like oh my god like there's only five dollars left all right let's just let's get this hand over with so i'll be done like it i don't know I, i don't have the gambling bug I like, like it just, a lot. I, it, it depends on the game. Like, it's not the gambling; it's the game that I like. Like, like I don't want to just like bet money. Blackjack and, like, not fun. Uh, I'm not into blackjack. That's just not my thing. Because or I've craps. Had, like, a I did group one of those too. With. I didn't know it was happening um, at all. But poker, Texas Hold'em was always my thing. Whenever I go to Vegas, I sit down and play like a. I buy in for five hundred or a thousand or something, and just play as long as I can play. And usually, that's I, fun. You don't lose your money if you just sit there and play tight, and and sometimes you'll make a little money. Everybody's there playing really tight most of the time. It can be a boring game, but you sit there for four hours, and you can make a little money. Um, I've played roulette before. We were in uh, Chicago, and we found some kind of maybe a tribal casino or something out there, and we went to it. And uh, and and on the way there, we were talking about like what are we gonna do when we get there? Because like half of us aren't 21. We had like T. Martin and a bunch of like 19 year olds with us or something. And uh, Woody didn't want to gamble because he doesn't believe in it. Uh, Woody has never gambled in his life. Um, The idea of, ask Woody if he's ever bet on anything or gambled at all. He's never done it. Um, And uh, and I was like, well, I'll just make it quick. And I put $500 on black, lost, and then we left. That's funny. So (laughs) that was it. Fun night. So roulette, roulette's (laughs) really quick to do that. Um, But I've seen, I've seen a guy. um, (laughs) We were, we were at a bachelor party and. Uh, he was down to his last like 10 or 15 bucks and he just lost like several hundred. And um, I think Phil or someone was like, ah, just put it on 17 or whatever. And uh, so he put it on 17, hit, and then... Nice. And it's like won. 36 times or something? Yeah. And then so he had like a few yeah. few hundred bucks. He's like, screw it. I'm just going to double down till it's gone. And then so he, he went into uh, the high roller room with like the few hundred dollars doubled down on red, doubled down on red, doubled down on red, and he was at like $15,000 after <laughs> like a few. He's like, all right, I'm going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was honestly thinking about that same scenario the other night. I, 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 I was like, because I'm thinking about going on a little vacation. I'd like to go somewhere and do something. I was like, man, it'd be cool to take like some semi-small amount of money and just keep doubling it until I hit a significant amount of money. Like, like maybe five, I feel like $500 is like, would be the the way where I'd want to start. Like like if if I double the the five hundred to a thousand, then that becomes you know we we know how how math works. So it's quickly a lot of money. And but I, here's the thing: like when it comes to odds, it's not going to change for you on roulette. And and I I found that out the hard way, <laughs> where I was like, oh man, so many reds have hit. 
Like yeah. there's gonna there's bound to be like black. A, a black one, right? So I'm like doubling down on black, losing every time. Yep. And I, I'm I like, noticed uh, I noticed that at the fucking uh, the first casino I ever went to, where the roulette machine it had like the past ten rolls or whatever, and it would say on it like seventeen black, uh, twelve red, two red three yeah. red or whatever and it would put like some podunk ridiculous statistic up there like 38 percent of the last 10 roll or of the last 36 rolls or whatever have been black and it's just meant to make you think like then we're due yeah. for red like well, it's, 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 it's a shame that that first roll it's has brilliant. zero impact on the second third zero. Fourth, fifth and sixth and seventh. yeah it's, it's the it's, only it's, thing it's, that i will say if you do go to vegas or something along those lines um if you go and you are playing roulette and you're just betting on red or black, if you play on the standard roulette tables, your odds are going to be less than if you go into the high uh, limit room because the high limit rooms are uh, higher minimums to buy in, but you don't have a double zero. Ah. So you, ha you have a double zero on the, the ones out in the main portion of the casino or main lobby, but not right. in the high... Yes. Two, right? Is it you have a zero and a double zero on yeah. on the other ones, but not in the high roller room. It's, so what does uh, that mean? You can like, your uh, you have it's one, true 50, one 50. option better. It's not well, true. It's, it's not true fifty fifty. It's slightly less, right? But so what is uh, there besides red and black then? There's uh, one zero? Z zero is green and double zero is green. So I'm in the high roller room. I'm there's there's one green. There's one ah. green instead of two. So it's okay. a slight slightly greater. Than less than fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, yeah, it's forty nine five or some shit. But yeah, but yeah that's uh, that you would that'd be a big deal. Uh, like like if you if you gave me the option, I would certainly take the well, wheel with only one green. Yeah. Slot. If you're doubling down, if you're doubling down and you're getting crazy with it or something like that, that little bit of a fraction, if you were to hit double zero, be like, oh god, oh. Yeah. Should have <laughs> been in the other fucking room getting paid. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, I've had to piss so bad, and both of you have gotten it before I could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So did so, you see the thing where, who's it, Kathy Gifford had Trump's severed head oh, in Griffin? her hand? Or, Griffin, is that what it is? I saw it, yeah. Upsetting, not upsetting. I'm trying to... Um, you can't upset me without, like, like so it's going to be a lot. She'd have to actually cut his head off to, to mm. like, actually upset me, right? She'd need a real human head. Um, I thought it was inappropriate. I didn't think it was cool. Uh, it, it, and it doesn't matter who the president is. Even, you know, we, we know who Donald Trump is, but I don't think that she should be able to hold a bloody disfigured head of him. I didn't think it was, um, I didn't think it was appropriate. I didn't think it was, it was funny or interesting or cool. I, I thought it was really... She's a comic, right? Like, she couldn't find some nuance to the situation to exploit in a comedic way. She had to hit you over the head with a head. Uh, I, I'm glad she lost her job. I try to be... So, I, I think she should have lost her job from CNN. I don't know what she did there, but CNN... Oh, let me tell you, like, like, like quickly fill you in. Uh -huh. so, so, she was... So, they, they do the New Year's Eve coverage, you know, right? Where it's just mm -hmm. Kathy Griffin and... Um, Anderson Cooper standing there on mic, like counting right. down the minutes and showing off the festivities. She's wasted every year and hitting on Anderson Cooper to no end. It's hilarious. Yeah. She like okay. gets on her knees like she she's gonna blow job. him. Like she gets on her knees like she's gonna give him a, give him give him a blowjob and he's like whoa like he stepping away. So super, her. super gay, super gay of course. And she knows it. That's the whole point. And right. and the whole time it's just him being awkwardly gay because and not wanting this woman to hit on him and her just being like oh you're just so good looking. You're so good looking. <laughs> That's pretty you know, funny, I just want to be all over you. But and, I, uh, I try to, like, so 
Oh my gosh. So you yeah, people listen to the show have heard me say before. I try to keep my outrage in check with Trump, right? You know, because I felt like with Obama, people's outrage was totally out of check. And I brought up before, like, on his first day in office, he took off his coat jacket and Fox News was going fucking bonkers with how disrespectful it was to work in the White House with his jacket off. Meanwhile, that's normal. They just, it was a complete invented outrage, right? Uh, he wore a tan suit one day. He, like, he does all these things that are just nothing burgers and they go ballistic over it. So... Uh, I'm like, so is are, are they doing the opposite here? You know, is this a nothing burger? And I feel like, so Ted Nugent said Obama should suck on his machine gun, right? And Ted Nugent, you know, plays out these murder fantasies on stage of how he's going to kill Obama and what he's going to do about this and that. And no one says a word. You know, they say Ted's kind of a dick, but they don't go, they, they didn't go, they didn't react to that in the same way that they reacted to Kathy Griffin. Is that what it is? And, um, you know, she she's issued an apology, and she's a comic, and I'm really, like, when a comedian makes a rape joke, and then suddenly everyone is like, oh my god, you can't say that, I'm usually on the side of... What if a comedian joke, a comedian holds up a disembodied bloody vagina, and talks about, you know, like, like it, that, that's, the, that's the difference here, it's not, mm -hmm. she didn't make a joke about cutting his head off. Yeah, but he just head. said that, right? Where uh, Ted Nugent just said that. I'm, I'm, I say just said that, but, like, if he held up a, uh, you know, a decapitated head of President Obama, I think that'd have a different response, right? He held up right? an AK, I don't know if it was an AR-15 AK-47, but he held up, you know, a big black scary gun, put it between his legs, and said, Obama can suck on his machine gun, or whatever it was, AK. That sounds to me more like a gun right stance than a, than a threat, though, right? Like... No, I, I, I think there's more to it, you know, I, I think he said he Maybe, a little implied the there. Stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think people suck on guns. I... I it was mm, uh, well, in Japan. <laughs> they do. I've I've brought. Let me tell you about crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I can make a bong out of anything. You a, a condom fits right over the end of a Glock 17. <laughs> does it really? Yeah. Isn't that a does. thing that they use? That they an do American condom does. <laughs> Is it? Isn't that a thing but, where they put a condom over the end of a gun for some purpose? Yeah, or is that something I made up? Well, or am I thinking of that? It's a serial killer movie where he put a plastic bag on it. No, there's pictures of guys in like Vietnam and pictures of guys, uh, I think maybe on D-Day, like like That's going in is. and they got the rubbers on the ends of the rifle, right? Yep, you're right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know how to, what to think of Kathy's innovation. Thing, but I, 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 I feel like they're drumming up a little outrage out of a, comedian, a comedian's joke that fell flat. I, I, I don't care uh, about what happens to her. Really, I don't really have a dog in the fight i guess but but mm. when i saw the image i i was like that it was seems a bloody a head time. right it was like yeah, yeah. and, and, and then, really, I saw, like, chelsea, uh, then i saw chelsea clinton jump in like like attacking and i was like all right I, it, it's safe to be on this side of this argument that that, that wasn't cool like, like it really i think because it's a president i i, I don't like it. it was it was an outright threat against I mean, she had his disembodied really a threat was it really a no threat? I, I don't think that she's yeah, gonna it go wasn't a threat. but it's her saying that i'd like it if his head was cut off yeah, that's what, that's what Ted Nugent says, too, though. And, and no one seemed to... Get, yeah, Hollywood sweetheart, Ted Nugent. Who, you, know. <laughs> you know what it called? Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, Ted Nugent. dollars bigger come star, to your house. Ted Nugent or Kathy, can't remember Kathy her Griffin name. By a factor of Kathy Griffin by a huge amount. Oh, yeah, really? she's Ted big. Yeah. $15,000 to get at your house. That's his quote. Yeah, Ted Nugent's not a big guy anymore. But yeah, the, the whole head thing, it was kind of shitty. Like, just, you know, not a... 
it, it wasn't very funny and it wasn't saying anything that like, oh, wow, finally someone with the ball, finally a comedian speaking out against Trump. We'd waited months and and finally one of these people had a unique and, and uh, uh, worthwhile opinion about it. Like now more with Kathy Griffin. To me, the outrage over her is every bit as silly as, you know, the, the things that they got outraged about Obama about. She's equivalent to Ted Nugent and should be minimized as such. It's I think not nearly as big a deal as everybody like, like, is. People think yeah, Ted crazy. Nugent's been excised from that community. Nobody he, he wanted, got invited to the White House be, after he said he very, wanted to kill Obama, right? Like Trump brought him in immediately. Because he's, he, he's, he's, he's pretty far to the edge of the right wing. I, I guarantee he's, he's friends with... Um, Who's the guy from uh, Breitbart um, that, that's uh, that's with Trump? What's it? Bannon. I Thanks, guarantee, yeah. like he's a Bannon contact, right? Like I've never met Ted, but I know people who have met him, and they say he's a real nice guy. And uh, you know, his thing is, you know, he likes to get helicopters and shoot machine guns and stuff. And yeah, he likes hog hunting, right? Yeah, yeah. Thing. So, so, so I've got a few things in common with him, I guess. I, I don't. I he gets vocal on stage. I'm not going to defend Ted Nugent. What am I doing? I, At I don't the care end of the what day, he says. Who, who fucking I just cares think about I don't think these little things? Like yeah, these stunts. Like I don't, I don't That's really care either way. Too. I, I feel like the care meter got spiked, got pegged to a hundred on her yeah. thing, and um, that didn't well, happen it's, before. I just try to keep I mean, them balanced. Well, who I mean, made the decision, right, to fire her? Who was pressing it? Like, like I, it, like because CNN fired her. It, you know that that's. That's not a right wing thing. Like it, it seems like everybody all the way around thought that it was inappropriate. Like I said, Chelsea Clinton. You can't get any more left than, than Chelsea Clinton, right? You can't get anyone who who dislikes know. Trump any more than Chelsea Clinton. I don't think. I wouldn't imagine you could. And yeah, I wouldn't think. I, I would have to imagine that, that on that list of people who hate Trump, Chelsea Clinton is very, very high. Yeah, on top it. tier. And even top tier. She's ten but, prestige Trump hater. Yeah. Either way, like I. I don't think Kathy Kathy Griffin. The only thing I when I think of her and she jumps in my head is how fucking annoying her character is in Seinfeld when she always has to come up and bother Jerry and show him Jerry. Jerry, yeah. I gotta show you this and that. Like, I know you wanted that one barbecue. I know you wanted that one barbecue. Oh, you just bringing that up pisses me off because this one is way better. The, the locals like this in Nashville so much more. And it's like no, no, I, I got it because of the bit. Bit you know? because of the way the bottle was shaped. You dumb redheaded cunt. Yeah, <laughs> our, her voice is a bit annoying, but I've always had kind of a crush on Kathy Griffin. I think she's hot. Uh, not anymore. Really? She, at this point, uh -huh. she's like sixty, but she really held it together. Hard sixty. Yeah, hard 60. <laughs> but but you got to keep in mind, like like ten years ago at fifty, it was a real she good was fifty. Top ten percent. It was yep. it was full on. It was plastic surgery and no, lots of makeup, and uh, she works out like a fiend because her body is is, is nice. Um, so so I, and I like redheads. Um, so so I've always I, I, I could get over the voice, I guess. Um, Must but it be is hard very to find a crazy redhead. <laughs> I don't know any right now. Uh. I, I think that but if but if anyone else well does oh, last ad yeah, yeah I like yeah. that Taylor let me uh, after I do this ad let me go to the bathroom so before I uh, piss on myself though sure <laughs> <clears throat> tell everyone about Squarespace this episode of Painkiller Already is sponsored by our friends over at Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or an online store, you can make your next move with Squarespace. They use easy-to-use tools. You can create beautiful websites with Squarespace's all-in-one platform. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade, ever. You can create beautiful websites or online stores with an award-winning template. Squarespace's award-winning templates are the most beautiful way to present your ideas online. Squarespace offers uh, a unique domain experience that's fully transparent and simple to set up. They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Squarespace is used by a wide range of uh, creatives and people, including musician, musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, and more. 
Everybody needs their own corner of the internet today, so get started and start your free trial today at squarespace.com slash PKA to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com slash PKA. Begin the next move in your career today with Squarespace. Make a thing happen. Go to Squarespace, yeah. get it started. Yep. It's way easier than you think, and it's going to make the whole process super simple. You know, don't waste time. You know, going through somebody else for your website. If you're starting something new, just do it yourself. You're going to be so much happier and better off in the pocketbook if you do. There it is. Okay. Yep. Is this the thing I've been waiting for? It's, well, we got to wait for Kyle to get back from peeing because ah. because he, as we know, he is probably number two in Bible knowledge on this show. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no. Your 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 proximity to to your your parents probably uh, has you at two. I don't num- know. <laughs> I'm pretty bad. I would guess Richard's too right now. Richard, do you know your Bible? Do you know the word of the Lord, son? Uh, I grew it like I. My memory's so shot. I used to. Um, oh, like, he has really- strayed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. Kid? I was, I was, I was born. I was born like baptized Catholic. My mom. Um, it was very like adamant about me. You know, just not resisting church like maybe other members of the family or, you know, friends and stuff. And she's like, Hey, you know, just you, f- you figure out what works for you and everything. And so I, I found a little cobblestone Baptist church, which is down the road from our farm. And they were extremely vocal. Uh, we had like maybe a 10 minute sermon and the rest of it was like an hour, uh, hour and a half of singing in choir. And so I was just like, I loved it, man. I loved going in there singing and everything. And, you know, we had Bible study and, and stuff along those lines. But whenever I got out of, uh, you know, middle school, I, I started going to church with uh, my, my girlfriend at the time in high school. And just, it was more of a, it, was, it wasn't really about going. Did you find learning. going to church with your girlfriend made it harder to get laid? No. No. Mm. I had a friend who it, had quite that. the opposite. He had yeah, that, he had that problem. Rationalize your decision. Like yeah. every time they went in there, like she'd come out like wanting to be a virgin again. Oh, the like, opposite. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. <laughs> no. like, here, let me kneel real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of getting on your knees in the Christian religion. Trust me. Like, like you want to get laid, you find yourself a Christian chick. They're they're the regular roll. Huh. I I think the ones that have the the very repressive um you know ideologies like like. My my uh, ex girlfriend uh, went to Catholic school and everything, and she she's still like I, I would say spiritual uniform. religious, but but that 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 really makes them soon as they get out just go buck wild like yeah oh like, yeah like all those girls who got or not all of them that's too much a lot of those girls who got like over handled with the Bible stuff of like you gotta be pure you gotta be this you can't you know you don't want to be with boys they're dirty like they just go banana all the in dicks. high school or in college exactly and, I've yeah. heard this this exact scenario so many times because you if you're in that Catholic girls school with a bunch of other girls and you spend so much time learning that that cock is is something that we need to stay the fuck away from no matter what like they're all like I, yeah. I kind of want some cock it's not just that because if it's a girl Me school, too. If it's a girl's school, it's going to be like, all right, well, we, we're having our fucking dance where we're meeting up with this all-boys school or this co-ed school and they all mingle together and do your dance. And so a lot of those girls, I would assume, 
I don't know. Like I have my male mindset of like sex, 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 sex. <laughs> and that theirs is obviously different. But you would think that there's some pressure of like, oh, this is our like dance night and we're with a bunch of boys. Let's get it done. You know, I don't want to be the one who doesn't who doesn't, you know, have a story on Monday yeah. or whatever the case may be. But who knows? That's also speculation. Do you no, guys know good. anything about about uh Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. Isaac and his sons, Jacob and Esau. No, they sound like Bible names. They are absolutely <laughs> Bible names. They were Jews, and uh, or maybe this was before the whole. No, nah, they were definitely Jews. Hebrews. Oh, Hebrews, yes. So basically, this is Old Testament, and so if you hear anything in this, where you're like, that doesn't sound like Jesus. Be like, settle down. Like it hasn't changed yet. Uh, you know, it, it'll come around to that. So basically, this is when old school rules apply. Isaac, he was old. He was dying. It was in Jesus, way before Jesus' days. And so this is when it was like, oh, you had your kid and you were 72 when you had him because people lived to be super old then. And <laughs> of course they did. And in the Bible, yeah, they lived to be hundreds of years old. I and had so, no idea. Yeah, people like lived very, very long back then. And so like it was like, oh, Isaac beget whoever when he was 82. They're like, whatever it is. And Isaac, was he knew he was going to die soon. And so he's laying in his dying bed. And he goes, you know, to his son Esau, the older one, who is known for being big and hairy and the, the huntsman. And he goes, Esau, I don't know when I'm going to die. I need you to go out. I need you to hunt for some game and then make me a delicious meal. Bring it to me. I'll eat it. And then I'll give you a blessing. I'll bless you this day forward, you know. And so Esau is like, all right, absolutely. I have to go do this because this isn't like a blessing of like, you know, you know, hail Mary, no. full of grace. This is like this is a real deal blessing. Like it's an actual. Think of there it like some a anointing. Spell. Yeah, this was not a. I give you good luck. It was like a spell of power, basically. Think of it. Because like, let me ask you, like, like the who's the character who's in the bed dying? His name is Isaac. Isaac is like tight with God, right? So a blessing from yeah. Isaac is de facto a blessing from God in in some ways. Yeah, I just you need to establish to get the the intensity of the story that this is a blessing of like I bless you to be guaranteed to go on and do great shit and be successful. Oh, that's not way a, better than sneezing. Yes, it's not a bless you child. You know now I die. <laughs> and so and so as he tells Esau this, Esau's in there and he goes, okay, I, I promise you, father, I'm gonna go get that get that game, make you a meal, bring it back. Rachel, who was one of Isaac's wives. Uh, or Rebecca, sorry, who was one of Isaac's wives, was outside of this room, and she heard that. And so she goes to her son, Jacob, and she goes, Jacob, he's about to give away this blessing, and Esau's out there hunting. We got to work. We got to go right now. We got to get this blessing right now. You go. You find. You get two animals from our, our stock. Bring them in here. I'll kill them. I'll make the meal real quick, and then you go deliver it to him. And Jacob goes, that's all well and good. I'd love to usurp that blessing, but problem is I am a smooth man. And Esau is hairy. Even if, even though Isaac is going blind, he's still gonna gonna recognize me. This speaks volumes to the intellectual capacity of people back in this day. No, hang on, let me jump in because I got a theory sure, as to how ahead. this could be true. I think that he's blind, right? I, I think that the father is Isaac blind is so at this point. so old that he's going like he's like having to squint. He can barely see anything. He can't see them, so he knows his sons by touch. He, you know, you take a just like remember Ray Charles. You know, he 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 had to he had to get rid of the fatties, right? So when he met a woman, he'd take her hand and he'd wrap his hand around her wrist, not her hand, and he could tell by putting his hand around her wrist if this lady was fat or not. So yeah. I think we got a similar thing here. He's so feeling for that hairy arm, and he it's knows who he's kind of like that where. Jacob goes, I'm, I'm a smooth man. My brother's hairy. He's going to know. She, Rebecca's like, no, no excuses. We're making sure you get this blessing because you're my only kid. And so we, we're not letting this hairy fucker Esau get it. And so he goes, fine. He goes and he gets the, the animals, brings them back, slaughter them. She's cooking them up. 
And he goes, I'm not, when I go in there, there's, he's still going to know it's me. Like, it's my voice. I'm not Harry. And so she goes, I'm an, go get two goat skins and drape it over your neck and then over your hands. Over your hands. Yucky. As if feeling goat skin on someone's hands, is, whatever. And so he <laughs> puts the goat skin on. He goes into Isaac's, uh, Isaac's hut. And he goes, Father, I'm, I'm here. And he, and he ah, Esau, is that you, my son? You, you sound of Jacob. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. It's definitely me. Definitely me, Esau, the guy you told to get food. Oh, well, I did tell you that. And you know, and Jacob wasn't around. I trust you. Come, come closer. Come closer. And he touches his hands with his old man fingers. And he goes, ah, my donkey-handed son is here. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my hairy, hairy ah, Worf, son. you've come back to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, oh, you're here, you're here. Well, all right, give me my food. And so, so he sits down, he starts feeding Isaac the food, helping him eat, gets Isaac some wine, lets him, lets him drink it. And, and after he finishes it, Isaac goes, are, are you really Esau? Because <laughs> even, this, <laughs> even this blind man was not convinced by this masterful ruse. And, and he goes, yeah, yeah, you're, I'm definitely Esau. And so he goes, you sound just like Jacob, though. Like, you sound just <laughs> like him. Like, I'm blind, not deaf. And he goes, okay, give me one more stroke of the hands. He gets one more hand stroke, and he goes, all right, I'm good. I, I, I believe it's Esau now. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he gets one more, uh, one more hands <laughs> of Esau touch, and... Isaac goes, all right, prepare for your blessing. And he says, I want to find the actual blessing here so you and can so hear he what it was. Over. Yeah. So he said, come near me and kiss me, my son. And so he kissed him, his son. He smelled Esau's furs and the hunt huntsmen upon him. So he was comfortable giving the blessing. And this is the blessing. He said, see, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. Wow. That's you, you a cover, powerful you, blessing. You yeah. cover a lot of bases with that. Wow. Mm. A lot those of bases. who don't like you, they're fucked. Those who are tight with you, oh, those go, they, they get risen up too. Oh. Everything you want is yours. You even smell good, bro. You smell it, nice. It facilitates an awesome dope life for him. And so as Jacob is leaving, you know, like 30 yards away, Esau's coming in with the stuff that he just hunted <laughs> and, and, and cooked and made. Like he fucking slaughtered stuff out there, made a pot, made a fire, made all this shit. And, <laughs> and, and Jacob and is like, is like taking those furs off real quick, throwing them behind the hut and then running back into the house behind his mom. And Esau walks up and he, he goes into to Isaac's tent. Esau goes, Father, arise, arise, eat of this meal I've prepared for you so that you may bless me. And Isaac, with that look on his blind, you know, oh, I've been hoodwinked face goes, but who was it that brought me food just a moment ago? I've already given your blessing. Who was that? And of course, Esau's like, are you shitting me? Like, are you, are you shitting me? Like, someone already came and get this? Like, there's only so many of us in the world right now. It had to be Jacob. Was it a woman? Was it a woman? No, then it was Jacob. It was fucking Jacob. There's not a lot of us here. So I narrowed it down. So, and, and so he, he says to his father, Isaac, he says, you know what? Okay, I understand. Like, I, I, he's, he's violent, like shaking. He's so mad, but he goes, Father, you must have another blessing. You must have another backup blessing. Yeah, does he have shortage of blessings? Gonna... He just says them. That's the thing. 
he says, you know, Father, please bless me. Please give me a blessing. I need something. I've done this for you. And Isaac, like a fucking Radio Shack, no returns, no matter what employee, is sitting there going, I'm sorry. I can't. There is no more blessing for you. There's none. I can't give it. And Esau's yeah. like, this is ridiculous. Like, you can just give me a blessing. And Isaac, apparently being clued into God, is like, no. The words have been said. Uh, the spell has been cast. Your, your brother is blessed, and you are not. You and want me to go to God and tell him I didn't recognize my own son that I was trying to bless? You think he's going to give me some more blessing mojo if I tell <laughs> yeah. him I gave the wrong fucking son of mine the, 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 the blessing? Yeah. Never the again word. will he give me mojo. <laughs> He'll never give me another blessing privilege when he finds out that I gave it to literally the only other person that I could have accidentally given it to. 100% <laughs> and, so, and so basically, Isaac eventually says to his son Esau, he says, I, I'm so sorry, I can't bless you. And he tells him this. He says, uh, uh, what then can I do for you, my son? Have you but, oh, he's asking, have you but one blessing, my father? And Isaac says, behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from, his, from your neck. And so he didn't only not get a blessing, he got like a spelled out prescription for how much his relative or his ancestors are going to have to serve Jacob, the shitty brother who stole who stole his inheritance from him, that blessing, which is basically the inheritance that you get from a godman. Hey, that's not where the Arabs came from, is it? Uh, or is that a different chapter. Bible story? This is okay. a later chapter. Yes, yes. I think that might be Cain and Abel you're thinking of. Um, I but, thought that was the black uh, people. Esau and oh, maybe. But yeah, that was there'll be more to this story as I continue with Isaac and Jacob in later chapters. But man, like I had to I had to reread it to like get the full story again today because I haven't thought about it in a long time. Yeah, I remember I that would be the goat skin. Livid. Livid if I was Esau and I found out that I didn't even like I someone stole my blessing and then also I don't even get like a thanks for coming blessing. Like so you're the way my preacher success. The way my preacher explained that is, is um, he said he was blind, of course, and that those goat skins, like, it's not just about feeling the hair, but he had the scent, that, that like, the huntsman's scent from those goat skins he was wearing. He smelled like the right sun in, in the hoodwinking portion of the story. And, of course, they weren't, like, goat skins with, like, goo on the other side, so there's no confusion. You know, it's like, it was more like a fur blanket. Yeah. Mm. But, man, like, insult to injury. Being not that any like of this ever happened, of course. <laughs> no, but yeah, if you pretend it does, then it makes this it more is like, fun. This is no different than us discussing that episode of House of Cards, right? Like, and then <laughs> yeah. he fucking pushed her in front of the subway train, and he became the president. Dude, but this is so much Spoiler cooler. alert, season this two. Is, <laughs> this is so much cooler than House of Cards, because their story, the stories are because old as shit. True? Oh, my bad. Like, it's <laughs> so old that it's like, I don't know, you can see morality, like, almost forming. And, like, yeah. the way, like, back then... It clearly was not the God yet of the New Testament, which is like the omnipotent, omniscient, good God who's trying to like help out and shit. Like this is still when it's like just getting started. This is Genesis 27, I think. I wrote it down. Yeah, Genesis 27 is this story. So it's real early on, and they're still in that mode of like our tribal deity, you know? So even God, like when he finds out like, oh, hey, I, sorry, God, I accidentally gave the wrong blessing. Can you give me another one? Even God is like a, a fickle tribal God of like, no, you fucked it up. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's suffer. a smaller god. He's definitely a smaller god. He's not lord of the universe and commander of the stars. He's more like that guy we're really tight with who does a little magic. Yeah, it's it's it, he does a little magic. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about thirty seconds of regret, there, son. 
Yeah. <laughs> Men for ages will experience that. <laughs> Man, this, these Bible stories, it's the only way to live a good life. <laughs> I still want to hear like uh, some th- th- more about Jonah and the whale because I don't think I actually ever heard ha- heard or have read the the the, the Bible verses like no, like the real, real st- do you want me to tell you uh, Jonah? Um, no, because I I know the basic story, I, 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 but 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 I want to. Are you prepared to tell the story of Jonah? I, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, know, I, I know enough about Jonah <laughs> to 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 say it. Maybe you can fill stuff in. So basically, Jonah is was one of those prophets, right? where prophets had a ton of power back then. They were just God's messengers. And so God went to Jonah and said, hey, I need you to go to Nineveh and tell them that literally everything they're doing in their lives every day is evil, and if they don't stop, I'm going to destroy this entire city and kill all of them. And Jonah goes, honestly, there's not a good track record of people who show up in Nineveh telling them not to do this shit. (laughs) Like, almost, like, literally, yeah, all of them die. They all get crucified or murdered or something horrible or drawn and quartered. Like, I'm not going to go be that guy in Nineveh. Screw that. And so, obviously, Jonah is like, I'm running away. I'm running away from God and from home. And so, he goes down to the docks, pays a fee to get on there, doesn't fully explain who he is. Uh, they, they know he's a prophet, but they're not of the Judeo, the Jewish, Jewish religion. And so, they don't really care. You know, they're doing their own thing. They say, all right, come on board. He hops on board. They start sailing across just away from Nineveh. He doesn't know where he's going. He's just trying to get away from Nineveh. They get out there in the middle of the waters, and the most heinous storm breaks out That to the point that even though Jonah is down below, everybody up top is throwing a fit. They're freaking out. They're all like weathered sailors trying to survive, and Jonah's down there sleeping. And so someone comes down there and goes, Jonah, you're sleeping. Like, this isn't, you know, a fucking Ramada 2,000 years from now. you got to get up here and help out. Like, this is getting out of control. Come on, come on. And so he goes up there, and the whole time, it's like it's like Jonah is the guy who clogged the toilet that nobody knows it was him, and he's yeah. trying to help clean up the mess to where he's like, you know, he knows it's him, and he's, he's like, yeah, it is totally gross. Like, what, who did this? And, like, trying to clean it up. <laughs> and he's trying to help. And eventually, they're like... Uh, they they get clued in a little bit more because they realize Jonah you you ran so you you were running away from responsibility with your god, like you had to do something for your god and you said no and you ran away and now you're on this boat with us <laughs> in the ocean, you did that and Jonah's like I know like hindsight's twenty twenty, <laughs> <laughs> and so Jonah is like I'm I'm so sorry about this guys like I I'm still a man of my god and and so. You know, we gotta, we gotta, we'll, we'll do, we'll work on something else. You know, let's throw everything overboard first. And so they start throwing everything overboard that they don't need to survive for like one more day to get to shore. It's still not enough to keep them afloat. And so they start casting lots, which is just rolling dice to see who is going to be the person that they throw overboard because they have run out of weight and they have to get this. It's either one of us dies for sure or we all end up dying. And so they cast lots. And as they're doing it, Jonah's like, stop. I'm jumping off the boat. This is my fault. As soon as I jump off, you guys should be okay. God wants me, not you. And they're like, like doing that thing of like, oh man, are you sure? Like, hey, like, please don't. <laughs> hey, you come back here, Jonah. Don't you make us twist your arm? You know, as he's like <laughs> jumping over into the water. And so he jumps over into the water. Instantly, instantly, storm subsides, stops. What happens beneath the waters that you don't know? All the people that were on the boat. Are just you know they continue about their merry way, having been basically transitively proselytized to that the Jewish God is the true God, and so it's hey, scary. You know, 
and very, very frightening, which is important in tribal gods. Mm. They, go on out, they go on out. Jonah's in the water. God sends a giant fish, not a whale, because they didn't know that whales were not giant fish. They sent a giant fish, swallows up Jonah. That's the part that everybody's familiar with. For three days and three nights, he lived in the fish's stomach. Basically, in like, if you look at ancient drawings of this, you see what they imagined these beasts' stomachs to look like. Almost like, uh, like Woody's East Sunroom is what one of these things <laughs> look like. Like just a very nice, spacious, you know, not too many organs, you know, mucking up the works, crowding it. It's just very, very nice. And so right. he stayed there three days and three nights until eventually the fish vomits him back up pretty much right where he left off as a way for God to be like, oh, look who's back. <laughs> and so throws him up. God tells him again. He goes, hey, Jonah, so we're not, we're not going to get into stuff. We both know what you did. You tried to run away. Like, I figured you knew I was God, and I would find you. Like, this, this is a lesson that you should have known. You are a prophet. Um, seriously, though, I need you to get to Nineveh and tell them that everything <laughs> that you're doing is going to cause them imminent death. I will destroy them if they don't stop having sex and sacrificing animals to Baal or whatever, you know, other gods that they were, you know, golden calves and the like. And this time, Jonah's like, I, I have no option. I got to go. I got to go to Nineveh. So he goes to Nineveh. As he gets there, um, this is almost like a, a bit of a Shyamalan twist to this story. He goes in. Gets up on his pedestal, shaking so nervous because he knows what happened to every other person who goes into Nineveh and says, right, like, get, like, it'd be like going on Bourbon Street and trying and like stealing beers out of people's hands. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, you're, someone's going to, you know, bottle you or something. And so he gets up there, starts spreading the word, saying, guys, if you don't stop, God's going to kill all of you forever and your city will be gone. Mir miraculously. All of them look around and almost have a communal, like, well, we had a good run, didn't we, Nineveh? Like, we <laughs> really got raucous, quite a bit of debauchery, sex, animals, the whole nine, you know, but let's, let's call it quits. This is the same guy who got swallowed by a whale, according to that other fisherman who, you know, we all trust Jeff, right? So, <laughs> so, and so then they all actually listen. The whole city of Nineveh takes it to heart. And says, we are going to follow God. We're going to get rid of this sin. And so at the end of it, Jonah comes out looking like a real retard. Because the whole time, God knew that Nineveh was going to come around. And it was almost like it was a test for Jonah's faith. You know? But it does seem like they only came around because Jonah defied God and, and experienced the whole whale thing. And, and let some, some Nineveh or wherever the fuck people see that God was real, right? Ah, but you can't look that far into it. God cheated his own system. Like, like he, he's up there like, no, I'm not going to fucking make any magic for you to see so you'll worship me. Well, I might yeah. this time, though. Just, uh, maybe this time. It's, he, he's ridiculous like that, that God. You know, he's always doing the pulling Because if he really wanted us to sign on board, right, he, all he's got to do is show up. Like, I, I don't even need, like, a seminar. Like, like, this doesn't have to be, like, a Tony Robbins thing where it goes on for hours and I'm in the audience like, yeah, he's really winning me over. Like, I need a paragraph from this guy. Yeah. Just just make a make an appearance, be like, float down. <laughs> How are you gonna... pulling all this out, though? Like, like where, like, did you, like, do you, like, into Bible study? Or did you go to a, a like, what? How did you just pull that out? Oh, um. These are things so Taylor knows. I went to, I went to a private school, like a religious school for a lot when I was younger. And so I knew, I know all the boilerplate tales and mm. such, cause I've been told them so many times. Yep. And I, as I was like in mid teens, late teens, I got more into like looking into it, trying to figure it out. And so I just like read through the Bible and 
and you know you pick a lot of it up when when you read it and then yeah. if you actually get an interest in it it's like this is you know these are pretty interesting stories it, like, i don't know any of it really or remember any of it i guess yeah, you could say so you could be making you for second most knowledgeable in the yeah. podcast <laughs> you right? coloring books for this stuff like <laughs> you, you really could, hammer home these points and the reason you could be making this. shit up for all i know but you said it was such conviction uh-huh. and like like just your like pacing on it and everything i'm like oh yeah may- well may- maybe that did happen yeah. maybe it did maybe it did man fuck man i, 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 I mean, was gonna maybe it was a i was gonna whale. go lobstering in august but fuck it now i ain't going near the ocean <laughs> he slipped shit in there and he's like yeah, hindsight's 2020 and i'm like they said that well i guess he said yeah, okay yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a lot of, of modern phrases in the bible yeah, you guys you know? i mean you don't know about what do you so think tell me about, about jesus huh. <laughs> tell me well jesus you could go on <laughs> because lots of tales about that guy and uh uh, but yeah, these these obscure, more Old Testament tales, you can tell most of them. And if you get like 20% of it wrong, most people have no fucking idea. Like maybe one person will be like, actually, it was a, a, a different, uh, that was Elisha, not Elijah in that mm-hmm. story or something like that. But anyway, Didn't that's Elijah enough. become Elijah? No, Elisha is Elijah's protege. Bruce became okay. Which, which who was the guy whose name changed when he when he when he, when when God when God came into his life? Like like he just became uh, another Saul, guy. Saul became Paul. Okay, thank you. That's yeah, a New so. Testament thing. Yeah, I knew the names sounded alike. It was like they didn't change it much, you know. Yeah. So. Saul used to persecute <laughs> Christians, and then God came to him, changed him into Paul. Then he became one of the great proselytizers, you know, of of the era. But the, the end. Not not the end. There's a lot more pages. Just <laughs> <laughs> books and books. Right. Yeah, God's pretty yeah. shitty in that in that in that book. Like he's always playing favorites. Like like modern oh, Christianity yeah. is all about how God loves all of us, all of us so much. Like they they hammer that home endlessly. God loves you so much, you you, and no matter what you do, He'll still love you that much. That's why He gave His only Son, just just so you wouldn't have to sacrifice a goat to ensure that you get to go to His everlasting kingdom of heaven. That's what it was all about, you know, because you. And your evil sin that's part of you. And it's like, yeah, but there's plenty of times in there that he was a real dick, right? Like like just like a like a like a petulant child. Uh, yeah. a guy who like played favorites to the point where like if you saw that happen in politics, you'd be like, ah, oh, this is fucking horseshit. Like who was the <laughs> warrior king who was who like you you told the story before. There's the warrior king, maybe David. Is David, it David yeah. who sends the, the soldier off to war so he can get with the guy's wife? Yeah. And God's like, you know, all, all's fair in love and war, I guess, saith the Lord. Like, God like shows. <laughs> so is this a regular thing you guys do? Occasionally, uh, once a month. Yeah, least, every yeah. once in a while. I'll, I'm gonna start doing it more because I think they're fun. <laughs> yeah, Bible stories good. That I mean, like, I, like there was no like hesitation, no like lull in that story. I was like, oh wow, well, he's got of- notes. Should I see <laughs> something? Not for I not for Jonah. I, had I know. To you, yeah, you knew Isaac Jonah notes. But, yeah. Um, yeah, God fucked up on accident a lot <laughs> in the Bible. No, you can see, like, one of his first fuck-ups with the Tower of Babel, where everybody on Earth was speaking the same language and was working together to build the Tower to Heaven, and God saw it, and it was almost like he built a custom Civ game, and he's like, damn it, I forgot to set the settings right, and now everybody's getting along. Uh, all right, uh, break up the languages, go in different areas. Okay, all right, we're good. And yep. so there's just a part of the Bible where it clearly he fucked up and they were all speaking French or whatever. And so he had to like invent a bunch of shit and break everybody up, get them, get them fighting. Otherwise, God it's just a peaceful mistakes. story. 
the whole way through, God makes mistakes and errors, and he plays favorites, and he's jealous, and he's angry, and he's wrathful, and he's petty. Petty to no end when you consider that he's supposed to be a god. Like, he's petty for us. He is petty for a human being. It's, uh, those are the upsetting parts. He's a jealous Bible. god. Yeah. He is a jealous... And, and you hear that, and in, 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 I'm, I'm saying this for you other two's sake, like, these are things you hear in church. He is a jealous god. He is it, a wrathful like God. Like you need to know. Aren't a couple of them just about loving? Thou shalt not worship false idols. Enough. Yeah, no other gods, no idols. Shall come before me. Uh, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like honor the Sabbath. Um, no murder, no stealing. See now those um, I can get on board don't with, but adulterate my wife. It seems like you know <laughs> two or three of those things are just about loving me more. Like if they yeah, are like, commandments, like 30% of them are devoted to just fucking... So much really of the Bible is... is there's there are, so there much are fluff in that moments, list. <laughs> there are huge moments in the Bible where like everything stops because, because God doesn't feel loved enough. Like like Moses comes down with the Ten Commandments, right? And, and, and they're down there worshiping the calf, and he smashes them. It, there's there's tons of like just people getting angry and like going... Like, like, like what did God... I always wondered, like, how did God feel about that, right? Like when Moses smashes the Ten Commandments. Like, nah, he like, made new ones. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he mm. made him new. Like, but it, it, it betrays the time, you know, because it's like back in the day, you didn't want your tribal god to be the all-loving, all-caring, wants everybody as part of your group. Like, no, yeah. you want your god to be the insular, containing, we are powerful, we are mighty, fear us kind of god. Because guaranteed those Ammonites over there, their god doesn't want anything to do with you. Fucking their Hittites. god is a ferocious war god who wants them to succeed and, and drink your blood or whatever. So like... To be tribal like that, you need a god that's fierce. And yeah, see, there that, you that's go why again. You got, you got stories about the walls of Jericho and like what what we did to the I say we what the what the Hebrews did to the Hittites and the, all of those. It, when when God decided that you were no good, and then He got behind His people. Like there's just story after story of like cities being smoked, and and God will like enumerate like what He wants done. He won't just be like they're against us; they must die. He'll be like and their children. And they're goats. Yeah. And if you see a baby goat that was born on that morn, and he is, then he was born to evil, so you slaughter the baby goat as you would the adult goat. And he's like all this backwards talking that's like a metaphor for kill everything and everyone and salt the fields. Like, yeah. he's not a friendly kumbaya kind of god. He's like you said, he is, he's a war god. You know? and, and more often than not, he's all about destroying our enemies or protecting us. Yeah. But then when, they you get in, when you get into like the well, it was the Eastern Roman Empire with Constantine, and he politicized Christianity as the official religion of the empire. I wonder that was that was post that was post Jesus. Because Constantine, when it was more like everybody come into our our fold and be a part of our team because I I have this vast empire, and so obviously it's better if we can try and get everybody on the same page with some of this shit. You know, I it, from the stories, it almost seems like Constantine was like like maybe in like a fever dream was converted for reals though, right? Because because he saw the the cross in the air, right? Yeah, and, he, uh, before and he the rode next, into battle. And then he rode into battle the next day with the crosses on his shields, I think, and they fucking won when they weren't supposed to win. And he was like, oh, Rome is Christian now. Yeah. <laughs> then you get the, yeah. then the popery leads from there. Yep. The papacy. Not the kind that smells good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> popery. That's funny. <laughs> the kind that fondles children, not the kind that smells nice in your grandma's house. I feel like the popes aren't actually fondling children. They delegate. I bet the work. old ones were. Oh, those old popes, popes were like fucking vicious warlords. Like there are some scary popes back in the day. There were popes torturing people and 
and and fucking bitches. Like, there's been all kinds of hardcore popes. Some of the popes, <laughs> were, like through history, were like like if there's a list of the top hundred people, most powerful pe- human beings of all time for their era, considering all those things. Like, you know, if there's if there's a point in history where there's 20 million people in existence and this guy ruled over six million of them, then he's a lot more powerful than Donald Trump is today, probably. Right? Like, he just had he had complete sway over one third of the population of human yeah, beings. Yeah. He's, just, he's more powerful Trump by a just fact. Just has influence. Yeah, and some of those popes fall into that category. Like guys who were, they're like, yeah, he's the Pope. He talks to God. That's where he just came from. He was talking to God. He's going to relay that to us, and we either do it or we burn in hell for all eternity. It's pretty simple around here. You know, if you're living like that, then eh, kings and queens bow down to the Pope. In the church, like I... I wish I could know what their real, true, honest feelings are, right? Because you mentioned, right? Like, hey, God comes down here, does a little magic trick. I'm on board, right? Just come, give me something, and, and, and I'll believe in God as much as I believe in, you know, all my other neighbors and stuff, right? Like, because they're real. So let's say that you're like a cardinal or something, right? You're 76 years old. You've still never seen any evidence of God, unless you stretch it. Stretch it so much to believe that, like, you know, like... <laughs> I broke my window, and then I found money between the couch cushions, and that was an act of God because it paid for the damage. Like, if you really stretch it, you know, to, to, to think that any good act or any good thing that happened was, was a... You know, or that if you prayed and then, that, out, and then you, that outcome came out positively, then that was God. And, oh, but, of course, if you prayed and the outcome doesn't come out positive, then it was part of his plan, and you mm-hmm. just need to, to pray harder. So, so, you know, you're a cardinal, you're what, like, what's really going on in your head? You've never seen any evidence of God. Well, it's the same way that, like, like people who have, have already confirmed that preconceived notion in their heads of, like, uh, like they're not seeing any evidence that some uh, uh, Muslim or Hindu or something hasn't seen, you know, but they see mm-hmm. God in different things. So they're like, when something happens, like, oh, my God, I thought for sure that this project for work was going to go badly, but I, I kept doing it, and it ended up going well. Praise God. Like, I, I got, like, people impose credit for God and stuff like that. And so to them, even though as an outsider looking in, you're like, that's not evidence. There's no, that's not that's unfals- that's unfalsifiable. Life. Like, that's just life. But to them, you can't convince them otherwise. Like, they, they don't just think in their heads. They know that it was Jesus or Allah or the hippo god or whoever. There's, there's a fucking billboard I drive past every day. It says, the fool has said in his heart there is no God. And I'm just like, God damn it, I hate that. <laughs> like, every day I drive past it because it, it like disallows you from, agreeing, from disagreeing with it, right? It's just like, well. I don't want to be a I, fool. I don't want to be a fool. According to this billboard. According to the billboards. <laughs> and the billboards know everything. They told me about that big and tasty burger McDonald's. <laughs> we get that here. Like, we're all drive down uh, Highway 70 between St. Louis and Kansas City, and you just see, like, the uh, like the two giant billboards that are, like, 200 yards apart where one will be, like, uh, what will you say at the pearly gates with, like, a picture of the pearly gates? And he's like, when asked, did you defend unborn children on the mm-hmm. next on the next one? And Go it's to like, Florida. Oh, man. I didn't see that coming. You Dude, know. go to Florida if you want a real abortion reality check, right? Because you'll get to see more fetuses than yeah. a fucking nurse has seen in her entire <laughs> medical career. There are dead fetuses up all up and down uh, the fucking highway uh, down, down to Florida. I drive down there a good bit. I'm constantly seeing... I make that same drive. I can't remember the name of the highway, Wait. but you see... 
Oh, the billboards? Bill anti-abortion oh, yes. billboards with dead fetuses I'm like, on. No them. way are there actually dead fetuses on like yeah, I know. The way you the way you like, see hang on the hang them up, Woody, by the umbilical cord. <laughs> I'm like, Kyle, that's just They tie kill. two umbilical that cords together everywhere. and throw them over the power lines <laughs> like a pair of sneakers. <laughs> Make me like Mike. <laughs> yeah. Witness I, I, I the product of your sins. He was speaking, right? He had a quarter in his hand, he's talking to like five hundred people. And he's like, All of you pray. Pray that when I turn my hand over, the quarter won't fall to the ground. He's like, how many of you think God will answer that prayer? Right? And, and like, none of them. He's like, what if there were 100,000 people here or 200,000 people? What if I was on television broadcasting to 8 million people and 8 million people simultaneously prayed that when I turned my hand over, the quarter wouldn't fall down? Do you think God would answer any of their prayers? I know the Christian answer to that. What they would say. I'm listening. Uh, they would say, do not put the Lord thy God to the test. Yeah. Uh, that putting oh. him to a test like that is trivializing his power. He's not some parlor trick for you to say uh, to to do stuff with coins. It, basically, it's a very easy you can't prove me wrong out. And you have uh, to keep in mind, like a reoccurring factor in the Christian religion when when these sort of like defenses come up is like the whole point is faith. Like like yeah. if if you don't understand faith, then I'll direct you to the dictionary, sir. Yeah, there's two Bibles that I read the the dictionary. And the Bible, those are my two books. <laughs> and apparently you can't define well, the word faith. I would love those rules to apply to me. One, never test me. Just assume that I'm godly. And two, uh, <laughs> you know, like, never ask me to, pr I guess that's the same thing, you know? Hey, like, You create just, a universe and we won't doubt you a bit. Well, how do you know I haven't? I haven't seen it or read any oh, literature about it. Oh, have some print, faith. Hey, you, you haven't been given the gift of faith, Kyle. Keep this it, cap in my hand. You print out a book about this fucking thing full of it. tales, like, yeah. and then, then I might Keep believe in your religion. <laughs> Although there is plenty of studies that suggest that praying for people, people who are prayed for, statistically do better. They do. I think that has more to do with uh, a social structure that cares enough to pray. I didn't say it had anything to do with God, but, but people who are prayed for do better than people who are not prayed for, medically According speaking. According to the Christian Science Monitor. Something. No, according to actual studies, like it's a real thing. Like I don't just make it up. It's yeah, the Christian Science Monitor. We should all get like tracks, those like chick tracks from like crazy. You guys know what those are? No. Oh. So basically, what those are are, uh, I'll I'll look one up. So a, a chick track is tracked is just one of these. Uh, I've never uh, heard of a chick track at all. I'm picturing a CD track, like a song. It's like a small booklet. And it basically just goes through, like, what do you do if your friend wants to look at pornography with you? And how do you handle it? What do you do if your friend wants to smoke a cigarette or a doobie, God forbid? Ooh, what do we do? And then it's like these silly little, like, Christian total straw man uh, <laughs> pamphlets where, you know, the person who wants to look at porn is, like, just the apotheosis of evil. And, and just and just oh, yeah, gremlin-style person. I'm glad we'd never do that 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I have a, an image. I, I I saw this and thought it might make an interesting show topic. Um, this is a cadaver split in half. One is fat and one is fit. Why does that one shit out of his penis? <laughs> I can't like, even tell what I'm. What parts? No, I'm it's it, it's real hard to tell. There's such a there's so much fat in the fat guy. Look at his spine. His spine is even overcurved from the extra weight. This look is at a those, look at those masses up in the top part of his chest compared to the normal sized guy. Yeah, it's the belly. Like, I, at first, I was like, 
It's How far am I compared huge. to these people? Where do I fall on this That's scale? What it is. But if you look at what that belly is, that thing there, that yeah. is that guy has. He's one of those real overhang dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the guys who can't see their penis. Mm. Wow, Taylor mentioned the curve in his spine, but I didn't really picture it until I looked at the like lower section. Yeah, that's it, like I can't tell fully the difference in the coloration now that I'm looking at it because the in shape dead body is totally white and yeah. the the shitty dead body that's fat is just yellow with globules, you know, sprinkled in. Lots of dark places. Why is his spine so dark? I don't know, but man, that fat is disturbing. Like yeah, look at the, look at it look at his organs. Look it, at they're even caked in fat. Is that what a naked enough fat dude looks like with a flat back and a flat front? You've seen no that these mistake, these but, like I mean, they're de- these people are definitely misshapen from being sliced into deli meat. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, that'd do. Oh uh, yeah. What what like, is this like a bisection? Yes. No, it's yeah. it's, it's like a it's a. I, there's a they did it ventral? a long time ago where they froze a person. And then they like cut off a layer millimeter, by layer. took a picture, and they just kept doing that. And, yeah. Oh, um, they had this uh, this exhibit going around. Not too. What was it called? The human body bodies. or whatever. I remember yeah. bodies. Yeah, I remember being in <laughs> L.A. and and they had the all they were advertising for it. And then it may have came to Atlanta. And I, but it's like it's preserved human bodies being exhibited in many different forms, right? Like like maybe one of them doesn't have any skin. Or the other one is nothing but the circulatory system and organs with like other. They remove different parts of the human body and then colorize organs is it and art stuff. Or and science. It's science. Somewhere in the middle, and it's it, weird. It's, 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 I think it. I think they do it as an art expo. Um, and there was a little bit of a controversy as to where they were sourcing the bodies from, too. Um, yeah, because you go in there and you see your uncle or something. Well, they said something. I don't know. Like I just heard some things. So that could be way off here, but they were like talking about uh, foreign governments and how they were. I, I guess it was like a Chinese thing or something. Political dissidents, eh? <laughs> remember yeah. Those, yeah. Remember, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's where the, the North Koreans are going when they uh, when they go to the gulag up north. Because Why are all like, of our bodies named Igor or Victor or <laughs> yeah, Vladimir? Like if you donate your body to science, it's not like it's not like they they can go put it in a private touring art exhibit right? but they can do awful things it's, to it i remember watching this thing on the discovery channel back in the day about forensic science mm-hmm. and they they had these bodies that were donated to science and what they did was they put them they put clothes on them and then put them in the trunk of a car that's that's here in tennessee and they that's, just let them decompose They're that's, like, the We're gonna- fa- that's the body farm that's the uh the it's part of uh ut utk's uh they work with all the different branches of the government and and uh, how they bodies decompose. They put them in the bottom of a lake and prop it with a log and different things like that. And so all just the different do all scenarios these different that that, yeah. that might happen in real life in a murder investigation or something. And they want to know like like well how to date a body. I'm sure is like one of the common things they're looking for. Like well because a body who's been in the trunk of a hot car in Florida is going to decompose rapidly compared to maybe a guy in a really cool dry environment somewhere else and they and they want to know be able to tell every step of the way I guess among other things but it was really gross yeah. I remember watching it cuz they they were going to like get the, the 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 rotted body and examine it they were like okay let's crack the lid basically on the Tupperware and burp it real quick take a look at Larry and see how he's liquefying and it was like ah that's somebody's dad that's somebody that they're just liquefying out there in that car, and I get it's for science and everything, but we're watching it on fucking Discovery Channel right now eating popcorn. Yeah, you it, should definitely get like a, a checklist or choice 
for what they're going to do with you. Because if they're like, like if I'm like, all right, I'm ready to donate my body to science on this form when I die, what are you going to use me for? Like, well, we're going to pile, we're going to put two tons of cat shit on your dead body and see how long it takes to turn into compost. I'm going to be like, oh, well, then no, I'm not volunteering. No, like I'm not doing it. If they're like, oh, I'm going to put you in a fighter and crash it into something. Like, like then I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Oh, do you want to test a new ammunition on me? Do you want to do something like that? Then yeah, sure. Just you know, put me in a in a funny hat and t-shirt and put me out there. You know, just send my my kids a postcard or whatever the fuck. Oh, that'd be dark. Don't actually send them the postcard. Um, but that you know, I would want something like that. You need to be what, able to pick. Or if they give you a shitty your, one, they have to pay you. You die tomorrow. What do you want done with your remains? Uh, <laughs> no, well, of course, organ donor. They're gonna take those out and give them to people. What do they do with the rest of you that they can't use? Uh. Whatever. Mixed with gunpowder. Throw me out of the plane right after Richard Ryan so we can see what, what happens there. <laughs> <laughs> and you can have Richard going down, filming my body, you know, with just like dead lips flapping <laughs> in the wind, you know? <laughs> see that flat spin splat? Yeah. As long as it, Today I'm going to show you what happens when your chute doesn't open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that cadaver out. I'd like to see that, actually. That's a little fucked, but I'd like to see what happens when bodies drop from altitude and hits the ground. Because remember on King of the Hill, Peggy landed in that soft field, just made a Peggy-sized crater, and she was all right for the most part. She fractured her pelvis. GoPros but... are a thing. And like, yeah, I'm sure there are, some, there are some places you can watch at. I guarantee it. People um, live sometimes, right? It, from terminal very rarely. But there's like stories of people falling like 10,000 feet and somehow mm -hmm. surviving. And then hit. people drop in like 100 feet and splat. People fall off six-foot ladders and crack their head and die instantly, right? I mean, your head falls from six feet, you're dead. I work well, bet. This woman. You, like, get, you get knocked out and hit your head on the damn concrete because you're unconscious, you can't brace, her you die. Yeah. Her co-worker was cleaning the gutters in the second floor of a house, right? Just a regular suburban house. And the ladder, like, I don't know, slid, gave way, something happened. So he grabs onto the gutter, which does not hold people. Of course not. And uh, he ends up falling. So this is really just like a story and a half, right? Like, you know, he was holding a gutter like this. And uh, he had some severe brain injury. Like, he lost a bunch of his memory. He had to sort of relearn how to talk. And, and he, was a, he was a PhD candidate at the time. So it was kind of... One of my mother's sad. friends' son, uh, we would always go to their house and, uh, and they'd have pool parties and stuff and we'd hang out. And her son was like seven years older than me so when i'm in like middle school he's going into college or something like that along those lines but anyway he's away at college and he's going to slide down this banister to be cool and he fell off of it like 25 feet down to a tile floor and i i mean just completely can't take care of himself now the the, the with the brain damage like like just the, forget about college and continuing on or returning back it's like we have to work out a life plan for tom now because it, it'll never be the same, and and he isn't. He's he's he was never the person that person again. Just just Tom died that day, and a new person is, is is walking around in that body. So how like how functional is he? Can he not? A, um, he can walk. Um, can conversation. No. no, no, not one that you'd want to have. Hmm. Yeah, did someone who's got to be taken care of one hundred percent for the rest of their life. Yeah, like with his parents forever. Um, and just not functional in any way. Um, I mean, severe brain damage. He, his skull was uh, cracked open. It was a real fall he took. So protect your noggin, kids. Always put that uh, the helmet on, even though it looks a little lame. 
For sure. But it's not it's not even just the uh, blunt force trauma. It's the um, the 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 motion itself. Right. So if you're, you know, a lot of guys with wingsuits and stuff like that to, you know, you can you can wear a helmet, but that that motion isn't going to stop. Right. You just have a very thin membrane there in the your skull is just like the outer shell on that. Your brain's still sloshing around in there if you've got some kinetic energy behind it. So. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's a it's you know it's sometimes it's just keeping your skull from cracking open if the G force yeah PLF or something like that you know like roll <laughs> protect that thing in as many ways as you can I mean yeah. it's better to blow a shoulder out or something like that than it is to take the but yeah, it, it's yeah, easier it, said than done I guess yeah but. the priorities go penis it, it goes penis <laughs> brain penis brain this brain then stomach brain in that order like, like, now, that's sometimes you, the stomach brain beats out the head brain though. I don't know if in he's case of fall. Yeah, but but you know if there's nachos around or something, oh. but but if we're falling, <laughs> the this brain wins. The stomach brain he gives up at that point. He he's, he relies on penis brain and ear brain. Didn't you guys do a spelling bee on this show between people like five years ago or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was really. I, I think White Boy was in it. It was. I just remember because I saw of misspelled easy I, words. I just saw oh, it on Twitter that like the the spelling bee is going. And I was yeah. I couldn't remember if you guys did that or if I was thinking Didn't of something else. White boy beat only use me blade. Do I have that right? It's been five years ago, but I, I remember it being a real shit show <laughs> and uh, wondering if people were cheating and the like. And that's uh, the big issue. I, did we even have video like we do now at the time? I probably wasn't on video, though. I don't think I did yeah. very well at the spelling. Um, I feel like now we could do a true hands up spelling bee. Who, who do you oh, think that? I'll have my Bluetooth in. I'll have my third party outside that door. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't like your, start mute, too much. your mic goes mute, and then it's like you <laughs> just see someone off the side. Hey, Siri, how do you spell? <laughs> I think Taylor wins this. I, Taylor, whenever we do the titles, and it's like, how do you spell serendipity? It, Taylor says it like. I, it says it like he knows it, but that doesn't quite do it. Like, like it, he, is, Taylor doesn't be like, uh, no, no, no. He spells it like I would spell my own name. Always. Oh. <laughs> it's stupid. I don't want to start a, you know, a, a, a bickering match between you two, but who do you think wins that spelling bee in the Kyle oh, versus Woody spell off? I, oh, there are some words I that I know. struggle with and, and I'm just like, well, oh, I guess I don't write that word much. I just say that word all the time, you know, yeah. like, 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 like conscience, I know how to spell. It's C O N S C I E N C E. It's con science, right? Can it's you not, spell it's not turbulence? an turbulence. T U R B U L E. Is it L E N C E or L A N C E? I'm going to go with L A N C E. I'm 50 50 on that word. I'm, Maybe I, I, in my goes. head, I, I'm breaking it. Negative. Lance. Like Lance, like a. Let, let, me, let me check that out. I, I, I think that's it. No. Did you say A or E? He said A. He went with Lance. It's, it's E. e. Yeah. It is E. Yeah. I, 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 and then the Lance. other thing is like I spelling them out loud is is wildly different than if I'm if I'm typing them because yeah. once I type it, I'm like, oh, that, get to see that, it. yeah, yeah. Oh well, I didn't mean because of the autocorrect, but um, mm. well, maybe you no, want to. No, no, I, I didn't mean that either. Like, yeah, I just meant like sometimes you visual like oh now nah, now that I see it, I know that that's not what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, those spelling, those guys, those kids, I should say, who do the National Spelling Bee every year, it's really cool to see them do their preparation because you might think it's a lot of, like, looking at big words and memorizing them, but it's not. It's a lot of looking at the, the rules. Way, 
the rules and uh, the uh, the sources of words, like their um, like like where the word the word delineated from, like where it began from, what what nationality it was originally, if it's Latin or not, so they can figure out how the where if the U was going to be in front of the I or not. There's a lot of rules that they know, and then there's a lot of um, you know they're, they're like, could you use it in a sentence? <laughs> I, I really enjoy those because can I phone a friend? Oh, they they should add that. But those kids don't have friends, so <laughs> <laughs> phone a tutor. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's, it looks like Indian people Facebook, uh, like the early years at every one of those at every one of those spelling bees. There's some like incredibly socially awkward Indian kid. I remember like the kid was like being interviewed by this blonde reporter. She's like, so what was it like when you and your mom were, you know, all this study and everything and you guys have been working hard? What's it like? And he's like, you'd have to ask her about that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, I spell words, bitch. I don't have a personality. <laughs> like, like, this is all yeah, I Yeah, I've been locked in a room for the last eight months learning to spell these <laughs> words. I haven't been allowed to see kids. It like, was an I'm... interview black hole. It was crazy how, like, you never hit it back at all. Not even a little. And almost intentionally, like he was annoyed to be there. Like he was just giving her. He he was like a prisoner answering questions because he knew if he didn't give some answer, he might get slapped. But but not that he had any fear. He was just like, I don't know. I don't know what it's like. Don't ask me what it's like. Uh, You know, it's it's like life, whatever. And then he's like a twelve-year-old kid too, who just that that whole thing. I I like looking at like, I don't know, little niche groups of the world, uh, whatever separates humanity into that little group of people. And that's one of them, the, the spelling bee kids and their parents, because what kind of parent is getting their kid involved in the national spelling bee contest? It, it, I guess even like parents. Beauty if it's regionals and we're spelling like, scissors, that's one thing. But when you're at the point where you're hiring a private tutor who like, oh, yeah, he tutored Patel last year. He's the guy you want. He's he's very expensive. But but trust me, it's worth, like fucking he spell. <laughs> it's a mental beauty contest, right? It, it, you put them on stage and you compete over. Yeah. Yeah, except for you know, if they misspell the word, they're out. I don't. I hate beauty contests of any kind. Like 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 all of them. I I, I despise this Miss America, Miss Universe, all of that shit. And 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 I don't think that Mr. Olympia is in the same category though. I think they're completely different things Why? because that is about sculpting your body like it's a a a like it's clay. It's it's, it's not about you, you know if. I, I'm not into bodybuilding. I think it's a little ridiculous, to be honest. But what they are doing isn't just getting big and strong. It's they're like, the symmetry uh, needs this muscle right here for me to be perfectly symmetrical has to be bigger. And that's not about push-ups or like curls. That's it's gonna take me. I'm gonna have to target this muscle for the next year of my life. You know, the, Schwarzenegger like they always talk about his symmetry and how perfectly symmetrical he was and 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 everything and the thinness of his weight. He sculpted his body to look like that, not because he it was his version of perfection, because it is the ver- it is perfection, right? Like like they're they're making a piece of art with hard work and dedication. Just because yeah. they're not chiseling it, um, actually it le- le- lends more credence to it if you ask me, because you can always start over, right? And who cares about that big thing of stone? You wouldn't you say the beauty contest girls are doing that. They're, they're no, not. They're no, not achieving they like their best. best no, they're look. born that way. They're born that way. They have it. Sure, that they might work out to stay trim and fit. They might practice their answers, but not to the level of lifelong commitment that a, that Arnold Schwarzenegger had sculpting his yeah. body into a piece of art. And when they're done, they aren't pieces of art. They're they're pretty women on television who are answering questions that are way over their head. It's, it's all, I mean, in some cases, but I, I feel like, 
I guess I'm mostly just playing devil's advocate, but I'm like, yeah, you know, these girls are doing their best to look their best, and and they also have a talent and an answer category, and I don't know what else. That shit don't count, though. It's all about a swimsuit, right? I don't think so. (laughs) They changed the scoring to make it less sexist. And the ratings dropped. Yeah, To make it less sexist? Then then Trump, did Trump ditch them, or did they ditch Trump? I thought he sold it. Ah, Isn't even that better, sexism though, yeah. in its own right to treat a woman's hobby for these women that enjoy doing beauty as though it's lesser and you have to make it about something else? Isn't that its own form of sexism? Saying that your activity isn't good enough? Oh, I just don't think it's as, um, I don't think it's in the same category as the guy who's like turning his body into a work of art. No, of course not. It's way harder but, to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Th- those ladies weren't doing nose crunches to get that perfect, you know, <laughs> curve or whatever. Like, no, yeah. like they, you, you either have that or you don't, or you get it done in surgery. But like yeah. Arnold was working all day, every day, not just lifting, but feeding his body like it's a Formula One race car where it's like, and, well, and like, I can't mind. afford like, to do this. I got to eat exactly this shit all the time because food is numbers and I need to get the right numbers to make sure I build up arnold is a i really like arnold schwarzenegger i find him fascinating his like his like life's journey and especially if you go back and watch the old footage of him like training with some ballet instructor on how to move fluidly or stuff and then and, and then like the next year he's with a sword grand master and he and the guys tell him like you're too bulky bro you can't swing the sword right gotta trim down and he's like okay and he, like, he loses like muscle mass because, so that he can operate the sword like a master swordsman and all the while learning English. <laughs> and, and, and people don't know this, running his fitness empire that you probably never heard of. Arnold sold weights and became a millionaire from selling workout equipment while he was doing all that other stuff. And you, I never even heard of an Arnold Schwarzenegger weight. Hmm. But he was a millionaire when he was Mr. Universe, you know, way back then. Like, like as he's learning English and getting into these movies like uh, Red Sonja and Conan the Barbarian and all that stuff. Like, he's, he's already, like, made his living Twins. with his workout equipment. Twins came later, uh, yeah. much later in his career. That, that was a big one. He made so much movie. money from that because yeah. they sat down yeah. and, like, came up with that shit on a napkin. And him and DeVito got, like, uh, like, percentages off the back end of that film, like, big ones. Like, he got, like, 15 20% of the gross of a movie that made hundreds of millions of dollars. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Apparently they got an unusually good deal for twins and now they're, now they have more money than they need. They were talking about making twins uh, too. And I think I've told Woody this before, but the premise was this, they get to their father's funeral, Schwarzenegger and DeVito, and they, they like play one of those video wills or whatever. And they discovered that there was a third brother, more genetic material was left over and it's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> they should make that. That'd they so worked. Great. It was all in the works, and Murphy was on board, and then it fell apart. I, I heard Schwarzenegger talking about it a while back. It's, uh, that's a shame. Eddie Murphy's brother died. I, that, that's a shame Charlie too. I like Murphy. Charlie Murphy. He was funny. Apparently, and, that whole basketball story about Prince was a true thing. Yeah, Prince confirmed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we bawled. I, uh, we bawled. <laughs> <laughs> But if you listen to the stories and, like, you know, who Charlie Murphy was through most of his life, kind of a dick, right? Like, he was fighting people and hitting people over total nonviolent, like, offenses, you know? Anyone looks at Eddie Murphy wrong, and Charlie Murphy is, like, going full ghetto on him. Eddie, oh, that's what you need? Through most of his life, was just, like, take a step back, take a step back. And I get it. It's neat to have like a mindless pit bull sycophant brother who thinks that like you hung the moon, but 
you know, when it really comes down to judging a man, if he spent that much of his life just like fighting over stupid stuff, you never know what he might have kept covered up. You know, Murphy's gay. Eddie Murphy's gay. Everybody knows that. That is true. I bet Charlie Murphy beat up a few people who are going to talk about that shit. I did not know that. I bet Charlie Murphy put some fucking guy in a headlock and was like, you ain't going to tell nobody did, fucking shit. Did Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy get picked up for uh, arrested Eddie, for trying Eddie, to Eddie Murphy. Murphy Eddie Murphy's not gay. Start Googling. Um, but but yeah. I really like, if you go back really? to, there, there's huh. an Eddie Murphy uh, special. Because like Google he, says it, fuck yeah. It's yeah, right. Google, Google knows everything. Eddie Murphy's doing the special, and you can hear some lady like yell out or something, and you can hear Charlie Murphy then scream, shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm is. not seeing anything for, is Eddie Murphy gay? Uh, Eddie Murphy busted with transsexual prostitute in 1997. Ah, well, that's different, right? Yeah, because as I say, that's some people's things, right? Because like... Uh, who was it? Who's somebody who's like Jim Norton? Like, yeah, Norton. What, what's that's a transsexual? Right. Doesn't take much for me to get. To, that's someone who is. Uh, like, I was born into a man's body, but if I believed that I should have been born into a to a woman's body, and I feel that way, I would transition to a female body and maybe have some operations and stuff. Though that's not required. But my my general mindset and belief that I should have been a woman and me, you know, carrying on those characteristics would make so me a transsexual. We'll, we'll I say she was a woman in spirit, but with guy parts. I think if you pick up that in '97 though, that was a 1997 transsexual. Huge difference between a 1997 transsexual and a 2017 transsexual. I'm just saying, <laughs> in 1997 she probably yeah, could have been a that's forward. That's pre so shit's shit's real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no hormones. That was a that was a hairy knuckled night for uh, for Eddie Murphy. I'm just saying, <laughs> hairy knuckled night. I, yes, he'd put his donkey gloves on. And prepare. She, she said that she had an intimate relationship with him for years. It began when she was 17, and she sued him for $1.2 million. And that's the I, one we know about. Wow. Yeah, I'm saying Eddie Murphy, he likes the cock. A little of it. So, but, but not Eddie Murphy doesn't like the cock nearly, nearly as much as John Travolta. Wait. Well, that goes I didn't think saying. Travolta liked Oh, man, well, I could do this all day. Will Smith's gay, too. I don't think any of the. I don't. There's I think, evidence of all of these things. I'm saying I'm not making. John Travolta uh, has been sued by the men he's molested, the masseuses and stuff. He's he's, he's he gets oh, grabby. I remember that. Allegedly, and, 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 and that was the new stuff. I right, do Will Smith. It, do Will Smith. <laughs> what did no, Will I, Smith do? Do you really? I don't have think one for there's him? any actual evidence, oh. but 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 there's been like talk of it for a long time, <laughs> and they say that they say that Jada and is is also is also gay. And they've got a, a marriage of gay sex. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, but, but but the first two. I love that. it. You just keep like keep like going down this rabbit hole of like people that are like like uh, you know I hear Chris Pratt's gay too. Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Don't have any, I don't have any proof. But <laughs> you watch Guardians of the Galaxy and you disagree. You know, what? <laughs> he's into blue chicks and green, stuff like that. Right? Yeah, she's green. Yeah. Right. Her sister's blue. I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah, know. That's sick to think that he'd go after this sister. Maybe you got issues. Yeah, that's the that's the yeah. incestuous situation. Do you think that's hot when you got two twin sisters fucking each other? Obviously. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that. of course. So what, <laughs> like crazy. So, so what if they're not twin sisters and, and they're having sex? Yeah, it's fine. It's but they're sisters. Yeah, but what, oh, oh, when does oh. this get bad? I'm with you, real. I'm just seeing if you're okay with incest up to a point. I'm trying to measure where that point is. We've established I'm good with incest early on in the show. 
week after oh. week. No, I don't know. I've just made a bunch of references <laughs> to how it's it, like. I, I feel oh. like I mean, I fuck team. my wife. You know, <laughs> <laughs> strong point. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Actually, yeah, you're the one who was like. Why don't guys fuck their sisters? Not, not, not <laughs> kind of misquoting me, but it was more I, like, how can a fourteen-year-old that's daydreaming about fucking was, was everything in sight, who has no, like I a sixteen-year-old hot sister down the hall, not daydream about her too? And everyone's like, "Yeah, what are you wrong? That totally doesn't happen." Like, I think society has all agreed not to talk about it. No. No, I think most people just don't want to fuck family members. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Maybe you know all the dirt on them, and it just doesn't like even come close to being that attraction. I don't know. Well, it's because having sex with a sibling or like a first cousin or something is going to very quickly ruin your gene pool, and it's not good. It's not healthy. You need that variation. Okay, you know, yeah. first cousin. Uh, I don't. I don't. Mostly. I don't know. No, first cousin's not okay. Uh, Second you check state by state. There are, I think, most states. There's a difference between okay and legal. God damn it! Uh, yeah, like it may be legal, okay. but it's not a good legal, idea. But it's not okay. Ah, uh, well, okay. I thought we were talking about legal, but we were just on a different page there. No, we're talking about because <laughs> when you good. go to okay, clearly we're talking about brother and sister. Still cool, right? No, you, it's I, not okay <laughs> because you-, you're going to get a seven-toed kid or something eventually. Eventually, but I mean, you just, just make or sure your kids Or maybe right too. away. Why roll the dice? There's a lot of people out there who aren't your family that you could be having sex with. <laughs> oh, like what group really is just... it that does that? There's a group. Oh, oh, oh. Is British it... royalty. Yeah. No, no. There's another group where, mm. like, a common thing when you meet someone is to, like, all right, let's check it out and see if we're related. It's like, not right away. Oh, Mormons, right? I the... think. No, uh, uh, Jewish people. Jewish people in some areas, Jewish. yeah, I in like smaller Jewish. Jewish in smaller Jewish communities, I think they'll get like a DNA test because like the communities like are so close, you might not even know that yeah. like oh this person's too close to me, so obviously that's no no good because they got so many of them back in the day. So I'm looking. Heard oh, this is perfect. There's a Wikipedia article on which states you can marry your first cousin. <laughs> just in case anyone's See, wanting. Damn it, you always go back to marriage. Like, like, like. Well, I didn't think fuck would feel. work in the Google search. Um, I didn't think. <laughs> so yeah, you, no, in the blue I mean, ones, it's legal. In the light blue ones, it's legal with exceptions. And I've looked into this before. Obviously, uh, the exceptions are usually like no one in your family, like the previous generation, can't also be first cousins. Fuck. So all That's those blue ones are pretty good. Bandwidth exceptions. Now that I'm not sure. So it looks like ah, I North say Carolina, you, a little bit of requirements or exceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're the not exceptions all... are that uh, states such as New Jersey, actually, in, um, some states recognize marriages performed elsewhere. Other states such as New Jersey actually encourage it, especially when the spouse what? is not residents of the state when married. Very cool. That's weird. That's Carolina's a, exception is sterility requirement to marry cousin. Oh, that's not an exception. It says no. Um, I really don't know what our exception is. Why we're light blue? I don't know. But there's there's <laughs> well, a lot. Well, it's a, of blue it's there. I actually here. thought it was going to be more than half, but it's it's less than half. I think. You don't want to marry your first cousin. Just fuck her. Actually, you know what? Those are all like the flyover states. They might not be that populated. I wonder by population. If there's more in the blue or the red there. 
How much per capita incest do you have there in Utah, sir? Yeah, I feel like if um, like, like, Probably a if, lot if this Utah is an election, we just need to like swing Pennsylvania, <laughs> and the first cousins can win. No, everybody should be on the same page of not fucking your family members. Oh, I just we noticed the first cousins have New York and California. Yeah, uh, I mean, game over, California bro. is insane. You think the conservatives like, have York? a hard road up to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Incest is winning the country over. I can see that now. It's winning the country over. <laughs> it's, it's, it's taking it by coast storm. Coast to coast, incest is winning. Like, like that's, that's all that graph says to me. Yeah, they got lots Florida. of lots of sibling and cousin incest in New York, California, and Florida. Can you imagine accidental incest? Like you meet someone and you fall in love with them, and then you discover that's your first cousin. Have you guys done the um, twenty three and Me stuff or ancestries or? Anything? I have one of those. I have a DNA test upstairs. One of the things you just spit in and get the yeah. results. I keep so forgetting to do it. That shit's pretty fucking scary. Uh, how accurate it is because really? I oh yeah I what'd you get. I set up a fake email address, right? Mm -hmm. And I went and got one of those gift cards that, you know, the visas that you can um, put money on and everything. And so I did the whole registration thing through a completely anonymous way, right? Where no email address, nothing could tie back to me. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's see what they come up with because they'll ping you and ask you if you want to know. Uh, certain people in the area or in the country that may be related to you. And sure enough, family members who, who ended up uh, doing the test and they had their like profile pictures and stuff right in there. It's like, wow, that's pretty crazy. I, I, I'd like to see you do it twice and see how close the results match. Oh, did yeah. You, did you get anything unique? Like, oh, I didn't know I had Mongolian in me or like. Something. No, uh, it was it was mainly European, like Irish, English um, ancestry, and um, I wasn't genetically predisposed to really any kind of diseases or conditions or anything along those lines. Um, yeah, yeah, that was kind of exciting to see. Um, but you know, this whole time, I thought you were wearing a goddamn medallion around your neck. Because your microphone oh. is at the end of that necklace. And I, was, I didn't stare at it. I, I was just like, oh, Richard seems to be wearing an enormous medallion tonight. Oh, man. I, so it, I it, like, And I was like, it's probably like one of those coins that snipers shoot or something. It's probably, I, I won't even bring it up. But then I was like, that's not a goddamn medallion. What is this, a no, secret so, society? It's so funny that, uh, so I, every time I've, I've been on here, I've been at like a different place uh, and where I'm moving and whatnot. So in Utah now, I have like most of my stuff set up there at the uh, coffee shop and everything. So I moved here in Nashville from one spot to another. And uh, the way I'd set up before would have the mic a little bit lower and and the the camera up here. And I was like scrambling before we started. I was like, oh, fuck, how do I set this up so that my mic's not like blocking the camera or anything? Because I don't have a boom or anything like that. And uh I was like, all right, well, shit, like l- the last time I had like this, this Pelican case, no joke, like w- the 50 cal case was holding the microphone sitting on my lap with the camera here. Now I'm like, I don't have anything in my apartment. I have a couch, a bed and, and a safe. <laughs> and your lucky medallion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, my, my gangster ham bone here. With the, like, 
<laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was. I was like, dang, that's kind of getting on a flavor flavor territory. I yeah, won't right, say anything. Put a but if next there. show it's even bigger, I, I gotta bring it up. <laughs> I if, just I, start if I look on Twitter and things and like grills and shit, and they're like, what is going on with Richard? Wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody we need to hear from Kyle? I think uh, I think I covered it all. Check out HelloFresh, Dollar Shave Club, and Squarespace down in the links below. Uh, yeah, that's all I have. Where do we find your cool stuff, Richard? I mean, I guess uh, you guys, the stuff we referenced, if you want to see me jump out of the B-17, that'll be up on full mag um, on YouTube and all that good stuff. If Man, we put up so many videos on Rated Red, uh, you might have to command F in the videos or something to be able to find the... <laughs> The fun stuff driving and everything, but you know, the, yeah, you know, you know, I'm I'm a Google search away. Check yeah. him out. We'll check uh, Richard out. PKA episode three thirty seven.